Welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio, the Druff and Drexel Show. I am Todd Dandruff with Tellus. Today is March, not March. Today is May 4th, 2016. And we're starting late. I won't lie about that. Even if you're hearing the archives, you wouldn't know the difference. But yeah, we're starting half an hour late. And the good news for you is we're going to have a full slate of co-hosts tonight. We will have Drexel. We will have the Northern California guy. We may even have Trader Ruski. So, welcome again. And there's a free roll tonight. I'm going to get into that right away because it's starting in seven minutes. There's a free roll tonight on the No Fraud Online Poker Room, as always. It is an $82 free roll. And this week, it's not Limit Hold'em. It's not No Limit Hold'em. It is Omaha 8 or better. <laughs> Why is it Omaha 8 or better? Well... I'm going to be playing my first ever non-Hold'em World Series event this year in Omaha 8 or better. And I'm preparing for that. Every day I'm preparing for that. So I figured in honor that we'll have a free roll for Omaha 8 or better. And if you have no idea how to play it, just try anyway. It's free. The worst you can do is bust out and won't cost you a damn thing. $82 free roll. First place is $40. Second place is $22. Third place is $13. Fourth place is 7 The money did not come from me. Usually does not. It came from our generous listeners. Trader Ski. Trader Ruski. He gave $20. Flipper Fair gave $15. Dirty Ernie gave 5 Sam Sneed, who's donated a lot recently, gave 25 Daniel72 gave 9 JSTAT gave 8 That all adds up to $82. So thank you to all of you. It's on the No Fraud Online Poker Room. you got to find that near the top of the screen on PokerFraudAlert.com. You need a separate account on that Poker Room from your Poker Fraud Alert Forum account to get in there. But it's totally free. No play chips even required. Just totally free. Just get it right in there. You need a Flash-enabled device to play it, though. So you can't play on your iPhone or iPad. And if you want to read the rules about qualifying for the free money, please go to PokerFraudAlert.com slash FreeRoll, PokerFraudAlert.com slash FreeRoll. Ignorant of the rules is not an excuse. So if you do not read them and do not follow them, you will not win the money I just told you about. But if you do win the money, I will pay you in various ways, bank transfer, Bitcoin, cash check, even other methods. You can ask me when you PM me what other methods you can be paid as well if none of those are good for you. So that's the No Fraud Online Poker Room starting at 810, 25 minutes of late registration. So you have until 835 Pacific time to get in there with a full stack. Let's see here. Let's see if we can add our co-hosts before we continue with anything else. Let's see who's around. I don't see Brandon. Let's see who else is here. Looks like the Northern California guy's here. We'll try him. We'll try him. And we'll see who we pick up as the show progresses. Oh, hold on. Hold on. This is an important thing I have to tell you guys. Hello, Northern California guy. Hello, Todd. So the free roll is about to start in four minutes, and I have something important to let everybody know an update. So, there we go.
I hope my update music doesn't come on right away. Anyway, the update is that C Money, who has been the most generous donor to our free rolls, he really has been. He's donated the most. He's donated thousands of dollars to this free roll. I'm not even kidding. Tonight, another hundred came from him. Now, not all tonight. He donated fifty today and fifty for next week. So it's now a hundred thirty-two dollar free roll, which is a lot better than eighty-two. Which means I have to make up a new prize pool on the fly. So. Let me do this here. I got to do some uh, quick mathematics to figure out the appropriate adjustments. So, since we have a $132 prize pool, I will say that uh, 65 goes to first. We'll make uh, 32 go to second. I guess that leaves uh, 35. We will have uh, 17 go to third. We will have. Uh, Let's see. We leave 18 left. Okay, 11 for fourth and seventh for fifth. Seven for fifth. So it's 65, 32, 17, 11, and seven. 65 for first, 32 for second, 17 for third, 11 for fourth, seven for fifth. So that's the new free roll prizes. Thank you, C Money, and we will include his 50 next week as well. So thank you very much. Very generous guy. Brandon's listening right now, by the way. He just uh, is eating, so he will be here as soon as he's done eating, which he's not really missing much. This is just the show intro, which is, to be honest, kind of boring. Everybody hates the show intro. I think a lot of people just wish we just started with no intro, but there's got to be an intro. So anyway, thank you, C-Money. Remember, Omaha Eater Better, it's starting in two minutes. If you want to call into the show, the phone number is 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355. You can also text that number during the show, anytime, or before the show, or after the show, anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, text that number, and I will respond to you, 775-372-8355, which is also our main call-in number. If you want to text Brandon during the show, or any other time, here's his text number, 203-299-2436, 203-299-2436, and if you forget all this stuff, you can just go to the official Druff and Drexel show thread that you'll find in the Flying Stupidity Forum and see all this stuff here. Now, of course, there's my favorite thing. My favorite thing, which I put together in November, something that's given me great pleasure, the call to listen line. The call to listen line is a phone number you just call and listen to the show. It does not require a smartphone. It does not require the internet. It does not require a data plan. In fact, even if you have a data plan, it will not use up any of your data. It doesn't require a computer. All it requires is a telephone of any kind that can dial. That phone number is 712-775-8162. 712-775-8162. The ratings on the call to listen line just shooting up big time. The ratings are just rocketing up on this thing. To tell you how our ratings have been on the call to listen line. In April of 2016, the month that just concluded, more than 22,000 minutes were listened to on the call to listen line. Yes. 22,000 minutes were listened to on that line. So it's well utilized. And every month it's increasing rapidly. Everyone loves it. So you can call that also anytime, even when the show's not on, because you will hear the streaming reruns, because Poker Fraud Alert runs reruns of our past shows. We have 
almost 200 shows we've done over the last four years. So just it just picks up a random show out of those 200 and runs it as if it's live. It's called the Streaming Reruns. You can listen either on the radio page of PokerFraudAlert.com or through the TuneIn app or call the Call to Listen line. And speaking of the TuneIn app, we have various ways you can listen to the show. You can listen uh, through the radio page on Poker Fraud Alert. You can listen through the Call to Listen line. And you can listen through the TuneIn app. It's T-U-N-I-N. You can download this for uh, pretty much any smartphone and listen live to Poker Fraud Alert Radio anytime through that. Or through the TuneIn app, you can also listen to archive shows. And we also have Stitcher, which is not for live listening, but for archive shows. iTunes archive shows are in there as well. And you can also download the archives from our own server directly as MP3s. There's so many ways to listen. In fact... I provide you more ways to listen to this show than any podcast, any terrestrial radio station, any satellite radio station. Really, you have more options here than I've ever seen anyone give. Because I want you to never be able to say, I want to listen, but it's too hard. Or I don't have a way to do it. Or I don't like the way I have to listen to the show. You have so many options. Okay, so here is... Uh, oh, also, I can't forget the Mount Charleston line. I was about to skip the Mount Charleston line. I can't do that. The Mount Charleston line is 702-430-1808. 702-430-1808. That is also a call-in line. In fact, you can call that if the main number isn't working or is busy or something. And that forwards to wherever I go. It's an old 70s rotary phone that sits on top of Mount Charleston, which is near Las Vegas. 702-430-1808 is the Mount Charleston line. If you do call in and I don't answer, if it just rings out like four or five times and goes to voicemail, don't panic. Don't think I'm dissing you or ignoring you. It just means that we're in the middle of something, and you can try back in 15 minutes or so. Keep in mind that when I do answer the phone in the middle of segments, my co-hosts get mad at me. I once got everyone really angry at me for interrupting a good segment with a non-sequitur phone call, so I'm not going to do that again. I want to keep the co-hosts happy. The Northern California guy, you weren't part of the scene then, so... You weren't one who gave me a hard time. I think No, I was listening to that show in the archives, and honestly, I didn't think it was the greatest segment to begin with. Oh, okay. derailed, so it didn't bother me. Oh, good, good. So you weren't uh, – you know, I, I have to only half agree with you. I thought it was a good segment, but in my own defense, I thought someone was calling in about the segment, so I answered. And then they had a totally different question, and it kind of ruined it. But I, I, I didn't have ESP. I just figured they were calling about what we were talking about because we had been talking about it for some time. But I'm, I'm well, glad it didn't disappoint you too much because, I, boy, Brandon and, and Daredevil got so mad at me about that. They, even after the show, they got mad at me about it. So well, I, we're kind of a small-budget operation. I bet that Brady Hoke has, like, a call screener so he knows exactly what people are calling in for. That's a good point. I, I'm going to have to ask him that. In fact, when I see him this year at the World Series, I'm sure he's going to spend, like, $10,000 on a booth again. When I see him at the World Series, I'm going to ask him. Yeah, look into that. Yeah, I'm going to say, do you have a call screener? Do you, do you have a call screener? I think he does, actually, by default, because usually when you buy time on these stations like he does, they give you a call screener as part of what you're paying for. So I think, I think he, you're officially big time if you have a call screener. Yeah, so yeah. One I know. day, one day we'll get there. Yeah, I know. It's uh, like sometimes I feel all cool that we can take so many calls at once, and that we get a lot of calls, and that uh, you know it seems like a real radio show. And then I think, wait a minute, I'm just slapping them on the air, and others like they go through a whole screening process, and they're told who's calling in beforehand, and we don't have any of that. So, oh well. Here's the agenda tonight. The first topic will be a sad topic. This has been a bad year for Poker Fraud Alert radio listeners as far as uh, 
well, living through the past year. Uh, we have about a thousand listeners, give or take, and I guess out of a thousand people, occasionally a tragedy or death will befall a few of them, just from the sheer numbers we have. But I didn't expect in the past, uh, well, in a nine-month period, not the past nine months, but in a nine-month period, we actually lost three regular listeners to the show. Three people who listen to the show every week are no longer with us. One of them was Clown Buster, a.k.a. David Koenig, and he died suddenly in July of 2015, shortly after the World Series was over. Second one was a listener named Kate. I didn't know her personally. I knew David Koenig very well, but I didn't know Kate very well, but she was a U.K. listener, and her, uh, her boyfriend and son listened to the show as well. So we lost her to, uh, I believe it was breast cancer. And if it wasn't breast cancer, it was some kind of cancer. It was it was a long battle, and she finally uh, succumbed to it. So that was sad as well. And we had a free roll in her honor that was uh, the money donated by her son and her boyfriend, which was very nice of them to do. And uh, now we've lost a legend in our community, someone who's called into the show many times, an older gentleman, probably the oldest person to have ever called in here, but still very sad. Uh, Delaware has passed away. And this occurred back on March 30th, but we just found out recently between the last show and this show. So that was uh, that was tough news to hear. Because Delaware has been part of this community dating all the way back to near the beginning of Never Win Poker over 10 years ago. And he's become kind of a fixture. He's been like, he was kind of like the grandfatherly figure of this community. And he listened to the radio show. He would post on the forum and, you know, he, he wasn't the best writer. His, uh, his punctuation, his sentence structure wasn't the best, but, uh, if you read what he would write on poker fraud alert, it was a weird mixture of sincerity and parody. And that's what was so genius about his posts. And the, he would post things like Druff is the perfect player, China maniacs, the number three player in the world, threads like that. And, he actually like had respect for uh, you know for, for my poker play and the way I approach uh, my poker bankroll and for China Maniac as well and so so that wasn't yeah like he wasn't insulting us he was actually showing respect but at the same time he was exaggerating it to the point of ridiculousness on purpose and he always talked about this triple crown tournament that he wanted to have and uh, most of it wasn't serious or it was half serious but he he treated it as if it was serious when he was posting and it it really was a mixture of things he really felt and just tuned up to a large amount of exaggeration. And people, some people believed he really thought that because people think, you know, an old man, he's not screwing with us, but he, he really kind of was. So I really liked Delaware. A few, actually, I think only one member of the forum met him. I think Vegas 1369 met him some years ago, and they took some pictures together. Uh, Delaware's wife passed away at the end of last year. And... The community took up a donation or donations, and he was sent four hundred some odd dollars that I collected and then sent to him in January for the funeral expenses because he he said he wasn't doing that well financially at the time. Uh, he made some posts on the forum that were at you know, at the end kind of depressing. It seemed like uh, Delaware may have given up on life after his wife died. He was with his wife for eighteen years, 
and he was posting how he's quitting poker and like Delaware is done, things like that. Things he hadn't really said before. And this is unfortunately common when people, uh, you know, older people have their spouse pass away. Sometimes uh, it affects them mentally so much that they aren't far behind when they go as well. But it's it was it kind of hit me pretty hard because Delaware's been such a long fixture, and he's always he's been always been very nice to me. And he he really pretty much been nice to everyone. Occasionally he would. Uh, you know, mess with someone a bit, but he wasn't he wasn't a troll or anything like that. And uh, everyone really liked him. And to think that there will never be another call from him here or another uh, funny post of his on the forum, that he's just gone. There's, there's no more Delaware. And it's, uh, it's a sad thing. And if you've been listening to this show since it started, you've heard a lot of calls from Delaware. So rest in peace, Delaware. Passed away on March 30th. I don't have his exact age. It was around 70. And, uh, yeah, it's really too bad that, uh, that that happened. And it, it, it's kind of strange because some years ago he disappeared for a few years from the community and everyone assumed he died. And we just thought, okay, uh, Delaware must have, must have passed away and just there was no one to tell us about it. So everyone just assumed, myself included, that Delaware was dead. And then he popped up again and everyone was in such disbelief. This is, I'd say, about five years ago. Everyone was in such disbelief that they thought that maybe it was a fake Delaware some troll screwing with us, but no, it was really him. He was uh, alive and well at the time. Yeah, the members demanded you uh, investigate, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was really him. He was uh, he was still there. But uh, this one is not a hoax. This one there is a obituary for him in a uh, reputable publication in that area. So that 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 really is it for Delaware. And uh, rest in peace to him. So that's the. It's the first thing I want to touch on before I go to the rest of the agenda. Then I'll give the rest of the agenda, and then we're going to do. Uh, that, that was just the intro to the Delaware segment. We're going to do a 90-minute uh, retrospective on, uh, on Delaware's life. And uh... <laughs> No, no. Del- Delaware wouldn't want me cluttering the show with a 90-minute retrospective on his life. Uh, he, he would want this show to go on normally and to uh, not bore everyone. But it, it really is too bad he's gone, and it's, it really did affect me. There, there's, uh, when, whenever I hear a listener of this show where a member of the forum dies, it affects me. But some a little more than others, depending on how well I know them. And Delaware, uh, I was really like, wow, Delaware's gone. I can't believe that. Like, you just hear he died, and you go, oh, that's sad. And you go, wait a minute, that, that really is sad. So Anyway, thank you, Delaware, for the years of, uh, of entertainment and the uh, grandfatherly presence you brought to this community. And uh, yeah, I hope he went peacefully. Yeah. No, he actually, it said in the obituary he did. It said that he was uh, that he went peacefully. It actually mentioned that. Okay, so here's the rest of the the topics for this week, and I, I hope that's the last one we have for a while of this sort. You know, three since July or between July and uh, March 30th is pretty brutal. I know we don't have the youngest listener base, but you know, Delaware at least was older. Uh, the other two died in their 40s, which is uh, especially sad. One was sudden and not expected, and one was kind of expected over time, but. Yeah, I hope we wouldn't have to make announcements like this for a long time about any of our listeners. So here's the rest of the agenda. Long-time poker scam, poker automatics. It's funny that was just mentioned to me in a text by one of our listeners. He said that was one of his favorite segments when we were screwing around with uh, poker automatics uh, YouTube video and uh, mocking it. Someone said he really loved that segment. Uh, I, I kind of wondered what had happened to poker automatics. Well, 
I got my answer. It's finally shut down. The scam has run its course, but apparently a lot of people got ripped off. We'll remind you again what Poker Automatics was and uh, touch on why it is over. A tiny Oklahoma Indian tribe is going to start online poker very soon. Now you may say, oh, this is going to be so boring. Who cares about Oklahoma online poker? Will you please rush past that segment? No, this is actually pretty significant. Why? Because this is not just for Oklahoma residents. This will be an online poker and casino serving multiple states and international customers. Yes, the first of its kind. And is this just the tip of the iceberg? Is there going to be more coming like this? And is this really legal? We will talk about that because this really could have big implications. That's a tiny tribe, by the way. It's not like the Cherokee tribe. Well, Justin Bonomo, I've talked about him a number of times on this show, also known as Z Justin. He was best known for a high-profile multi-accounting cheating scandal where he was using several accounts at once on PokerStars. This is about 10 years ago, but it was pretty blatant. He was using more than one account to play in the same tournament and even ended up at the same table as himself and got banned for some time from PokerStars for it. Uh, he hasn't been involved in any cheating since then, at least not to our knowledge, but he just kind of acted like a douchebag. He, he acted like a douchebag to me at the poker table last year when I was very short-stacked in an event just for no good reason. Uh, he, he wrote a stupid blog last year talking about uh, feminism and calling himself a feminist, and it was very self-righteous. In that same blog, he made accusations that three different players that he wouldn't name were sexual harassers or rapists, high-profile poker players, he claimed. Uh, He's back in the news. He refused to take a winner's photo at the EPT Monte Carlo. So we'll talk about why and uh, how we feel about that. Justin Bonomo also has a good friend from the Magic the Gathering community. David Williams. Yes, that David Williams. He is in the news, too. He's going to be a contestant on MasterChef. Poker stars Amaya CEO David Bezov. He's been in trouble. He has filed a not guilty plea in an insider trading case that we've discussed numerous times on the show. The WSOP, haven't you ever said, you know, I wish I could pay for the WSOP on a credit card. I wish I could just charge it. I don't have the money to pay for it right now. I'm just going to charge it. Hope it works out well. And if it doesn't, then uh, I'll deal with paying off my credit card later. Well, now you can. Now you can charge your World Series of Poker registration to your credit card. You can register online. This is different than the old pre-registration BS, which was crap. This I have mixed feelings about, but I'll tell you all about the World Series of Poker online registration that has been introduced this year. They are introducing a lot of new things this year. I will give them credit for that. I don't know why they're introducing them like so close to the date of the World Series. Like, I don't know why we couldn't have been told about all this uh, months ago, but at least it's more than a month in advance. So we'll tell you about the online registration with credit cards at the World Series. The new T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas is already functional. It's kind of near the Monte Carlo. And I know somebody who went to a concert there recently, a Billy Joel concert. Someone on the forum asked if the person who went to the Billy Joel concert was my parents. (laughs) It's not a bad guess, actually, because my dad actually does like Billy Joel. But no, it was not my parents, not anyone related to me. But someone I know did go to a Billy Joel concert and took pictures of a pretty disturbing-looking situation there that the nosebleed seats 
are very, very, very steep. The whole section is really, really, really steep. And to the point where I could believe it would induce vertigo. And in fact, did for some people there. So we'll talk about what happened to that Billy Joel concert and uh, whether we're going to have some pretty bad accidents at the T-Mobile Center with the way those nosebleed seats look. General topics. This one's about two months old, but I just stumbled upon it recently and hadn't been discussed on the site, so I figured it was worth discussing both on the forum and here. The new all-female Ghostbusters. There was a trailer released in March, which I just saw, and it is a very, very poorly received trailer. It has like 600,000 dislikes already on YouTube. People are pushing to get maybe a million dislikes for it. There's never been a trailer disliked by any numbers like that. And a lot of people really think it looks terrible, myself included. So we'll talk about how bad the female Ghostbusters will be. That's, of course, the most important general topic. The the minor topic we have this week is just that uh, Cruz and Kasich have dropped out and Trump's going to be the nominee. No big deal. Ghostbusters are more important. No, we'll, we'll talk about Ghostbusters first because it's going to be a shorter topic. And I, then we're going to have probably a, a long political segment because this, this is huge news that Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee. No longer. He probably will be. He might be. There's a good chance he'll be. You know, he will be. It's over. It's not officially over, but it's over. So Donald Trump's going to be the nominee. Uh, Hillary Clinton, of course, can be the nominee for uh, the Democrats, uh, even though Bernie Sanders is claiming that he still has a chance. He doesn't. It's over. So primary's over. Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump will face off for the presidency to begin on January 20th, 2017. What's that election going to be like? What will the campaign season be like? What will the voter turnout be like? And how did the Republicans get to this point? How did it happen? So we'll talk all about Trump being the nominee. Those are our topics this week. Uh, Admittedly, not a very heavy agenda. But, you know, I had a conversation with Brandon today. And Brandon said to me, I think our shows are too long. Not that I don't enjoy doing them, but afterwards I I feel kind of worn out, he said. He said that... uh, we quit at three in the morning. We've been going eight hours. And then uh, at the time he feels okay. But then the next day he feels worn out. His voice is hard to speak and his throat hurts. And I go, yeah, I can relate. <laughs> I can relate. It's just a, it's a hard thing to do to talk for so long. So this probably won't be an eight-hour show. Now, admittedly, we do it to ourselves with all the tangents we go on. And I know people enjoy the tangents. And we could get through all this material without tangents probably in two to three hours. But I think that's where the hidden gems of this show kind of pop up though, is on those, you know, it does. tangents and unplanned segments. Yeah. Yeah. And people just get used to it with this show. People know that, uh, it's kind of just a conversational show. It's, uh, it's only got uh, light organization. We produce the show during the show. We pick up topics on the fly. I even pick up sound effects on the fly. Like we're, we're talking about something I didn't expect and I'll just quickly pick up a sound effect to, to use during the show. So a lot of this is done on the fly here, but a lot of people really enjoy that. A lot of people enjoy it. In fact, that's what the appeal of the show is to a lot of people. They just kind of feel like they're sitting in a room with friends and listening to them talk about uh, various topics they find interesting. So anyway, this probably won't be like an eight-hour show, (laughs) but you never know. Sometimes we have a light agenda, and it ends up long anyway. I think last week was a pretty long agenda. That's why it ended up like an eight-hour show, and we had tangents. 
So let's let's see if if Brandon is ready. Now that we're done with our hour long intro. Eight thirty. Actually, it was a half an hour. We started at eight, so it was a half an hour intro, but not quite because we also had a topic in the intro that we're not going back to, and that was Delaware. So let's see if uh, see if Brandon's ready. Let's look on Skype if I can reach him here. Uh, it shows he's away. All right. Well, we will go on. And uh, let's let's see the text messages in the meantime. It's seven seven five three seven two eight three five five. From the four oh five, John Stamos. Hey, this is John Stamos, senior PFA correspondent on the here in Oklahoma, reporting live on the Iowa Tribe online casino situation. <laughs> he does live in Oklahoma. Now we're picking up another host here. Not Brandon. Trader Risky, hello. What's happening, Drop? Hi, welcome to the show. Okay, so he says, also, will you please text me or message your PayPal so I can send you $25 for a contest to be done on air sometime. Yeah, you know, I'm not making my PayPal public anymore. I mean, I'll give it to him. If you need my PayPal for something, please email me, dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com, which is not my PayPal address, but you can email me there, or you can uh, message me on the forum, Dan Space Druff. Just that... I got to be a little more cautious with my PayPal. I mean, I'm not sneaking on there. I'm allowed to be on there. I just uh, got to be a little more cautious since I got uh, banned for frivolous reasons. They have an itchy trigger finger. Oh, over they, very much, very much. They they shoot first and ask questions later. In fact, they ask no questions. They shoot first and say you're dead. We're not asking. You can't ask any questions. That's that's their uh, modus operandi on PayPal. It's always been their modus operandi. That's uh, the way they were 15 years ago. That's the way they are now. Okay, so I sent it to you in text there, uh, John Stamos. Thank you. John Stamos is a very nice guy. He even said once that he had a meal with me and I was very normal. In fact, uh, Trader Ruski did too. He also had a meal with me. You were very normal. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so from the 616, I, I hate reading this. <laughs> okay, so uh, guys, here's a warning. Uh, turn down the radio if you've got kids in the room or other people who don't want to hear anything dirty. Okay, ready? Five, four. Three, two, one. Okay, if I offend you now, too bad. Filthy loads and Martha Puss because Mike on back. <laughs> Dem Melanie Weisner tits. R.I.P. Delaware. I'm not sure if Delaware wants to be associated with all that, but anyway, yeah, I, I guess uh, Melanie Weisner does have uh, nice tits, but I don't like her very much for reasons I've explained before. All right, seven oh seven. Oh, that's that's you. <laughs> okay, from the 205, the tiny Oklahoma casino is the tip of the iceberg. All right, so that's what we've gotten so far on the 775-372-8355. Here's an older text we got from 470. Does vowels, actually put vowel, V-A-L, I guess he misunderstood. It's vowels, V it was V-W-L-S. Uh, does she look as sexy as she sounds? This is someone who must be listening in the archives or the call to listen line and heard old episodes from 2012. Or is she one of those girls that sounds good but doesn't look good? Well, you know, I'll answer this honestly. I met her in person. Now, it was many years ago when I met her, so I can't tell you what she looks like today. This was uh, nine years ago when I met her, I think. But she looked pretty good then. Uh, she's older. She's older than me. Uh, a number of years older than me. Not like way, way older, but I think she's probably around 50 now. I think she's like six years older than me. So she's not a young woman. She sounds young. 
Even in 2012, she sounded way younger than she was. She was probably like around 46, 47 at the time. Uh, but she is an older woman. I, I thought she looked good for her age. Uh, I thought she actually looked a little bit younger than she was. And, uh, um, yeah, she had a nice body. She was, uh, like, yeah, she, she was, she was a, a decent looking girl. Like, like, as I said, she's, she's older. So if you were picturing like a, the hot 25 year old blonde chick, that's not what she was. But, uh, but I, I thought she, I thought she looked, uh, very good for her age when I saw her. The one time I met her, I actually met her when I happened to be in Phoenix. She lives in the Phoenix area. So I arranged to meet her and Macon Mark. In fact, I might as well just tell the story. It's a, it's a funny story. Hopefully Valos won't be too mad that I'm telling it. But so many years later, it doesn't matter. Um, Macon Mark, he is not older. Macon Mark, uh, especially at the time, was a young guy. He was in his 20s. Vowels was probably around 40, 41, something in that range at the time. I think Mark was 26, 27. So there's a big age difference. Now, he knew she wasn't his age, but I think she just kind of didn't tell him exactly how old she was. Which is kind of weird. Like, I would never meet a woman who, like, doesn't disclose her age. No matter what it is, I want to know what it is. Whether it's uh, really young, really old, in the middle, I, I want to know. I want to know what I'm dealing with there. Yeah, like he knew she was older than him, but I, I don't think he knew how old, how much older she was. But they really hit it off over the phone and over the internet. So they were going to meet with uh, romantic and sexual intentions, and they actually did have a relationship for some time. So to that degree, it worked out. But I met the two of them. I mean, I'd met Mark before, but I I met up with the two of them at a bar in Phoenix. And they were meeting for the first time. They'd only been together for a very short time when I had shown up. I think they'd been together like an hour or something prior to me getting there. So everything was very new. And they've got the little awkward moment at the beginning there when people who've talked a lot online and hoping to establish something romantic or sexual or meeting in person. And I I could tell Mark was uncomfortable about something. and, And what it was is that he realized that she was a good deal older than he was. And as I said, she looked pretty good for her age. But she was clearly nowhere near his age. She was clearly a lot older than he was. So, you know, if if a guy who was uh, 38 met her, I I think he would have been fine with it. But uh, Mark, being in his uh, his 20s, thought, hmm, I I don't know if I I like the situation. I didn't know she was this much older than me. Which I don't blame him for. I've never been into women, like, way older than me either. So Mark decided to try a clever trick to find out her exact age. She sent Mark to go get uh, some drinks at the at the bar, and uh, I, I don't know why a waitress didn't come up to us. We were sitting at a table, but he, he, she sent him to go get drinks at the bar and bring them back. So he left. I'm talking to her a little bit, and then here, let Brandon join in here. Brandon, I'm I'm telling the story here of uh, of my meetup with uh, Hello. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Is this a fraud radio? It is. It is. Have you ever heard the story with uh, with with uh, Macon Mark and Vals when I met them? Is this an intro? Yeah. Well, no, no. We're past the intro. I'm just, I'm just, it's like, a I heard, I was listening on your favorite little platform, the call yeah. to listen line. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm, let me ask you something. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I lost my train. Okay, of that's fine. There. Let's finish the story. It, it, you can it, ask it, me. It, so, so, so anyway, is Trader Ruski on, oh, yeah, I told him to be proud. No, of course he's here. He's here. Okay. Hey, yeah. Trader Ruski. What's happening, brother? Okay. I know that Northern California guy's here. He of never course. misses yeah, a he's... thing except for all the internet's out in the farm. Yeah. No, he's so, 
He's here. So, oh, life on the farm is so, good. So okay, so let, let me get back to the story here. So what happened? So was, Macon Mark used to fuck vowels, and what else? Right, right. So so he wanted to figure out her age, and she hadn't told him. She was an older lady. Yeah, right, right. So so uh, she sent him to go get drinks, and he came back, and he said, "Hey, uh, I need to bring both IDs up." To buy the drinks. And she said, what, both IDs? Just show yours. You're over 21. He said, no, I need both for the people I'm getting the drinks for. Now, is this a scam so we can find out her age? Right, right. So she said, well, that's really weird. <laughs> and she, uh, she said, I've never heard of this. And he says, no, I have to. They, they looked over. They said, look, we know you're buying the drinks for two people. I need to see both IDs. So it was so obvious what he was doing. So then she pulls out her ID very slowly like, crap, I wish I didn't have to do this. And gives it to him, and he looks, and I, I saw the very, very unhappy reaction when he saw what she he saw. Just, uh, I'm still friends with her on Facebook. She just turned 60, I believe. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I told people what her real age is, probably around 50 or 51 at this point. But uh, well, Let me ask you this. Uh, you know, I'm on that no-fraud online poker room because we have a tournament tonight, uh, and I'll get to more on in a second. But it says I'm number one in the queue. I've never seen such a thing. And it's a limit tournament. Oh, it, it's, it's too late. If what you, time is late registration until? 8.35. So what does it mean when it says your waiting list position is number one? Uh, did you register before 8.35? I think it was right at 8.35. It, it's possible that's like a weird way it says like you've already missed it. I don't know. Brandon, don't you remember what the criminal used to always say? No, I don't. I mean, don't, I remember a lot of don't things. Don't get shut out. <laughs> yeah, I guess I got shut out. I wanted to play it. Probably just by now, moments. Yeah, and, well, I, I think the tournament caught a break there, the rest of the people in the tournament, because Brandon is a very good Omaha 8 player. That's why I wanted to play. And, and, and uh, I knew it would be ap- appealing to you, and then uh, he misses it probably just by seconds. So that's that's says I'm number one in the queue. Yeah, that's probably for next week. <laughs> that's, Man, I, that's probably really what it means. C-Money says that he'll donate 200 for next week's free roll. If we can have a no limit deuce to seven, that's his new favorite game. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's serious. I don't think we have that game on there, so it's, we can well, only do it. Two hundred? Can we get it? No, I think it's only what the software has in it. Like this is a uh, this well, is the same so- software. Be? Well, this is the same software that uh, that Seals with Clubs used to run, oh. and it's just whatever they have made available. It used to only have Hold'em. At least this is uh, an improvement over that. So. Anyway, he, Mark was very unhappy, and then he, you know, once he came back with the drinks and the IDs, he got really quiet, and she kept asking him, what's wrong? What's wrong? What, are you okay? And I knew what was wrong. The, the, what was wrong is he figured out that she was you know, 40 or 41, wherever she was at the time, and, and he was in, in his Yeah, but he 20s. likes that kind of thing. The other no, girl, she was older, too. But not, not, as, not as much older. She, Val was like 14 years older than him. So he, but, oh, yeah. but he, but he got over it. The funny thing is, he, he he stayed the rest of the weekend. He got over it, and then they they were involved for some, uh, I don't know, two months or something, and then they broke up. And I remember it was kind of a little bit of a hostile breakup. But uh, what do you think ever happened to him? Oh, I, well, uh, I see him every so often. I probably the last time was like two years ago. He approached me in the Bellagio poker room and said, "Hoyt." And uh, you know, I look up and it's making marks. But he's uh, all disappeared from social media and everything. Yeah, yeah, he has. And uh, you know, you the, the, the Busto. Well, he's never had money. In fact, I, I've talked about before how I I ruined Mark's one chance at glory in the World Series. Mark has always been broke. Uh, Mikeon used to say but he had that, a really rich woman, though. Not well, not yet. But Mikeon told me that Mark had never had ten thousand dollars to his name ever. Oh wow! Ever. So so the, so here we were, like in the late stages of a World Series event in two thousand six. And he went all in for the small blind, and I had uh, – he went all in like 9-10, I think, small blind, and I had ace-four or something, and I called him. 
And then uh, the flop was nine high, and the turn was an ace, and he was knocked out. Mikeon had a piece with him. and was so pissed at me. And Mikeon was giving me a hard time. Going, Why would you call ace four? I go, are you kidding me? He's short stacked with a small blind. I've got an if ace. If not, it big. would have been like the seminal situation in another fraud site would have talked about you. Yeah, like, I mean, it's like, what the hell? I can't soft play here. Mike, uh, what was his name? Danico? Dentali. Yeah, Dentali, exactly. So, so anyway, that was I didn't realize that was my, uh, making Mark's one shot at glory. I think he finished 16th. I finished 4th in that one. But right. uh, that, that could have been Mark, Mark's uh, ticket out of the poorhouse. But he did eventually get that ticket in a different way because, yeah, he he hooked up with a girl who was also older than him but not they that much. They hooked up. They became in a relationship. Right, right. Thing. She was uh, – I think she's like the same age as me. But uh, she uh, – yeah, she and Mark – I remember she was like in her late late thirties when I met her, so she's probably yeah. I think the now? Same, I think the same age as me, forty four. She it's, could be forty five. Yeah, somewhere in that area. She's very close to my age, and she looked younger though. She wasn't Asian. You know what's funny? Everyone said that, and I didn't think so. Uh, Miri, who was my girlfriend at the time, she she said to me, you know, before I she had met this girl before I did, and she said, "Oh, you know, wait till you meet this girl. You're going to be shocked." You know, she. Uh, oh no, that wasn't it. It was it was that I, I yeah, she she mentioned some girl who looked good. So then I met her, and I said. I went up to Miri and said, how old is she? And she says, why do you ask that? I said, well, how old? She says, well, how old do you think? I said, probably around my age. And she said, how do you know that? Nobody ever thinks that. I go, well, I, I could just tell. Like, I, To me, she didn't look that young. To me, like she was, she was, she looked good for her age, but she didn't look young for her age, in my opinion. To, to me, like it, I could tell it was like a woman in her mid-30s who looked good, but still was mid-30s, and you could tell if you looked closely. But but anyway, Mark uh, Mark Mark was with her for a long time, and I guess she was from a really rich family. And from what I heard, they got a stipend. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. What I heard that they they kind of just hung out at at her house in Vegas and didn't really do much and would play poker or whatever. And 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 her family would send her money every month, and uh, and that's the way they. Uh, they like, I wonder if they had a pool with gold plated make and mark on the bottom, like <laughs> you have. Did you know that Northern California he has a gold plated? Uh, this is what I read on the the ski team site. I know, but the ski team doesn't a, know what it's talking. I don't even have a pool. They, well, I remember that a person in Mexico wrote that you had it was a leak, the wiki file leaks that you had a gold plated with Telus in gold on your pool. No, see, I heard it was a gold plated fountain that had uh, tadpoles <laughs> on it. See, the, well, how the, is your little tropical pond doing? Well, the, 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 a few of them have turned into frogs and crawled out, like tiny frogs, and they've crawled out. Uh, there's still a whole lot of tadpoles still waiting to develop. And it's it's still moving along. We we also have two newts in there now. Now someone had told me that I don't know if this is true that you're so cheap that you would call local pet stores to see if you could sell these tadpoles. You know, Northern California got to laugh like that. That's, he knows where I'm coming from. What you do know, you get for a tadpole these days? I, I don't know, but you know, I was hoping here is you know tadpoles they grow to frogs and then they return to the pond they were born. So I'm hoping there can be an endless cycle where I have just just tadpoles constantly. I can just keep selling. This right, be- yeah, but I think tadpoles have more value than the frog, right? Yeah, like, you think also when it's younger. It's so. What do you think a tadpole goes? Oh, I don't for? know. I've never even seen them for sale, honestly. But uh, Northern California guy, uh, a quarter. A All quarter. Right. Trader Ruski, what would you? Peg a tadpole's value at seven dollars and twenty three cents. Thank That's, you. I, I hope it's worth that. Now, now listen. Did you also hear the news? And 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 uh, we could talk about this when we get to the politics. But you seen that Kasich uh, dropped out a couple hours ago? Well, yeah, we're going to talk about that. I called. Uh, you know, he has a Nevada campaign, and I called and I asked just for all the, you know, 
conspiracy theorists out there if it was coincidental or had anything to do with the fraud show. Well, no, I know. I, you know, I, I, I'm going to tell you they, something. Listen, I got hung up on me. Listen, listen. No, I got a call actually from two different campaigns about about uh, what's been going on. The Cruz campaign called me last night and said. Uh, uh, we were going to go longer, but uh, we thought we might drop out this week. We made sure to drop out before Wednesday night and give you plenty of time to think about what you're going to say. And then Kasich, he actually said he's not going to drop out at first and then changed his mind. And, in fact, they changed their mind because I called in there and said, look, I, I know you're going to drop out in a few days anyway, and I'm going to look foolish that I'm going to say you're staying in. You've got If you're going to drop out, it's got to be before my show tonight. Let and- me tell you something else. Uh, this is true. I have a bone to pick with that Rubio. Yeah. You know, I joined his little mail campaign back in the day. So this was like maybe eight months ago. And now every motherfucking Republican in the world is sending me emails. Oh, if it's the West Virginia campaign or some <laughs> failed city commission seat, I am getting emails left and right. So obviously you know that he sold my information. That's right. And that's why I don't ever sign up for that crap. Because, uh, yeah, I don't ever sign up for that crap. Like I, I give nothing. Like I don't want to have my address. And I even or... go to the bottom where it says unsubscribe. It doesn't matter. I'm getting emails from yeah. Paul Ryan. I'm getting emails from, from everybody now. No, Scott Walker, they're all emailing me By the way, I think... saying that my $5 can make a difference. I think I'm going to get rich here with these tadpoles. I'm seeing that they, yeah. uh, they're worth more than a dollar each. Sometimes two dollars. Sometimes, uh, yeah, I, I, I better collect these. Are they wow. purebred? Oh yeah. Oh wow. These are these are uh, natural tadpoles that were uh, that were born uh, without any kind of uh, hormones or uh, or in captivity. They just natural frogs that just free range tadpoles. Yes, the frogs that just uh, on Those their own, the on on their own had sex uh, near my pond. Uh, and uh, you know what you should actually do though, when you know. I mean, I'm not saying this to be cruel, but, you know, people have been dying a lot lately. You had a health scare recently. You've already made arrangements with the forum that when something happens to you that you're going to leave it to me. So in all likelihood, you probably don't have much time left. Uh, Maybe you turn your mansion into what they did for Prince and Elvis, like into like a uh, memorial of you. You know, there, like there, there could be the dandruff. In, they could it, see the, exactly. It could be like a dandruff museum, and that could be a, a so feature. So what you should maybe start doing is your pond that you have, start stocking it with some smallmouth bass. <laughs> and you could even have like a like a little fishing thing there in there. People go up there, and they do some sport fishing when they're visiting the Todd Wattellis uh, Memorial. Yeah, that, might, that might bring some additional Ops. people in. So, okay. Uh, all right. So let's, uh, let's, let's get going here with the regular topics. Wait, this isn't the show yet? It's kind of the show, but it's uh, – it's kind of this weird in between. We're done with the uh, intro, but then we haven't really started the main topics. So, uh, so anyway, uh, we have the whole gang here, which I'm, I'm glad. I you heard me mentioning Brandon that you were saying that it's just getting too long. That it's uh, it's getting harder to do. Yeah, I, I've noticed the last couple of weeks. The day after, I feel a little ragged. I wasn't like that in my youth. You know, once I went on for seventy-two hours straight with that one guy who stole. Remember him? Yeah. And by the way, I had, uh, I don't know if you had seen, but supposedly uh, there was an update in that situation too, that uh, we should be expecting some funds on Friday. Hmm. So remind me if we don't. I posted in the, that one special place about it. Yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully we do. And uh, so, okay, Poker Automatics, I wish I had their video. I guess I could track and Just down. for the record, Delaware and his final – Posts about that. He sentenced me to time served. <laughs> Remember when he was giving out the punishments? Yeah. I was sentenced to time served, even though he said I was an accomplice. 
just by proxy. Let me see, let me see if I can find it. I'm going to look at an art. That was a funny thread though, when he dished out all the punishment to me in China. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, you're one of the few he ever trolled. Yeah, he, he well, you know what? Towards the end though, to give him credit, he he actually started coming around. He like he wrote this one post, and it was like Drexel, and he always spelled it D R E X A L. And he'd say, I don't know what he does, but he's doing something right. Like, at the end, he actually started coming around. But for a while, he trolled me pretty hard. You know, but I, I you know, it, it, I knew what his gig was. And, you know, it, it's very sad. I mean, he, uh, okay. I don't know. So, so I was going to play the Poker Automatics uh, ad, which we memorialized on a previous radio show. And then I didn't realize that it has actually been deleted. So I can't play it. And I... Uh, there's no way I'll find it on the original radio show, but but we will. Uh, I'll tell you what Poker Automax was. This was uh, a little bit more than a year ago, in February 2015. PokerAM.com, which is now gone, it says Poker Automatic is an automatic system for gaining guaranteed passive income from online poker. Now, passive income from online poker does that sound strange? How, how you, it's not playing passively. It's actually just you do nothing and you, you earn money. From it's online like poker. a lot of limping. It's worse than that, unbelievably. So it okay. says 24 hours passive a day. Passive poker, that means you limp a no, lot. No, it's passive play. income from poker, not passive poker. So it says 24 hours a day, seven days a week, without human participation. You don't need any experience or skill to play poker. Forget about risks. Deal with your favorite things, enjoy life, and entrust your money management to, what else but, robots. <laughs> Yes, robots, which have been earning daily profit from online poker for more than three years, create an account, make a deposit, and watch the sum in your account growing every day without your participation. Withdraw profits in any convenient way at any convenient time. So they're claiming that all you have to do is buy in. They will run bots on your behalf. By the way, I don't think I'm going to get into this tournament. You will ne- no, next, no, next week you will. That's what, you're, on the queue for ne- you're in the queue for next week. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, you had 25 minutes. You just... So so anyway, uh, this, this poker automatics you would you would of course give them money, and and they would supposedly have bots play poker for you. And when the bots would win, uh, then you cash out. I mean, how easy is that? It's much easier than playing poker and, and dealing with uh, with variants. Did you own the bot? I mean, like, do you control it? No, you control nothing. You just give them money and trust they're going to win, and then they pay you. Oh, and uh, so so believe it or Basically, not, basically it was bot. It's like bot staking. Yeah, bot staking for bots that you cannot see. You cannot watch them play. You cannot like Sally Wu, for instance. Yeah, yeah. You you can't you can't. I think that was a bot. No, Sally Wu was that. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> that was that guy. Chung Ho. Rob, right? Chung Ho. Rob right. L. Chung Ho. Yeah, that Rob... was a bot too, I believe. <laughs> I met those guys a number of times, actually. Did you really? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, you couldn't even watch them play. It's not like they said you're gonna. This is gonna be your bot. It's gonna be playing on this site. No, they wouldn't tell you where they play. You couldn't watch them. You couldn't have any information. They just tell you how much they win or lose. And in order to, in the video they had, they would have testimonials, video testimonials from people who talked about how satisfied they were with poker automatics. And of course, these were not actual people who bought into poker automatics. These were paid actors from fiverr.com now fiverr.com is f-i-v-e-r-r.com it's kind of a shady site in that it's people all over the world who are willing to do various things for five dollars and they they put up what they're willing to do you pay them five bucks and they will do it for you so among other things people will produce false testimonials for you for five dollars 
there was a, a similar thing to Poker Automatics called Poker by Proxy a while back, where again they had false testimonials done. Uh, in, fa- in fact, they also had false uh, managers of Poker by Proxy because it was a foreign-run thing, and they wanted to make it look like Americans were behind it. So they actually had fake American managers who were hired for five dollars to pretend that they were managers of Poker by Proxy on video. So uh, that was Poker by Proxy. This is Poker Automatics. Poker by Proxy went away uh, a while ago. Poker Automatics continued on for quite some time, for over a year. And idiots really did this. And what they would do is they would pay out a little bit every so often to make it look like uh, people were really make, making money. But so it was a bot pyramid scheme? <laughs> kind of. But it wasn't even a pyramid scheme. It was just kind of like they would they would uh, give payouts uh, a little bit so people would uh, would claim that they got paid. But it was always like small amounts of money. Anyway, it, it looks like that uh, – so the whole thing has crashed down. Uh, PokerAM.com was – Well, all pyramid schemes eventually crashed, Todd. Well, what, what, what happened with this is they, they milked as much as they could, and then they must have decided after about a year of this that they've gotten every sucker they can get with it and that it's not worth sticking around anymore. Northern so, California guy, I know you used to like to be a little risk taker when you were young. Did you ever be – have you ever been involved in any sort of Ponzi scheme? Uh, no, none whatsoever. What about you, Trader Ruski? Maybe in high school, buy some pyramid squares or something? I can't say that I have. Back then, he was inside Trader Ruski. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on, Todd. So, uh, so, so anyway, uh, they, they, they must have decided they made all they could. They, they usually target people like in the Bitcoin community. That's a, a big area that can be targeted for people who have some familiarity with poker but tend to be very gullible. Like This would never work in the poker community because almost everybody who knows poker would look at this and laugh. So they like anyone who posts on poker forums would never fall for this. But but like on the Bitcoin forums, uh, you can still probably nab a couple. Uh, maybe a few. I but the, well, the problem is that if if you post this on a poker forum, you're going to have like a, so many messages calling it a scam right away. Where on a, on a, like a Bitcoin forum, there's enough idiots to support it and and, and uh, drown out the people who are the naysayers. So uh, now the question is, were there ever even bots really playing? And uh, I think there were no bots. I think the whole thing was made up. I don't I, like. There was some theory. Maybe they're using these people to create uh, identities for them, so they can uh, they can make a whole lot of different. Uh, it just it, w- it would have been too much work otherwise. These are all micro stakes, by the way. This was not playing at high stakes or even medium stakes. This was micro stakes bots, which are it's very hard to win in micro stakes in general because the rake is so high compared to the pot. Well, the one guy that used to post on the site, he was uh, micro stakes PLO player of the year. Yeah, I know, but he still lost. <laughs> Well, it was, their voting was rigged. Don't well, talk about it. Yeah. So, so a- anyway, the uh, this whole thing looks like. <laughs> Do you remember that? By the way, like when they actually showed that, like the, the site was like, we have no idea why this guy won. He's yeah. like a losing player from everything we can tell. <laughs> but the number one. But he played like a million hands. Huh? He, pl- he played like a million hands, though. Like yeah. Michael spent all day and all night playing. Uh, Playing PLO at, at microstakes. It was PLO eight or better, actually. Oh, was it? Okay. And, oh, by the way, speaking of that, poker table ratings, which had that contest for uh, player of the year, it's gone. If you go to pokertableratings.com, where you used to be able to look up cash results of uh, of any player, it is now gone. There's no poker table ratings anymore. Yeah, I remember that. When did that go down? It's Do been know? a while. For some reason, I didn't. Remember- no, there's actually one now in Vegas that tracks just the WSOP.com. It's called like Poker Labs or something. Oh, really? 
Uh, here, look at it. It's very interesting because I don't know why they'd even dedicate a site. Um, here, well, look, look up, look up. Uh, well, let's look up people like Butters and and uh, Crazy Mike. Let's see. Okay, how I can doing. look up everyone. Okay, look yeah, up. it's called PokerProLabs.com. Oh. Who would you like me to look up? Uh, look up uh, Mail Yes No, which is Crazy Mike. M A I L. No, no, no. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I should have given the disclaimer. This is more like a shark. Shark Scope site. Oh, it's only it tournaments. Tells you tournaments. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't tell you cash. Oh, okay, games. that's not interesting. I don't care about. So that. I can, you know, we'll still look. What is it? B u t t e r s. Yeah. Does Butters play tournaments though? Yeah, he does. Okay, he plays like everything. He, Butters is just there constantly. Yeah, I'll look it up and see. Yeah, I don't think there's any site because there's just not enough players to you know anyone even tracks the cash games. Yeah. It's funny that they actually want you to pay to register for this. <laughs> really? Okay, so it's just butters, right? Yeah. It's called Poker Pro Labs. I guess it has some other sites too. I'm looking at now. Uh, I don't know. I Poker, Sun Poker, Titan Poker, Noble Poker. I mean, have you even heard of these poker? Yeah, ducks? yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, Sun Poker, Fred Poker. Hold on, those used, are probably affiliates. I was, I was, a, I was a. Well, Sun Poker's not an affiliate. Sun Poker. Actually, I was a sponsored player of theirs in uh, about ten years ago. I meant the links on that site are probably yeah, like yeah, probably links for yeah. those. Victor ones. Chandler Poker, like I mean, who's <laughs> Victor Chandler? Not only not only was I a, a sponsored player on Sun Poker, I went to the house in Antigua of the owner of Sun Poker. I went to his house. I uh, he even showed me this uh, TV he had in his bedroom that you press a button and it pops up. It goes and goes up. From from like the foot of the bed, huh? Yeah, interesting. Like it was a very nice house, but uh, he still had to live in Antigua, which is kind of a fail. They have Poker Stars New Jersey on here. Very very interesting. Okay, so uh, anyway, it was uh, Poker. How long has this operation been going on? Uh, for about more than a year, but it's gone. The the, the whole Poker AM is gone now. So that's it. Poker automatics. If you, some people laughed at the when we played their video and we're mocking them, but it's it's now completely gone. Everything's down. It's over. But it it does amaze me that even if you're not that familiar with poker, that you could be that dumb with anything. Like, here, just give us money. We'll we'll do this for you and give you more money. You don't have to do anything. Just give us money. We guarantee we'll make money for you and send it to, and send you the, your profits. Like, how could anyone fall for that? You had to be really, really stupid to fall for that. I, I usually don't like mocking victims of scams because I, I, I feel the blame the victim mentality is not a good one to have. It just discourages victims of scams from coming forward. But this one is just so dumb. How could anyone fall for this? I, and they do. They, they really The estimates by Haley Hintz, who's been following this story, are that hundreds or thousands of people fell for it. You know, there's a dandruff, just the same way yours is, on Fair Poker, Daffa Poker, Centrobet Poker, and Poker 770. So it's Dan Space Druff? Just like you. Damn it. God damn it. And he's a losing player. <laughs> Great. I love how people do that. You're going to taint your name in the European market. Yeah, they must think I moved to Europe to play and I suck. They go, wow, what happened to Dandruff? He must be hitting hard times here. Like, how could you know offense even be relevant, like, in Europe? Why would somebody just say, well, I'm going to – I mean, no, I'm just saying, no, you know, not – like I'd be relevant. No, no, but... I, I know why they're doing it because I was a known player for a number of years, like on Poker. In Stars. Europe, they know who you are. Well, people who played on Poker Stars all those years did. So he, he probably uh, thought, okay, this is a known name in online poker. I'll show up as him, and I'll you know I'll get respect or whatever. And then uh, it's probably someone who sucks. Maybe a listener to this show, for all I know. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's one of our Euro listeners playing. Please don't play as me, guys. Like, there's a few reasons I don't want you playing as me. Number one is like, I, I, I don't. If if you suck, I don't want to suffer the humiliation. Like, it's bad enough when people know it's me and I lose, and I have to suffer the humiliation for my actual losing. I, I don't want to suffer humiliation. Well, that's why you like Bovada because you're like number one or number seven. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. And then, and then also, if you end up scamming anyone, they may think it's me. So just, just. Don't be me. You may think it's clever yeah. or fun. Don't be, please don't be me. If I find out like someone here on this, listening to the show is pretending to be me, I'll be pissed off. I'm going to be honest. Just if if you are pretending to be me on a, another site, just ask them to change your name. Are you going to start researching this tonight? No, I uh, just it's just a little annoying. Like uh, Steve the Pimp used to do this to scam people. He used to have fake Dan Druff accounts uh, or fake Todd Butelis accounts. On, on sites like Party Poker and then would scam people. He'd make like fake transfer agreements that uh, you know, they send his, his account that's my name money and then he'd claim that I'm going to send the money on stars and of course that wouldn't happen because it wasn't really me. But at least at least on Party I actually got that account closed and all the money returned. So Right. Now what do you think if the popularity and the ratings continue you got the call to listen line do you think they'll start being maybe a, a Northern California Moniker sign up in all these European sites. Think there'll be a trader Ruski playing at Mansion Poker? Huh. Uh, it, I, I don't know. You know, it, it says. By the way, I'm looking. JStat. It says he can't. I hope he got in. JStat says he can't get in the chat because it says he's already here, which is kind of weird. Hmm. I see him. I see him logged in. It must be a bug in the chat. Unfortunately, there's nothing I can do for JStat. I like JStat. Other than ban him, and that'll that'll kick him for 24 hours anyway. I'm still position number one, so you're right. I'm probably not going to get in. No, you're never in. I, I told you what Sucks. happened. You're, you're I know. In. You're on wait, wait list. I literally must have missed it by a minute. Maybe less. Uh, yeah. I'm unregistering. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Can we so, do Omaha again maybe in a couple of weeks? Yeah, we can. Like yeah. That. Yeah, we, we should, and especially, uh, again, I'm going to be playing it soon for the World Series. So it's going to be one of my uh, earlier events, too. I think it's like my third event this year. So wait, you are going to play uh, an Omaha event for sure? Yeah. Nice. I'll be seeing you there. I know. Maybe we'll be at the same table for the first time. Oh yeah, we've, that's right. Remember the last time we played together? Yeah, it was a cash game at Bellagio. You had uh, like nines, you had jacks or something. Yep, nines and jacks, very good. <laughs> you still bet into me. You raised me, and you, you well, never it was a, it was, a, there, it was a low board, and you three bet. So you could have had ace king. You know, I just check yeah. raised you, bet, 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 and then you know. So and that's what he does to a friend. You can imagine how he plays against an enemy. <laughs> he didn't yeah, I was disappointed. I'm like, ah, Brandon's gonna call me down with it with ace king or eights or something and lose to me, and then I, I see jacks. I go, died. God damn it. Yeah. All right. So was it? it's pretty 80, right? Yeah, I think so. We're waiting for the big boys game. <laughs> so uh, a long time. Uh, sorry, that was the other topic. I was about to say a long time poker scam. We just talked about that. Uh, a tiny Oklahoma Indian tribe, tiny one, ha- is going to be starting a poker and casino site that is legal. This is called PokerTribe.com. PokerTribe.com. It is Iowa Tribe of Oklahoma's site. So it's an Oklahoma tribe called the Iowa Tribe, even though it's not in Iowa. It's the Iowa Tribe of Oklahoma, which is kind of confusing. And if you go to... This po- has no affiliation with Oklahoma Johnny, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. You know, he's still alive. I know. This could be a sponsorship opportunity for him, I guess. Yeah. So, so uh, if you go to PokerTribe.com, you'll see three weird countdown clocks running simultaneously. In fact, one is a second off from the other, which is kind of funny. Like, why would that be? But there's 
three countdowns. Number one is the countdown of Iowa Tribe's international free play site, which will be on May 17th, the countdown of May 17th. Then there's the number two, Iowa Tribe's international real money play site countdown till August 1st. Now, what's a real money play site? Isn't that a, a contradiction? It, what, yeah. they, what they mean is a you can play real money site, not a real money play site. <laughs> they, they worded it stupidly. So the, the real money site is uh, starting August 1st for online poker. And the online casino is going to be launching January 9th. This is the countdown for that, too. So 12 days until you can play for free play on there, free money. Not free play, but free money. You play money. 88 days until you can play for real money online poker. And 249 days until you can actually play casino games at PokerTribe.com. Now, this is in Oklahoma? This is in Oklahoma, but here's the interesting part. You have to be on the tribe. No, even more interesting oh. than that. The interesting part, and the reason I'm even mentioning this, otherwise otherwise, I wouldn't really cover a, a small, a tiny tribe. The, the so you're Iowa, saying John Stamos, who lives in Oklahoma, will be able to play online poker soon? Not just him. Oh. You can play there, too. You know why? Because they are not just offering it to Oklahoma residents. They are offering it to residents of anywhere that has legalized online poker and international players. So basically the only places you cannot be and play on PokerTribe.com would be the 46 states – that do not have legal. Is that really their name, Poker Tribe? Yeah, go to PokerTribe.com. You don't think they should maybe have used a catchier name? <laughs> Poker Tribe? Yeah. What do you think of that name? I mean, you're a marketing guy, uh, Trader Ruski. What do you think of PokerTribe.com for your Indian poker? I, I don't know. It seems shady just being involved. I think they should distance themselves from being part of a tribe. Northern California, <laughs> what do you think? PokerTribe.com is your name for your local Indian site. Yeah, I don't think I'll be depositing there anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, he can't play at the moment because he's in California. But, but uh, Brandon, you can play on there. And so the interesting thing, this will be the first site that will allow international players, and legalized site, that is. And it's also the first site that will just blanket allow any state players to play if they have legalized online poker. Now, it's not clear how they're going to get away with this because it's not like they're getting licensed in New Jersey and Nevada and Delaware. They're just saying, well, since you can play in these states, uh, we're going to offer it too. And uh, somehow they believe that's legal. Now, there, there have been some court cases involving this to where uh, this, this is being allowed. Uh, th- this is what was written in a, uh, a news article for uh, some kind of Oklahoma site, newsok.com. They said in September the Iowa tribe – agreed to submit to arbitration the issue of whether some internet gaming operations are authorized under the state's gaming contracts compact with the tribes. Uh, the parties agreed to appoint an arbitrator named Charles Chappelle. Chappelle wrote on... It's not related to Dave Chappelle, by the way. Uh, Chappelle wrote in his November 24th ruling, this is 2015, that use of the internet is merely using technology to play covered games... As a way to increase travel revenues, it does not extend or restrict the scope of the games. It does not amend the compact in any way, basically saying it's okay. Now, let me ask you this one. We're giving the Indians casinos still as reparations? Yes. How come we don't give any of the other people that we were bad to? How come there's not uh, 
casinos for black people. There should be. Yeah. Well, I, I know, or maybe even <laughs> Japanese because of the internment camps. Yeah, camp? camp. no, Why it, is it, it only it's Indians? Dumb. And don't you think it should get to the point where we should just say this is the last one? We're even? No, they, what they should do is do away with all that crap and just open up the process to everybody. It's not fair that it should only be one particular But I'm group. just saying the bigger spectrum, I mean, you know, and this isn't just my opinion. Studies have shown that it's only like the the local tribe leaders that even are affected, that they get rich, but yet there's still Indians on the tribe where there's tons of revenue. Right, or, or, like, or, or tiny tribes. It only tri- affects like, what, maybe 1% or of tiny, the whole Indian or, or, or tiny posse. tribes like this that get rich on it that they, they shouldn't have uh, this type of opportunity that nobody else has. So, yeah, it's not uh, it, it's not even benefiting the average Like, uh, we should be able much. to go to Germany and open up casinos there for what they did to us. <laughs> it's true. Casino Atellis. It's true. Casino Gerson. Casino Trader Ruski. <laughs> I just don't get why the Indians get it, but the other affected groups don't. No, it's, it's, it's a dumb thing, and it's not even working as intended. Yeah. Northern California, your take on this? I, I agree with you. I, I think at this point it should just be either open to everybody or just not allowed in the state or county or region. I mean, they should give them maybe one more in, like, uh, San Diego and say, that's it, we're done. And, like, that's – you know what I mean? It's just – I don't get it. I mean, how many Indian casinos would you even get? I don't know. If oh, you had to guess how many Indian casinos are in the United States, what, what would the number be? Uh, what would you h- guess? Hundreds. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's right. I, I I'd say I definitely was, the hundreds. I, yeah, I'd say like 300, I guess. I mean, that's insane. They're all they over work, the place So there are more Indian here. casinos than land-based casinos probably. Any regular casinos? I mean, I, I, regular, yeah. I, I yeah. don't know. It's probably close. Uh, but it's close. Anyway, it's uh, yeah. It was so. Anyway, this an arbitra- this arbitrator ruled that uh, it's not a violation of federal or state law, and it falls under the Oklahoma Tribal State Gaming Compact. So basically, uh, the the arbitrator ruled that this is legal. That as long as they are allowed to offer games in the state, brick and mortar, that not only can they op- offer them in the state, but that they can offer online poker anywhere that it's legal. So even if they they don't have to get a license in these other places to offer it. Just if it's legal there, then you can do it. Which seems very strange, because uh, you know the the one we refer to as the criminal, he got in trouble for running an unlicensed site in Nevada, and this is pretty much an unlicensed site in Nevada once it runs because it's not going to get a license in Nevada. I'm getting a text from a longtime member. I'm not going to say his name to avoid controversy, but he says he's a very respected member, and he was the third best player in the world in Delaware's ratings. He says it's because USA stole Indians' land. They didn't steal anyone else's land. Like they didn't steal the Jews' land or the blacks' land. But everybody or, stole everyone uh, else's land at some point. See, I, I reject that. If you, if you look well, at – Well, then you, you're you, rejecting you, the number three poker player in the world's argument. Yeah, well, I'm the perfect player, so I can. Uh, that's true. But, you know, that's, it, every, if you think of everybody who has land, every country that exists now – uh, it's not like it's existed since the beginning of, of, of human history. There's been constant changing uh, of the guard, constant changes of power and of who is in control of, uh, of certain regions. And, and just, so it, it was a volatile time. It wasn't uh, – you know, this was hundreds of years ago when, when this was all still going on. It's different than nowadays where you could say uh, there's certain uh, laws and, and moral uh, standards in place. So we're just uh, going in and conquering uh, a weaker nation and taking over their land that right. maybe you owe. I'm also getting another one. Uh, it's another listener. I don't want to give it away. Maybe he wants to be known. The 703, but he posts every day. He says, for the record, I am a big supporter of Native people and regularly contribute to their charities annually. 
Uh, then I'm getting a message from the 616. I am a shut-in. I would like to take you guys up on your offer of being the screener for the show for free. <laughs> well, unfortunately, there's no real easy way to do that. It's, uh, you could write a program. Weren't you a computer scientist? The problem is it involves Skype, and it would, it would have to be some stupid thing where well, forwards... he's a shut-in. This is all he probably has. <laughs> it would have to be some and... stupid thing where it like, forwards to him, and then he, then he connects me on it. Oh, no, this trouble. isn't a shut-in. This is Daredevil's phone number. <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> it's a joke. All right, he, that same Wouldn't guy. Would that be sad if he ever wanted to come back? We made him intern. Yeah, yeah. Just we had to like photocopy. Yeah, if we we demote we demote him because no, he, he, would because he left. Okay, so uh, anyway, that's uh, they they seem to feel that they can. And listen do this. for the record, because this seems to be a very potent topic. I'm not against Indians in any way. I'm not racist, to, but I just feel like we've done enough. But even more so, I feel like if they're gonna give these casinos that there should be. How come there's no plan that implements? some sort of auditing of where the money's going to make sure that it gets to the kids and the low, lower level uh, you know, people in the tribe that are still yeah, in poverty. I've well, read reports. No one does that? I've read reports on Indian gaming, and basically the report's conclusion is all it's, – it's, it's almost like a big scam. It's just – it's where a few people get really rich. The tribes uh, themselves, the average uh, Indian in the tribe well, doesn't That's what really I'm benefit. saying, but why, why don't lawmakers implement some sort of – uh, because you know, safeguard because or, they get or checks uh, and balances because they, get big, they don't care they, and they get big campaign donations to, uh, oh, to not that's do that. true. Yeah, so everything is basically fixed, rigged. Yeah, yeah, it is. I so, mean, whether you're talking about Democrats <laughs> with the super delegates or Hill, uh, or the Indians with the casinos, it's all just fucked. And the average man like you, me, in, in Northern California, well, actually, you're not average. You have a gold-plated pool, but the average guy like me in in, in Northern California, we're never going to have a fair shot. Amen, Brandon. Well, look, the the, the point is they a lot of times these things are approached like let's do something nice, let's do something that uh, helps the little guy, let's do something to help the downtrodden, and they look at the 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 Native American communities and they they have a lot of poverty and, and a lot of alcoholism and and they just haven't been able to get off the floor and they, so they say okay we're going to do something and give them an opportunity that others don't have to. You mean literally get off the floor? Or you're talking just b- b- a- both ways. Oh. And so they try to give them these opportunities, and then, of course, it gets abused. All these well-meaning plans by the government to help people always ends up getting abused and never ends up working the way they intend. That's why you can't do this. You, you just have to say, do we want gambling, yes or no? If the answer is yes, open it up to everyone to, to be able to get a license to offer it. And if the answer is no, then don't offer it. But none of this in-between crap where it can only be uh, uh, certain groups that can offer it. And, uh, and then, of course, you have the further abuse – where large companies like MGM and Caesars quote manage the properties, and then they become well, MGM you know another and one properties. that started doing it even before that. You know what the first uh, casino company in Vegas to start managing Indian casinos was way before your Caesars drink on. This is back like in two thousand one, two thousand two. No, what was it? Station Casinos. Oh, really? What did they manage? They started managing a couple in Northern California. Funny enough, in Northern California, I don't know the names. I, I can Google it and look. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Interesting. But, yeah, yeah, it's a big scam. Like, like, so why? So if you think about it, even if you want to say, okay, I support Indian gaming, I, even if it doesn't evenly spread among the Indian communities, I still support it. Let's give them the chance. Well, do you support Caesars making a lot of money from this? Because they have Caesars is making all kinds of money from Harris Rincon. Do you support uh, MGM making money from this? Do you support Station Casinos making money from this? Because that's who is making money from this, and yet others. Well, you are know, shut it's out. like where I grew up. You know, South Florida. The only gambling when I was when I was up until high school, 
The only gambling I had available to me until I was 18 and, and moved to college, I had three horse tracks. Of course, there were no poker here at the time. There were three horse tracks, uh, Calder, Hialeah, and uh, what's the other one? Right by, uh, oh gosh, it's right by Dolphin Stadium. Anyone know? Gulfstream. So there were three racetracks, and then there was one India casino called the Mikasuki, and this was on what's called Alligator Alley in, in South Florida, and they only allowed, at the time, there was three kinds of gambling. They had stud poker, which by an agreement with the state, the, the pots could only be $20 max. <laughs> and then after that, like, there was no more betting. You're, based, you're essentially all in. And you had to ante 25 cents every hand to play. I believe it was 25 cents. They had what's called pull-tab slots. Have you ever even heard of these? Yeah. And then they had bingo. And so that was it. So, But now, I mean, it's amazing the growth. You know, the Seminole Hard Rock, which isn't in uh, Miami, but it's in, like, the Fort Lauderdale area, that's probably one of the most booming casinos in the yeah, nation. Yeah, I know. It's huge, yeah. And now they have, you know, blackjack, and they have, you know, what they call Vegas-style slots and, and everything else. Uh, but if you're not – and they have one in Tampa as well, but if you're not – and I don't know. I, you know, I'm thinking about it now. It's not like these are things I sit and think about. But if you're a developer or, I mean, even just, you know, an everyday guy and you wanted to get the money together and, and maybe start your own small casino and whether it's on South Beach or, you know uh, – you know, Biscayne Boulevard or wherever, you can't do it. Only, I mean, literally in, in Florida, unless you're a paramutual, which they've been going down, you know, out of business now for 15 years because of casinos, you can't you can't open a casino. I mean, I don't know if I think that's fair. It's not fair. No, this is fair. They, they I mean, need, this it is, needs that's to be not really what the U.S. is supposed to be. You the know, whole we're thing, supposed to be a free market country. And that's the problem. It's, it's, these, mean, it's these stupid plans that, oh, we're going to help this uh, disadvantaged group. And then it always gets abused. It never works well, out as intended. Never. It's like this. The first legalized statewide gambling in Florida, what do you think it was? This was in the mid-'80s. It was a state lottery. Okay, what was the, the – to get it to pass you know, a bill, have enough people vote for it, what did you think you – know, what do you think they said? It'll help the schools, right? Exactly. It was for education. And then they did some auditing. And this is I – mean, maybe they've changed this before anyone starts texting me and telling me I'm wrong. This was – you know, the big scandal back in the late 90s, and maybe it's changed, where they did some auditing that determined like 13% of all the profits went to the schools. It was ridiculous. And the rest was like overhead, you know, there was money that was supposed Uh-oh. to be earmarked. Uh, is is Trader Risky, that? I think he's in the bathroom. Trader Risky, are you in the bathroom? I hear... That's that, her, that herbal tea is not bad. going down very smooth. Trader Risky, we don't want to be going number one or number two on the air now. <laughs> Jesus. That's the AC. Oh. I, I, I heard like, and then I hear, I hear him coughing. I'm like, uh oh, I know what this is. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, you know, there's there's so many instances like this where there's an attempt to to do something that appears on the surface noble, and then and then it gets abused. Even uh, medical marijuana is like this, where they most of the people who are getting quote medical marijuana are just uh, getting it to get high. They're not, and no matter how you feel about. Medical, about you could marijuana. also argue that the government is intrusive to tell us we can't smoke marijuana in our own homes either. But but that's a different that's a different argument though. This is the thing is well, but, it, it's it's a stupid middle ground where they're saying you can't just get marijuana if you want to get high. It's only for medicinal purposes. But uh, there can be these shady doctors who will write have a whole business of writing phony prescriptions 
so you can do it to get high. You just got to get around this. It's like it, it's stupid. It's a stupid thing being abused. It, it, it should if they want to legalize it and that's that's what the people want, then you legalize it. If you don't want to legalize it, then don't legalize. It. But th- this middle ground med- medicinal marijuana, it's not true. It isn't medicinal you know, marijuana. It's, it's, we talked about this months ago. Yeah, we had this debate where I said in my belief that the United States was not the greatest country in the world. You said it was. After hearing all these things we're talking about, do you still stand behind that? You really think that we're the greatest country? Yes, because all, this, all the countries have problems. You can still criticize things that you want to see changed and that are stupid. And uh, but it's rigged. We all just both admitted it's rigged. There's, there's, Everything's well, basically a, rigged. Other countries have a lot of rigged things too. Believe me. All right, Trader Ruski, are you out of the bathroom? I'm here. Do you think the United States is the greatest country in the world right now, the way it is, in the shape it's at present day, May fourth, two thousand sixteen? I definitely think we're the best, but there you know, there's, a, there's certainly a lot of issues. All countries have, I think. Northern yeah, California, do you think we're the greatest country in the world? I'm not convinced we're the greatest, but I also couldn't name you the greatest because I haven't done a lot of international travel. But I would think that there might be equal or better options out there. Just right. having, there's just a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of opportunities in a country of, of this size of population and, and uh, there's a lot of opportunities for things to go wrong and stupid things to occur and, and we have a lot of them and uh, uh, hopefully in the coming years a number of these stupid things will be eliminated or fixed so yeah we discussed them on this show but uh, anyway that's uh, that's going to happen Brandon, who would you say is the best I like Norway <laughs> <laughs> you know uh just because you don't, you don't hear about a lot of uh, things going on in Norway doesn't mean everything's perfect there. And there are there are a lot of uh, issues in Scandinavian countries. Do you remember when they had that shooting and it, they were like so shocked because it was like no violent crime in Norway? It was like an author that wrote a book. Uh, yeah. It was about – I think it, it, they considered it – what is the term? Blasphemous of like Islam and they killed the guy like riding a bicycle and everyone was just shocked because that never happens there. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think it was, it was Anders Breivik. Yeah. And uh, he he uh, believe it or not he cannot even get there's no death penalty there you can't uh, yeah, he's got life in prison uh, anyway they they have very very high tax rate there by the way in Norway very very high so uh, though I think I, I don't know if it's still like this but the Norway I knew a bunch of Norwegian poker players back like ten years ago and they told me there was no taxes for poker winning so I guess if you're a poker player it's not a bad place to be or at least it they may have changed that since then but that, that was the case then I was kind of jealous for that reason so uh, anyway the Oklahoma thing what's interesting about it is that they're just they're allowing other states to play and international players and they're going to hide behind the sovereignty of the uh, of the their Indian tribe and they may be hard to touch I, I don't think it's going to be tough for the other states that are pissed off about this or even the federal government to do much about this. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But this may be the tip of the iceberg to where other tribes start doing this and start just taking more and more players from other states. You may have, quote, legal online poker rooms that are claimed to be legal by some court around there that uh, start allowing players even from states where poker's not allowed. And, and they, maybe they'll grow to become bigger. The only problem is these small operations, they're going to have a hard time with marketing and getting a big player pool. Even if there is, if it's technically allowed to play there, no one's going to trust it. They're not going to, a lot of people won't even know about it. And I don't think big companies are going to get on board for things that are quasi-legal like that. So I, I, I am wondering if this is really going to go anywhere. But we'll see. It is a tiny tribe with no money behind it. But we will see. It is going to launch for uh, 
play money in 12 days, which is pretty meaningless. But on August 1st, we'll see if the real money site goes anywhere, and we'll see if they really do get people signing up from Nevada and New Jersey as well as, as Oklahoma. So uh, Justin Bonomo, we have a, a new story with him. Justin Bonomo, we last talked about him when he wrote that stupid blog back in, uh, I think, November, accusing three high-profile poker players that he said were among the top 100 best-known poker players in the world of either severe sexual harassment or rape. Wouldn't name them, though. He just said he just described things about them, and it, people were theorizing who they were. And, and people were even wondering if these stories were true or if maybe he heard them third-hand from someone he believed, but they also still weren't true. Or, or maybe they were true or partially true. We, there was no way to know. But uh, unfortunately, the, the, these accusations were also part of a longer blog where he basically talked about how hostile it is for women in the poker world and what a big feminist he is and how other men need to be as uh, understanding as he is and as sensitive towards women as he is. All this BS. I, I've always hated male feminists. They're the absolute worst. And when I say a male feminist, I don't mean a man who uh, is sensitive to uh, issues facing women. I mean ones that are make this a big issue of theirs. Like that they, they walk around saying, I'm a feminist. Women's issues are a big thing to me. They're always whining about you know, women's issues this, women's issues that, as if it's affecting them. As if, as if, they, could, as if they know what it feels like to be a woman. Because they don't. And, uh, but they pretend they do. And they, they look down on everybody else for not being as enlightened or understanding as they are uh, with, with their great understanding of, of women's issues. They, they know what it's like to be a woman and be oppressed like a woman. No, you don't. Right. If you're a male, you don't know. So whether, whether these issues are valid or not valid, you don't really know what it's like to live that. And you can't be a spokesman for it. You can't call yourself a feminist because you're not female. You've never lived it. You can, you can try to understand it. You can see if you agree with with complaints that women are raising or certain women are raising, but you, you can't act like you're, that you're a feminist, that, that you fully understand it, that you can't chide other men for, uh, for not being as sensitive as you. No, you, you haven't dealt with it yourself. And uh, what's funny, is, and this is just anecdotal, but in my experience, these guys, these supposed male feminists, are, are some of the biggest douchebags ever, and a lot of them don't treat women well behind closed doors. A, lo- a lot of them are so... I've never really known a, a very outspoken male feminist before I, I, I don't, i'm not mocking i'm just being honest i don't know anyone i mean i know what you're i know the kind of person you're talking about yeah uh but i don't i don't i mean do you have some male feminist friends not friends but but people who who i know through others like for example there's a uh a girl i know for a long time who, who married one of these male feminists and they're getting a divorce and she told me all these stories about the guy and the guy was the biggest asshole when they were together like the, the type of stuff he would say to her the degrading and nasty stuff he would say to her uh, it, it was amazing that this is someone who's quote a. Well, that's male kind feminist. of a small sample size. Do you have no, others? No, no, no. There's others. Well, Todd I've... probably photobombed the feminist club at his college on yearbook. <laughs> oh. I would have. I, I was thinking of putting on a dress and trying it, but. Uh, uh... Trader Ruski, do you run around with any male feminists? <laughs> Trader Ruski. Uh, if so, they have not outed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just I just don't like when guys talk down to me saying you need to treat women better. You need to know what. We, no, you you can't talk to me like this. You're just a you're a guy too. You you haven't dealt with it. You're just and a lot of times they do this just so they can come off as, as being enlightened, as as being tolerant, as being uh, sensitive, as being better than everybody. 
because uh, they understand women's issues and we don't. They're they're among the few men who understand. So Justin Bonnemar wrote a very condescending blog oh, like that. You know that. what George Costanis has said about feminism? What? Those women, they, they want it all equal till it's time to pay the check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, uh, Justin Bonnemar, he was also a dick to me at the, at the poker table. I mentioned this before. Last year he was just uh, making nasty comments. I remember. At, yeah, so... I, I, I don't like him very much. So anyway, he, he's back in the news here. Not about anything with feminism, but uh, he is refusing. I think he's a fucking tool. I think so, too. So he, uh-huh. by the way, he, we also had uh, a little video of him recently talking about how he lives a, a polyamorous lifestyle where he has uh, – he's, he's in a relationship where it's okay for everybody to have sex with everyone else and, in fact, even love everyone else. Not just like empty sex, but actually have like a, a – Romantic relationships with multiple people at the same time, and he, he's part Isn't of that, that whole thing. Is that when they live on a farm or something, and they all... No, he doesn't like quite go that far, but you know what I think? It's people who do this polyamory crap, it's, it's really just an excuse to to be able to cheat on your girlfriend and get away, get away with it, so you don't have to feel like... Who does he think he is? Tom Cruise? Like, <laughs> he's not that... I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. He's well, acting like he's some superstar. Like, I, I mean, come on. Well, also, I, I, I always found these things, and uh, these polyamorous relationships, it's, it's always like... The guy is, is bored. He's like, I, I don't want to have sex with him. And I played it. Last summer, I, I don't know how. You know, every summer in the WSOP, it seems like you're like, how is this guy always at my table? Yeah. Like, you just happen to see someone so many times. Like, what are the odds? Last year, it was him. I must have oh, played really? with him five different times. Sometimes our tables would get broken. I'd end up back with him again later. No. And and I, he was rude. Not to me, but just the way he talked. Yes, yes. It's very, you know, more, more than anything. And I, you know what? I don't care. People... Judge me, love me, hate me, but I speak the truth. My opinion, I just think he's very arrogant. Yes. And he's very self-conceited. Yes. And the way he talks, he talks as if people are beneath him, and he's above everyone. Yes. And it's just like, that, you're that's, a that's, fucking poker player. That, that's what I get, too. You're not even a superstar. Yeah. That, and, I mean, that, you know, you're a good poker player. That's great. There are a lot of you. Yeah, that's that's and, that's what I get, too, from him. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, the one I get all the time is Ronnie Barda, but at least he's a nice guy. At least he's pleasant to have at the table. But, yeah. uh, you know... Uh, but yeah, so he, he's this whole polyamorous thing. It's, it's really just an excuse for guys who want to have sex with multiple women, don't want to be like tied down to one woman, but want the perks of a relationship too. And uh, it's when I've seen these relationships, they, they never work out the way they claim they're working out. Oh, it's so healthy. Oh, you can you know you you can do it. This antiquated this uh, this constant. Wait until he falls in love with someone and she's giving up that punani to somebody else. See how he feels about polyamorous things. Yeah, not only that, even if he's okay with it, a lot of times the women's not okay with it, the women will just kind of tolerate it because they uh, they don't want to lose the guy, or there's a, or, or eventually jealousy creeps in because one person loves the other more than, you know, it's, it, it's too hard. It's too hard. And, and soon you know the way this country is, they'll be given polyamorous their own casinos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, want to, now, if you want to go sleep around with a lot of different people, fine, but you, to enter, like, a relationship with multiple people at once. Right. It's, and you definitely shouldn't get your own casino. Yeah, you definitely should. But anyway, he's part of that too and, and talked about that on a, a video. But so here's his newest thing. Uh, Z. Justin, who of course is, is known for being such a moral guy who would uh, you know, ne- never do anything like... Well, look, in all fairness, I give him a pass. Like when I see him now, I don't look at him like as a cheater because in all honesty, it was a long time ago. There's been nothing to indicate that he's... You know, done that again. He's more than you know, like uh, publicly asked to be forgiven for his sins. And if you look at a lot of players from back in that age, a lot of them did the same thing. 
And I'm not saying it's right. It's not. But I'm saying it's been a long time. So at least in my eyes, okay, I was going to talk book. about him. I'm not going to like you. You know, I'm not going to mention the cheating. Part I mean, I, I guess, I, that's fair. I guess you know it, it was ten I years mean, ago. Will you tell me? Because you're 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 the fraud guy better than I am. Has there ever been anything scandalous poker wise? And when I mean no, scandalous, since, I don't since mean since like that, that happened. happened. No, since that happened. Day, no, take a photo, but in terms of cheating, was no. that the only instance? That's the only instance, but uh, I think he sh- it should be done. Okay, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying don't talk about it, but you get what I mean. Like, no, I, I understand. Think, oh, I, I understand. He was, young. He was like yes. what, 19, 20, 21, no, no, whatever. He, he, he was over, he's over 21 at the time. Yeah, but. and so many people did it. Look at people like uh, uh, Sorrel Mizzy, and, and you know people that still are cheating. Well, yeah, Sorrel Mizzy is uh, a different story. He's just constantly cheating. So anyway, Look, someone th- like Chino Rim, like if you had to say. Who do you think is is more? Well, I mean, it's an easy question. Who is a more stand up guy? Who is you know a greater amount of morals? Chino Reem or, or you know Justin? It's Justin. Well, not of even course, close. of course, it's not even close. But yeah. anyway, this this is what uh, this is what he uh, he did. He played a, an event at the EPT Monte Carlo, and he decided that he is not going to take a winner's photo. I think they made a deal, so it never got. Uh, all the way to the end, they made a deal with three people left. So, what did it pay, by the way? Uh, like a life first, change first prize was like one hundred twenty thousand. I think. Yeah, I think. Oh, he, I think that. he, That's like Daredevil coming in with the numbers <laughs> right off the bat. Good job, good for yeah, you. Yeah, so kiddo. that's what he got. He got he, well, he got one hundred ten thousand for, uh, for for the deal, and yeah. so that's they wanted him to take they wanted him to take a winner's photo. It was a two K tournament at the EPT Monte Carlo, and so he refused. He says, "I'm not taking the photo." They said, "Why not?" They said because he, he said because of what Amaya did to the Supernova Elite people, I'm not going to take a photo, a, a winner's photo promoting you guys. So they, they got in a big fight about it, and the floor man then said, "If you don't take that photo, we are not going to pay you." Now on that side, I think it's BS. That's a separate matter. They shouldn't be able to hold his money up if he won't take. Unless a he photo. signs something stating that by agreeing to play in this tournament. We have the right to market you, photograph you, et cetera, et cetera. No, like I, I guess. No, but, but, but to force him to take a photo, I actually oh, agree with I'm him. Just, but, if but he I, signs I, something. But I'll tell you why this is stupid. I, I, I know if he signs something, but you know, if you sign those things, you don't really read them. It's a, just I'm talking about in general from the moral point, standpoint from a poker tournament. Who knows? Maybe he was being such a dick about it at the final table, making it known that it was almost like – a pissing contest. No, it might know? have. It might have been, but I'm just. I can I, see him doing oh, that. I, I easily could. I'm just saying. I want to win, so I can just shove it in their I'm face. I'm just saying in general that you shouldn't ever be required to pose for things. They want to take a picture of you playing, then they have a right to do that, and I agree you can't refuse for that. But but if if uh, if you don't want to pose for a photo for whatever reason, they shouldn't. That shouldn't be a required to get the money, even if you technically signed for it. That's a, a bullshit thing to do. But I think what he's doing is a bullshit thing. So. Then he, I'll tell you something. If it was that Wisner, she's been running so bad in tournaments, she would have smiled and taken that picture for a six-pack of Diet Coke. <laughs> Am I right? Yes. So it said. Uh, so he then tweeted this. He took like a photo of something he wrote on his uh, Apple device. They they said they won't pay me if I don't take this photo. Supernova Elite colon Poker Stars stole fifty thousand dollars from me. So that's the that's that's the winner's photo that he posted. Of, of, you know, what's the backstory on that? I don't remember hearing that, about that. That so. was about the whole thing about uh, the Supernova elites. How Poker Stars changed the terms. Remember that whole thing? We've talked and about so it a lot. What it, it came out to be the equivalent of fifty fifty? You said or well, it depends how, much, how no, much. It depends how much you play that next year. No, how much did he claim that he they claimed stole? it was fifty thousand? 
So regardless, when, when was this? Like, I mean, what time well, they just, frame? They how just long changed ago? this for January first, two thousand sixteen. I mean, so, this, he, so he went to this tournament knowing that he wanted to win, just so he could be vengeful and disrespectful. Right. So that's that, that's my point. That's what's so weird about this. He hates poker stars so much for doing this, but he goes to their tournament and pays rake to them. And then wins and says, exactly. and says, and says, that's you know what? what? And says, yeah, it says, you know, that's exactly what I thought when I read this. He's like, chances are he was going to lose. Yeah, and they just take his rake. Yeah. So it's yeah, that's ridiculous. So he's, he could be a prophet, and he knows he's going to win it and plan all this. You know what probably <laughs> happened? He got close, and he's like, well, you know what I'll do? I want to make some. He seems like the person that doesn't even stand for anything. He just wants to be in the news. Yeah, yeah. So so it's so ridiculous. Like like if you hate them that much, where you won't take a winner's photo when you win, then don't play. Then don't. It's not even like he has an objection. It's like the guy, I mean, seriously, I know it's to a lesser extent, but it's the same thing. It's like the guy going into Adelson's resort, winning a big deep stock photo, and then causing a stink. Yeah. Yeah, just don't Adelson's play. Right. Gets, why just, would you be there to begin with? Yeah. So, so then uh, – Like when I go into that place, and I'll be honest, I frequent the casino not because of – you know, any of my views on Adelson is because of what they can offer me versus what other casinos do, and and I don't. Yeah, it's so it's so weird, and and so he 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 refuses based on this. Well, then you shouldn't play if you if you are feeling this way about poker stars, then don't play in their EPT event, and it's just. I, yeah, I think he did kind of come up with this on the fly, like oh, I, I bet I can get attention this way. I bet I can come off as a. Uh, like I'm standing for something. I, I bet I can come off like yeah. I'm player friendly. 100. He didn't go into day one thinking about doing that. Yeah, like just that doesn't make sense. That's, and and that's... it would make sense. Like let's say they took a photo of him in the past and and they did something with it that was uh, he felt was unethical. Let's say they uh, um, they, they made him the face of the EPT and even though he technically signed to it, they they overused his image and he was. Ma- then I can understand. But this had nothing to do with like he he didn't ever say they ever Edwards abused. Looking online and he played in the Bahamas. The entire month of January <laughs> and early February didn't do anything, yeah. so it's 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 not even a real stand. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a real stand, and the, refusing to take the photo is such a weird thing because it's not like they ever abused his photo in any way. He's just he's just choosing this little thing not to do for them, supposedly on moral grounds, but he's happy to give them all the business that they, he doesn't have to give. So, Trederuski, uh, your thoughts? Do you agree with Druff and I? He's not paying attention. Oh, is, All right, no problem. Who's, that's honest. Who's, who's, uh, that's honest. Hold on. I sound, about, sorry. Who, who's Darth Vader in the background? I hear Darth Vader. <sighs> that's his. He's in his little vapor room. What is this? What's that going on? Day. I don't know what that is. Is that is that Northern California guy? No, no way. No. No. Now it's I gone. Was on mute. Now it's gone quiet. Like I, I complain about it. And it's just like it just stops. I think that that was coming in from Trader Ruski's signal. I think it was Delaware. He's with us at the show. <laughs> uh oh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, it was weird. That's going to be another topic later. Yes. So Northern California, what do you do? You agree with us, or do you have your own take? Talk to us. Come on. <laughs> no, I I totally agree because actually, when I was reading his Twitter, he said part of the deal is that I get the trophy and the win, which I really wanted, so I can say fuck you to Amaya and refuse to do a winner photo. <laughs> So obviously, like that, that part was like totally premeditated. That he that, that he that was why he wanted when he made the deal that to get listed as like the official winner of the tournament, just so he could cause a stink. Right, but you agree with us that he didn't go there with that in mind. It was only once he realized. Yeah, that, once he once he got close to the finish, it's like line. oh, well, I can actually use this to for you know. Uh, platform I just thought of on the fly, even though chances are I was going to come here and 
pay rake and lose this tournament and, and donate to the very company that I allegedly hate. Yeah, just like he did in the Bahamas. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. That's, it's uh, it's stupid. It's another stupid thing that uh, Bonamoto's doing. And uh, hey, See, now I definitely hear it. Okay, that's you. That's you playing a sound. That's you too. <laughs> Luke, I am your father. Oh, boy. It's Macy. Uh oh. Yeah, you just got caught. <laughs> I just got caught. <laughs> I got caught with Macy's. I'm surprised it wasn't a Honda. It's Macy's one day sale. Yeah. Jewelry deals of the day. Jeff, when was the last time you did some shopping at Macy's? Uh. Oh, uh, I, I probably went there a few years ago to pick up something for my girlfriend. So. Yeah, they always give Macy's gift cards at Caesars, but there's usually like another option, like Macy's gift card or free play. Right. So I always just take the free play. Yeah. Makes sense. What's Todd's like uh, Jewish mother's Mother's Day gift uh, idea of the year? No, I, I don't even know. Uh, I don't, what, say it again. He wants to know what like something about a Jewish Mother's Day gift. <laughs> Tadpoles. Uh, yeah, I should do that. I should bring that. I should bring that to my. Bring mom. a little bag with tadpoles. But, I got you some fish, mom. No, I'm, I'm going to see her on Sunday, so I should. I should bring it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's see what else we got here. Uh, where my agenda go? Here we are. David Williams, a friend of Justin Bonomo. You know, J- David Williams, Justin Bonomo, uh, Brock Parker, Eric Froelich, They're all part of that. Uh, uh, Gabriel Nassif. They're all part of that. Magic the Gathering group. Also Ben Yu, little Ben Yu. He's part of that too. All these guys are from Magic the Gathering. Or Magic the Gathering, if you want to call it that. And that's the, that's the community they were from. And then they transitioned into Limit Hold'em. And then from there, some of them transitioned into other games too. But that, that a lot of them transitioned from Magic over to poker. And I if guess you had to just say on a percentage scale, what percent from 0 to 100 that you think I know about Magic the Gathering, what would you guess? Uh, like two percent, zero. I know zero. nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe point half of one because there's probably sorcerers or something. <laughs> but I, I know nothing about it. I, 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 I mean, I've zero heard it over the years. Point uh, zero, exactly. So just for us people that are ignorant like me, and I'm going to assume Trader Ruski, he don't know no magic, no gathering. What is? Can you give us maybe within five minutes or less? I don't know it very well. It, it's on... it's a it's a you do it with cards. And uh, and there's different uh, there's different ways to play the cards and uh, uh, certain cards are more rare than others and I I don't even know how to play really I just know it involves how many cards, cards are in a pack don't know so I don't know that much either I know it involves cards and uh, is and there a sorcerer I don't think so and there's a, there's a, there's skill to the game and it's and for for whatever reason the skill to be good at magic is somewhat similar to the skill to be good at limit hold'em I know that too. That's a, that it translates well, where if you're good at one, you're likely to be good at the other. If, if you so talk. you're saying that back at my peak of Limit Hold'em, I also could have had a day job as a Magic the Gathering? Yeah, like Eric Froelich apparently is one of the best Magic players of all time. That's, he's like... Uh, Which one of those guys were in a Magic the Gathering cheating scandal? Oh, that, that was David Williams, too. <laughs> so, Jesus. Yeah, so, and the, right, there's a cheating scandal... Uh, and something about marking cards or something like that with David Williams. Now, that, a Northern California guy, you don't know anything about this magic, uh, the gathering, do you? Uh, very little. Some people I used to play poker with would actually play magic like 
at their house before the poker game started, and I never could understand what was going on. Yeah, and and uh, Magic, I guess it got popular for. See, I'm too old to have been part of Magic. Is it 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 got pop- popular in like the high school nerd communities of people who were probably like starting like eight years younger than me or something like that. So, well, when I was in uh, late elementary, I used to collect garbage pal kids. Do you remember those? Yeah, I remember those, yeah. But I think even Brandon, I think you're too old. You're, you're like, uh, I think you were like... Did you uh, yeah, grab- let's not talk about my age, but yeah. <laughs> well, you're well, younger you know, than me. Hold on, how old can David Williams? He's got to be, uh, he's got to be in his mid-30s now. He's like, but he's like, I think he's more than 10 years younger than me, or around 10 years younger. Oh, all right. Yeah, oh. yeah he is. He's around there. Let's see. Tra- uh, Ruski, do you know about this gathering? I know nothing about it. I figured. All, all I know is about the time I was – when I was in high school, there was no Magic the Gathering, or if there was, nobody played it. Like, there was, it was not known then. And and that's where these people started was in high school. So if you were too old to have played it in high school or just weren't part of the, the, the group of people who played it, then you didn't get involved. So I, I know I missed it uh, just from my age. David Williams will be is thirty five. He'll be thirty six next. Uh, okay, so there you June. go. So I was talking about like eight years younger than me is where I wanted to start. So, right. so it's somewhere in that range. I know. I know for sure that when I got out of high school, nobody, not even the freshmen, nobody was playing it at that point. So okay, the Magic the Gathering started in nineteen ninety three. There you go. Okay, it was a card game created by Richard Garfield. It continue, continues to thrive. They use. They commonly use a deck of 60-plus cards, either a printed deck or a virtual deck through the Internet, based Magic the Gathering online or on a smartphone or tablet. Yeah, and, and I remember... Each game I, represents a battle between wizards, and it's kind of like Dungeons & Dragons, it says. Yeah, I know it has some similarity, but there's like a skill element that's different than Dungeons & Dragons, though. But but uh, I remember Ali Islami was surprised... Like I was playing with Commerce once, and he talked to them about Magic to me, and I said, I don't play that. He says, well, you don't play Magic? He, he played Magic a lot, so he wasn't trying to make any snide comment about me playing Magic. But he thought that I would have played Magic like he did. And he said, well, I'm surprised. Why didn't you ever play Magic? And I said, because I'm too old. He goes, oh, that's right. You're older. Okay, never mind. So, yeah, that's that's what happened. I just I missed I, I may have actually played if, I, if it was uh, in my time, but I was already 21 by the time they even invented the game. So... Anyway, uh, David Williams was part of the Magic community. And you know, the Magic community, like, some of the guys kind of managed to break out from it and have, like, a, a, a normal social life, and others don't. So David Williams is one of them you kind of wouldn't picture was part of Magic, but he was. And and they they they, they had, like, a pretty close friendship with one another. It's almost like the high school band, like, where they all hang out with each other and nobody else. The... Uh, that's the way the Magic is. If you look at these guys who are involved with Magic at the World Series, they're always, like hanging out with each other in a group and not talking to anyone else. It's like the, the magic group. So like whenever one of them makes a final table, you'll see uh, they're all, they're all there. So like if just a bottom, well, none of them can be that good because I'm reading right now the final magic. Uh, there's like a magic main event every year. I'm serious. It's called the magic, the gathering world championship. None of those guys you said have ever made the final table or won the event. I should say. Well, I know, but I know, I know uh, Eric Froelich was uh, inducted in the hall of fame. Some, some point recently. Is that really true? Yeah. If you win that tournament, Brandon, I think you actually get to like create your own magic card. Oh, really? That's what I've heard. Huh. Hmm. 
So, so anyway, the, yeah, if you see like at the final table, like, let, like let's, let's say Justin Bonomo made a final table, you'll see railing him will be like all sitting together. Uh, David Williams, uh, Ben Yu, Gabriel Nassif, Eric Froelich, like they're all be, they'll all be together uh, railing their their magic friends. So, yep, I, uh, it's funny actually. I'm looking at it now. I know personally, there's one uh, guy on here that I'm not going to say his name, but uh, well, fuck, it, I'll say his name. Ben Stark. He's in the Hall of Fame 2013. And uh, I met him actually from Goldfarb. He was one of Goldfarb's best friends. And he, when I met him, told me that he traveled the world playing magic tournaments. Yeah. And uh, anyhow, Eric Froelich was in the Hall of Fame and nominated in 2015. Looks like there's not more than two members a year. Uh, William Jensen? Is that a poker? Yeah, Something yeah. Poker. Yeah, he's a poker guy, yeah. He's in it. Gabriel Nassif was yeah. way back in 2010. And uh, let's see if there's any other poker players. The funny part is I bet their Hall of Fame is way more legit than the poker Hall of Fame. I'm sure it is. (laughs) I'm sure it is. It says what – there's like a weight ballot rank. That's crazy. Huh. Interesting to know. So so David Williams, what's going on with him is he is going to be on the TV program called Master Chef. David Williams is not in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Yeah. Probably because of that cheating scandal. (laughs) Probably. But he's going to be in a, on a, he's going to be on Master Chef, which is a, a TV show on Fox. He's going to be uh, you're starting June first. You can see this show at 8 p.m. And uh, David Williams was first best known for finishing as a runner-up to Greg Raymer in the 2004 main event, and then he became also known for appearing in a fetish porn film. Where he uh, both uh, sucked on an older woman's feet and ate her ass, and uh, this story was uh, propagated thanks to Neverwin Poker. That's what put Neverwin Poker on the map, among other things, was the David Williams story. And Dave, David Williams, for a long time, tried to deny it that it was him, but he was actually about to come forward and admit that uh, it was him when TMZ got a hold of it because when he dated Aubrey O'Day, Aubrey O'Day found the video of him like eating Who's ass. Aubrey and O'Day? She was she was on some reality show also like making the band or something. So she 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 had like a short stint of fame. So he dated her, and she found the ass eating videos on Everyone Poker and like sat there with her parents watching it. <laughs> I don't know why her parents were there, but like she and her parents watched the ass eating and the foot sucking videos on Everyone Poker. Is this, and how do you know this to be fact? Because they went to TMZ and told TMZ about it. Oh. And TMZ Wait, reported. so NWP was on TMZ? Yes. Yes. Everyone Poker's on when, TMZ. What, like, what year was like, this? Like in 09, I think. So I was a. I, was, I must have not logged yeah, in that Yeah, week. so, so uh, anyway, it was on TMZ. And, and then so David Williams' agent panicked and said to David, look, you've got to address this. I know you've been denying it all this time, but the Aubrey O'Day just broke up with you because of it and told TMZ, you've, you've got to address this and just admit it was you and say, you've, you know, you don't do this anymore. So, so David Williams was agreeing to come on to Never Win Poker Radio with me and Mike on. I don't think you were involved then or whatever. Maybe you were off at that point, but it was me, he was going to come on with me and Mike on and admit that he was in that video. Mike and I. Stop it. He was, <laughs> he was going to come on. That's crazy. I yeah. don't. Well, it's, I mean, I would take hiatuses, but I, I, I don't remember. Yeah, any but of you this. know why it didn't happen? It was because uh, the story died down and nobody cared. 
he, David Williams and his agent were sure this was going to become like a major oh. story and, and big news. Uh, it just died down, so they said, screw it, he's not coming on. So he never came on and owned up to it. But the, the agent, I was on the phone with the agent. When he yeah, said, you yeah. should really write a book about all this stuff. I should. There's so many <laughs> things people don't even know about the history. Like, I probably can't get into it, but the FBI investigation? Yeah, and I've talked about that before. Oh, we can talk about that now? Yeah, I've talked about the FBI. I thought we couldn't talk about that. No, FBI. we can talk about the FBI. So, so anyway, David Williams, uh, he's gonna. So he he definitely was in that video. He was with an older woman. This is this is before he was in poker. This is when he was like twenty, twenty one years old. I think he was twenty at the time. He was a college student, and David Williams uh, apparently had a foot fetish and would watch foot fetish videos. And there was this one woman who always made foot videos, who was older. She was probably near forty, and uh, and she was making all these videos. And, and so he wrote to her and said, "Hey, I'd love to be in one of your videos." So she invited him down, and he came down. And uh, she, you know, she jerked him off with the, with his feet. You get to see David Williams' penis in the video. It's uh, awful. It, it was it was. And then he also ate. What did that hat. Shirley Williams have to say about? <laughs> I don't know. She 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 probably wasn't. Uh, I hope she didn't watch it. But yeah, he, he so he he both uh, you got to watch him sucking on the feet of this older woman and eating her ass. And this is like long periods of time. Like you, I had to fast forward parts of it. I couldn't just sit there watching him like eat ass, eat ass, eat ass. Like it's sitting there for like ten minutes eating ass. There, I couldn't just sit there and watch this. I had to speed up, speed through it. But uh, anyway, the video is obtained. Uh, then he he got her to take it down. He may have bribed her, but whatever it was, he got her to take it down shortly after the story broke. But it was too late. We had, we had already saved it. And uh, stills of that. If you type in, I bet you can still find it on Google. I know I saw it on Two Plus Two. The stills. Uh, uh, but it was on Never Win Poker that got all this stuff. Do you remember her name, Todd? Here's some trivia. Or no, do you I, I, don't, I don't. I think I it was remember. Janet Mason. It was Janet Mason. You're so right. Wow. Yeah, if you just type type in David Williams' foot video and, and Google images, and the first two videos will come up, first two images will come up with hit were pictures of him sucking on her toes. So, uh, anyway, it's definitely him. And. So he's going to be, I guess, uh, I guess because he's an expert at uh, eating toes and ass. I guess they uh, they got him to be uh, on Master Chef. <laughs> he's going to be among forty people competing on there. I'm not sure what his what his credentials are to be on Master Chef, but he he announces himself, so it's definitely happening. And if Remember you remember, Coolio wasn't he on one of those cooking shows? Uh, I don't know. He oh. was. Oh, here, here. This is. I'm looking at Fox.com's uh, description of Master Chef. It says, "Elementary school teacher, professional poker player, DJ, nail technician, yoga instructor, pool lifeguard, investigator, and three fighter fighters are among the 40 hopefuls." Award-winning chefs Gordon Ramsay and Christina Tosi welcome 40 new home cooks to the Master Chef kitchen for season seven, premiering on Wednesday, June 1st at 8 p.m. on Fox. The contestants will not only have to impress chefs Ramsay and Tosi, but they also Throughout the season, we'll have to compete for the approval of culinary greats and special culinary guest judges, including Wolfgang Puck, Aaron Sanchez, Edward Lee, Kevin Sparga, and Richard Blaze. I never heard none of those. Not I heard, heard of the Puck. I don't know no yeah, Aaron Sanchez. Of, yeah, I don't know the rest of them. And uh, I think it's uh, kind of funny. Trader Ruski actually is really good friends with Wolfgang Puck. Isn't it kind of ironic that one of the two main chefs that will be hosting this is named Tosi. He sucked on toes. Tosi. That's kind of appropriate. Yeah. So I, I wonder if they know about By, by the way, I, just to chime in, I could, I could picture Jared from Subway as a Magic the Gathering player. 
<laughs> maybe yeah, I think he was too old too by a little bit. No, maybe not. No, you know he probably wasn't. He's he's the same age uh, like his Micon. I think. I think he's uh, six years younger than me. He may have just fallen in there. Uh, but you know, with uh, with David Williams and, and this uh, this whole thing here, I I'm surprised that he would be on a cooking show. Like, what does he know about cooking? It's kind of uh, the weird thing that you. I think maybe he just got on because he's a professional poker player. But don't you think they Google him and found this stuff? Like, I'm, I'm sure the people who yeah, but we talked about this before. Now in today's day and age, how can you find someone that doesn't have something? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but, but do you think it, you think they had a discussion at Fox like as they're selecting who's going to be on? They're like, oh, that David Williams guy. Yeah, he's pretty charismatic, and he, you know, he's he's a successful poker player. I think that'll be a cool thing to have. Yeah, but we Googled him, and we saw something about him eating a girl's ass and sucking her toes, and there's videos of it. Should we really have him? Eh, I don't know. It's, it's a long time ago. It was just a rumor. I don't know. You know, It could be a scandal. Well, he, he was just in a film. It's not a big deal. Okay. See, I don't think things like that, like in today's day and age, like if you murdered someone, that's a scandal. It's not, you know what I mean? Our morals have declined to the point where, what, like 15 or 20 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago. Would have kept you off television doesn't do it quite anymore. Yeah, probably. Oh my God, you have a YouTube video of you know smoking pot or doing drugs. Oh my God, there's some video of you you know doing porn. It doesn't have the same but okay shock you, effect that it used to have. Do you think that doesn't? Do you think that the whole porn video he was in with the foot fetish and the ass stuff? You think this is going to come back once? No, he, not, once no, he, no, once he's on nothing. there. Let's, let's say he gets deep in there. Is is someone no. going to bring this up? And say, oh, look what David Williams was in 10 years ago. Or more than 10, I guess, like 12 years ago, 13 years ago, whatever it was. Getting text on the uh, Drexel line, subject related. Callers from the 956. David Williams bought the master. This is the first time this number has ever texted me, by the way. David Williams bought the master tape of his porn for 100K. I got that too, wow. Oh, okay. 956? Yep. Okay. I don't know who it is. Thank you. I, mean, we're just I, I, hate, I hate to tell you, uh, David Williams, but uh, you may have bought the master tape, and that's appropriate because he was uh, – something involving master what happened there with her feet. But do you get what I'm saying, though? In today's day and age, the, the shock – Yes, I know. Like, but but that would yeah. shock us when even like you know, 2005, they just don't shock us I'm not anymore. saying they're going to throw him off the show, but I bet this – if he gets deep into the show here, I bet it will be brought up somewhere. I, I mean, I could even see TMZ covering it again. Like just as a story, like David Williams is down to the final three. And it's like I remember when you know the internet first started, and and you know there'd be, oh, this Hollywood person or celebrity or singer, you know, did a porn video or, or posed naked when she was young before she was famous. It would be like the headlines. Now it's more of a headline if there's not nude videos of a celebrity out there. No, it's I know. Just, I'm not saying they're going to kick him off or anything. I'm just saying that I can I'm see... I'm sure this, they know about it. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, they, I'm, sure, no, I'm sure they have to. It comes up so quickly when you yeah. Google him. But but the question is, will this be discussed on things like TMZ if he gets deep? I mean, like there's 40 people, they probably won't. But if he gets like down to the final five... Will this be a TMZ story? Of, in 2003, David appeared in this foot fetish video where he was, uh, you know, he was featured nude and he was getting uh, masturbated by a woman's feet. Like I, I could see that on TMZ. Well, it's like this: if you were selected for, uh, let's just say, I don't know, uh, pick something that maybe you could even be selected, whether it's a news program or well, a game I was, show. I, I, I was almost on some game shows, and I was also almost on the show Married to America. Well, I was selected for it. I just didn't go on. Okay, so so you're on some primetime show. Do you think they're going to say to you, okay, you know, just so we know, what's the story about this guy Marty you've been fighting with for better than 10 years? 
Do you think they're really going to like dig in the Google? I know. I don't know. I'm oh asking. no, of course uh, they probably would. Yeah. Oh, now they I've may they may not they may not stop me from being on when I explain it, but they uh, they're they're going to want to know all these things. In fact, there was a whole. I know this was back in two thousand, but remember that uh, Who Wants to Marry a Multimillionaire thing that had like one episode. Didn't that get canceled by Fox because like the guy beat his wife? Well, or no, it, it was really the whole thing got very bad reaction from everyone. I've seen as like being very tasteless. No, but there was something with the no, dude. And, and there, no, that came out afterwards. There was something with the dude. Yeah. Uh, yes, there were a number of things. Number one, he wasn't really a multimillionaire. That he he lied about that. Uh, number two, Did there, he like abuse a former wife. There, or there were like girlfriend there were like or... a few different restraining orders against him for yep, uh, yep, yep, for yep, like yep, stalking yep. and harassing women he had dated. And uh, yeah, the guy was kind of like a loser, like a failed comedian who masqueraded as a millionaire. So like he, even before they knew that, they weren't going to run it again because it got a, a bad reaction from people as being very tacky. But then. How can anything in today's day and age be too tacky for television? Well, 16 years ago, I guess it was. Yeah, no, maybe. Wow, was that long ago? <laughs> yes, it was 16 years ago. Oh, my God. Where's the time gone? That, 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 seriously, that shit. Because as soon as you said it, I remember the dude. I remember what network it was even on. And you're telling me that was 16 years ago? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, Rick Rockwell and Darva Conger. Yeah, I remember that name. Those Both those names. In fact... Uh, Northern California guy, you're liberal. I, I mean, I think you're liberal, like I am. But even so, in today's, I mean, do you agree with what I'm saying that there's really limited shock value anymore? Like in in terms of just us as citizens, or the way our culture has been, that it, it just the things that would offend our senses, you know, or sensibilities even 10 years ago, just don't do it anymore. Do you, do you kind of agree, or do you have a different point? Well, first of all, that's an interesting assumption about me. But, uh, yeah, I do agree with you. I think there's so much of that out there, and it's so readily available now that I think people are so desensitized to it that they just don't even really care that much anymore. But it is just of interest, like, even if it's not going to be a scandal, it's of interest if he gets pretty far in this show. It's of interest to the average viewer who's been watching him every week. To go, oh wow, that's funny. He was in a, he was in a, a foot porn twelve years ago. Like, they, even if they're not going to cr- present it as a scandal or something, to well, it's like this. Off the show. I haven't seen any site come interview the Poker Fraud Channel after one of our members predicted Prince's death. <laughs> well, it was covered elsewhere on the internet. Oh, but we a... blew it up. How, what were we in the Google rankings? We were. At, I don't know about death? Prince's death. I know we were we were very high in the Google rankings regarding uh, Charlie Sheen having the AIDS. Yeah. That uh, it was actually on the front page of Google if you t- entered uh, Charlie Sheen HIV for like uh, a week, and that's because we were among the first sites to have that reported. Sonatine both times. He's very good at predicting AIDS. Yeah, he is. That's <laughs> that's uh, that's a specialty. <laughs> so, so uh, anyway, David Williams is going to be on that. If you want to see him on June first, and. Uh, Okay, so poker. Or if you don't want to see him, if you don't want to see him, uh, well, I guess you can see him before June first. You want to get a copy of that video. He may have the master copy. I guess, but, but I'm just saying we're not. We're just giving the news. We're not putting our support either way behind it. See no, it, no. don't see it. We're fine either way. Yeah, we don't care. Like, we're not endorsing it. No, that's what I think we're trying. I'm trying. Yeah. You get what I? Some people are like, oh, well, the fraud people said this, so. But no, we're not saying this, but we're not saying the other. Yeah. We're not endorsing nor condemning. It, absolutely. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I love this kid. <laughs> okay. So the and poker stars, their embattled CEO, David Bezov, he is in trouble for insider trading involving Amaya stock and uh, having uh, people close to him buying uh, buying Amaya stock when, the, when it would be expected uh, shortly before an announcement would be made that uh, would make the stock – 
go up. And from everything I'm reading, not only – In other news, I'm just hearing that uh, that Z. Justin kid, uh, he won a bunch of money in uh, – what's the guy's name from the Amaya? Uh, Bezov? Yeah, he won a bunch of money in the Bezov's home game but wouldn't take a picture with him. <laughs> okay, so so David Bezov is uh, going to plead – or he has pled through a written statement not guilty – to charges this was filed against him in March by Quebec security authorities, securities authorities, over allegations of insider trading, uh, including the takeover of Poker Stars in uh, 2014. He is denied all the allegations by uh, Quebec's financial regulatory body called Autorité de Marché Financier, the AMF, mm-hmm. and uh, that's Latin or French? The French, and uh, it's Quebec. And so and he didn't plead nolo contendere. <laughs> no, that so would he have says, actually been do the whole thing he just said, but add the nolo contendere to the end. I want to hear how it sounds. Uh, Autorité de marché financier nolo contendere. That <laughs> kind of kind of is smooth off the tongue, but yeah, all right, so, go ahead. Uh, so so Bezov, two others, and three corporate entities were charged with twenty-three counts of insider trading. And, and basically, they said that, that he shared uh, privileged information with close associates who would then buy up stock and make a lot of money for it. So uh, this has to do with uh, with several things, including the, the Poker Stars takeover, including uh, the Cryptologic takeover in 2010. And uh, from everything I read, all the details about this in the past, it, it looks like he's guilty. And also, I found out that weird detail that Amaya was once a tanning salon. It was just a tanning salon in 2005, which is crazy. A tanning salon now owns Poker Stars. And I don't mean like a whole network of tanning salons. I mean a tanning salon in Toronto in 2005 now owns, owns Poker Stars in full tilt. So there's been a lot of uh, suspicion that that was also just a front for uh, uh, for, for whatever the real businesses were and that, that basically they were uh, involved in the illegal payment processing and stuff like that and, and made their money that way and then eventually rolled it into a more legitimate or legitimate-appearing enterprise of Amaya. So Amaya is pretty damn shady. We've talked about that on, on previous shows. Uh, according to a brief statement from uh, AMF spokesman Sylvain Theberge, all six of the charged parties have filed not guilty pleas, including the corporations. And uh, the other two charged were... Uh, his longtime friends, Yoel Altman and Benjamin Adut. So uh, uh, the three uh, corporate entities that were charged were uh, Diocles Capital Inc., Sababa Consult- Consulting Inc. You think they're related to that restaurant in uh, Las Vegas, that uh, Middle Eastern restaurant? And then uh, 2374879 Ontario Inc. What would that be? It sounds almost like 8675309. Two three seven four eight seven nine. Should be their uh, the commercial for that company. Two three seven four eight seven nine Ontario Inc. It was also charged, and uh, they have not yet forwarded it to a Quebec court, but it's going to happen very shortly. And then a judge will be assigned to the case, and a tentative trial date will be set. And the penalties for each of the counts can be anywhere ranging from five thousand dollars all the way up to. One million dollars. That's per count. No, actually, five million dollars, not even one million dollars. Uh, and also as much as five years in prison. So uh, he's pleading not guilty, and he's also stepped down for the moment. He's not stepped down permanently, but just for the moment from PokerStars' uh, CEO duties while this is being handled. But this is uh, 
It's a pretty damn shady company, Amaya, that, that took over PokerStars. This is not being run by uh, a salt-of-the-earth corporation. It's uh, So I, I knew, of course, he'd be pleading not guilty. That's not a surprise. He's not going to say, yeah, I did it. I, I insider traded, you know, slapped the cuffs on me. He's not going to do that. He's going to try to challenge Quebec to prove that he did it and hope to get off. And you never know. Even though the evidence seems pretty strong, uh, it was pretty strong against someone else we knew, and he got off with a slap on the wrist, so... You never know. Well, I will report as this goes on as to what may or may not happen. Bobby Orr, by the way, has PM'd me. He says, uh, insider trading, which I predicted, if you remember. Yeah, Bobby Orr said this to me, and I was like, oh, I didn't hear anything about this. And then next week, the next week, the story came out. So Bobby Orr, he called it. So he, he's, he's in the Toronto area himself, so he, uh, he may have an additional line on these things. So, Brandon, here's a topic I know you're interested in. You messaged me about it earlier. You there, Brandon, or did you, did you run off to go uh, eat something? Uh-oh. Silence. Okay, let's, let's do a roll car here. Is, is a Northern California guy still here? Um, present and accounted for. That's good. Okay. Cyderisky is here. What, what's, what's that in the background? <laughs> Hold on a second. What is that in the background? That's the uh, Tropicana Casino music. The Tropicana Casino. Oh, you're in the Tropicana. You're in the Tropicana right now. Yeah, I'm in Vegas. Just got here tonight. I didn't know that. Wow. So are you staying at the Tropicana? Uh huh. So, what, are you like a checking in or something? Is that why the music's going? No, I'm playing a little video poker. Oh wow. Okay, so you're playing video. Now, what's the pay table? I don't want to give you too hard of a time. What's the pay table right there? Forty for the full house. Twenty-five flush, double double, with bonuses. And, and is it one-one uh, for the jacks are better and two pair? Yes. So you're playing eight-five uh, bo- double double bonus. I ha- hate to tell you that's not the best-paying uh, game there, but yeah, no, I know. I, there's one that's worse, and this one's. Like... You know, you, you could have just lied to me, so I'd say I'm proud of you, and then you could have told me it's like. Oh, a... oh wait, that's forty-five. My bad. You, you could have said it's like a. You could tell us a, a ten six double. You could have said, well, it's it's uh, fifty for the uh, full house, uh, thirty for the flash. I go, wow, ten six double double bonus, great, great game. And then so now like, the Tropicana oh, front and, desk is. Oh, go ahead, Trader. You're gonna sorry. You're gonna hate that it's the ultra where you get the four of a kind bonus and play pay six bucks and click. Oh, <laughs> actually, I have to. Once in a while, those things are actually good. Sometimes those gimmicks in video poker are actually good for you. But uh, he loves that game. Yeah, he's playing the eight five double double bonus. So wait, is he playing right now? Yes. The, the, listen, Where's he at? He's he's in the Tropicana. Here, t- turn on the music again. Go ahead. Oh, now it's just like some some other thing. There was like music in the uh, background. Yeah, I, t- I told you I was here, Brandon, didn't I? Yeah, I told you about it. Oh, I wait. So uh, how are, are you calling in like from Skype on your phone? Yeah, yeah, I got Skype on the iPhone. Yeah. Are you playing the be- the better pay table one, I hope? It doesn't sound like it. Is I it? am playing the better pay oh, table. Oh, that's the better pay table. That's <laughs> not even that but, good. But not as good as, as Drop, you know, let me know. It's not the better. Well, hell, when are we getting together, buddy? <laughs> I'm ready. Whenever you're, you know, Wolfgang Puck's how, waiting for us. How many times have you hit quads since you've been on the radio now? We've been on there for about two hours. You would know about it. Um... I just Oof. got. I just started playing uh, a few minutes ago. So. Okay. okay. Will you will you unmute the Skype button when you hit the quads and let us know before you draw a card? Yeah, I'm gonna play my favorite song. That, you know, when they have to have the person come over and pay me. Okay. okay and listen, I'll donate twenty five dollars in the next free roll if you can get the slot attendant when you hit a hand pay to come on. 
<laughs> okay, you got it. All right, very. Uh, by the way, Brandon, awesome. I, I forgot he is. Yeah, he told me he was coming. But it was like a week and a half ago. You know, Brandon, I was about to uh, ask you a question. I was, I was going to move to a topic I know you're interested in, and uh, I so I said, Brandon, so we're going to go to this next topic. I know you messaged me about it, and then you just so I said, Brandon, you said, oh. Well, can I be honest with you? I'm kind of having a birthday party and doing radio at the same time. What? It's not your birthday. No, it's not my birthday. I said I'm, I'm having a birthday party mm. in my home, and I'm doing radio. I'm kind of multitasking. That's dedication. I mean, I, yeah. I, I guess it's better than missing radio, so I'll give you credit there. Yeah, so I had to just go for a second, and, and well, it's not even a person, but to me it, it's almost better than most people. My it, nine-year-old Jack Russell oh. Ninth birthday today. So wait, so, you, you, hold on. You, you make fun of me for having an '80s dog, and your dog is less than two years younger than mine. Yeah, but I didn't buy it. <laughs> I didn't buy an old dog just because I like '80s dogs, like you did. And Katie wasn't invited to the birthday party. What's going on here? I, I I'm so sorry, buddy. I forgot that you were in town. But no, I just make fun because I not a lot of people buy older dogs just to save money. And I mean you. <laughs> <laughs> you probably got a coupon buy an old dog, yeah, yeah, I, I got, I got dollars or whatever. I got, I got a good buy on him. He wasn't very expensive, exactly. So, but no, so it, it's his ninth birthday, and I went. Listen, I'm an animal lover, so anyone that doesn't love animals won't understand. But I went to this, uh, you know, I guess the new thing now, and the new craze in animal you know, for animal lovers is they have these gourmet bakeries that make stuff just for. And I know you've never spent twenty dollars on no gourmet pizza. Or no gourmet dog cake for your old no, dog. No, if I, you want to hear something about my old dog, I, I was bringing. You won't buy a twenty dollars pizza for a human. No, no listen, offense. listen. When I went, when I went to that hike that I had to carry the dog at, at the end, uh, when I, hike I almost killed you. So, right, so I, I, I packed <laughs> I packed water for everybody, and I, I, I thought you know I better pack them for the dog too, and I got a little bowl with him, but but I actually took old empty bottles of water for Why bottled are water. Why crickets chirping? I, it's just relaxing. Oh. So so I, I took old empty bottles of water. Old water for your old dog, and, and I and I filled it up from the sink, and so so Benjamin asked, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm filling up these bottles because I don't think I, I don't want to waste bottled water on a dog." So actually, I filled up empty bottles from bottled water with sink water for the dog. So I wouldn't. Of course, even, I give my dog bottled water. That's all. That's all really. It's like I wouldn't even do it on one-time basis. I was like, I'm not wasting this crap on a dog. You got to be yeah. kidding me. But you're not a true animal lover. No, no, I love this dog. I, look, no, I, no, no, you don't. I, I got an 11 year old dog. If you loved him, you wouldn't give, be giving him no mercury infested water. Listen, whatever he's 11 years old. Whatever's happened to him already has happened. And uh, uh, <laughs> the, the point is, true, he, that folks is rough on animal rights. Listen, how, whatever has happened's already happened. Listen, how many people would acquire an 11 year old dog? Most would say, know, I don't do want call that. Call that group the Peta. Peta's gonna love you, huh? You know what most people would do? Most people would take that dog to the pound and say, "Put him to sleep." No, I took wouldn't. in the dog. I took in the dog as a new dog to me. They're not putting to ten year old pugs. Is it a pug? It, it's a pug. Yes, and it was he was ten and a half years old when I got him, and uh, and I, and I took him in as his new dog. But you got a deal on it too, though. It doesn't matter how much you pay for. I the can dog. see little Benny asking, "We have a dog, and you're scouring Craigslist to find a free dog." So it's this free, free pug, ten and a half years old, can't can't hike very long. It's that perfect. Okay, I'll take it. But see, this is what I don't get. And you explain this to me. And I'm, you know, we're just it's banner. I, you know, I love you like a brother. But how can you justify firing like five hundred dollars, a thousand? I don't know. Whatever you bet, I don't know what your bet you ever bet. But whatever you bet on these halftime games and lines and baseball games but yet you you think it's like you can't justify spending old water on an old dog 
Because dogs, they don't need bottled water. It's, it's ridiculous. They don't need it. Dogs, for, dogs. You can say humans don't need it. Well, I don't even drink bottled yeah, water. Yeah, humans don't necessarily well, you're need a hippie. it. Do, dogs, <laughs> dogs are. They don't. Uh, they have a different digestive system than we do. They're completely different. No. They, they don't. No, they don't you're, need things like that. They just don't need it. Well, I went to a place. It's a very cute name. It's called. It's very. It's actually more catchy than that Indian gaming site. It's called. Bone Appetit. You get it? <laughs> Bone, Bone Appetit. Great. Okay. And I got him uh, some doggy frozen yogurt. I got him a doggy birthday bone with like... What? Frozen yogurt? How? It's it's made with dog ingredients. It's blueberry. That's they weird. tell me it's safe and there are other owners there that no, I believe it's it. I believe it's safe. It's just a weird thing. I wouldn't picture a dog liking that. Well, they lick it. It's frozen. And I got him a do- little doggy pizza. It's like maybe the shape of... Or the size of like half a bagel but like a circle and it has like... I don't know, whatever. You know, it's all like gluten-free, healthy, and he fucking devoured it. He loved it. He was wagging his tail. He was chasing me for more. And they even gave me, uh, if you spend $20 or more on the dog's birthday, they give you a little doggy birthday hat. That's, that's so, very funny. Look, I know you don't get it, but Trader Ruski, you there? You hit a four of a kind? Or... I'm here. Not yet. You know, a lot, hold on. A lot of these well, things well, are... Well, Trader Ruski, though, you can understand as another person that, and I've seen him with his dog, he treats his dog better than most humans treat each other. Can you understand where I'm coming from as someone who spoils their dog as well? Katie had meatloaf from Whole Foods tonight. There you go. He spent more on his dog's dinner than, than, <laughs> than no offense, Druff, that you probably spent. Because that meatloaf, they weigh it by the pound, and believe me, it's, it's pricey. Like, He's uh, feeding uh, his dog from Whole Foods. I will sometimes, I will sometimes give the dog uh, some... Other food, like some better food for like people food that he would like. But you know what the truth is about this dog? This dog, I've never seen a dog who's this obsessed with food. Not only will he eat, he eat anything, but uh, his entire life revolves around food. He follows you around to just uh, if he thinks the slightest chance is that you'll drop a crumb on the ground, even if you're doing nothing that has to there do with food. There are a lot of dogs like that. No, They're no, like I've never seen one like this. Disposals. No, I mean every moment that he's awake is about food. Well, Everything. maybe it's because he's like a starved concentration camp type dog. Maybe you don't feed him enough. He's a pug who's like 30 pounds. Well, how many times a day do you feed him? Twice. Believe me, this dog doesn't need any more food. If you saw this dog, you'd see he doesn't need Do you food. give him good food or that grocery store crap? Be honest. He gets grocery store crap, but he loves it. <laughs> if you saw how excited he was, I'm going to record this sometime, how excited he was. You give him food, he literally spins around in circles over and over and, and barks because he's so excited. All right. Well, you know what? I'm right now. I'm typing up as we speak. I'm putting your dog in this year's death pool. You can't be feeding a dog in today's day and age grocery store food drop. No, it's awful. It has preservatives in it. It, it. It's awful. Do you think anything's going to change for this dog at age eleven? I mean, you could maybe add another year to his life. No, at age eleven, that the, the okay. it's, let's it's get a neutral in, view. It's Northern set, California guy. It, it's please. set. It's set in stone at this point. Let's get, okay, let's get a neutral party. Northern California guy. Whose side he, are you on here? I gotta say I'm on Druff's side on this one. Oh my gosh! I think a lot of this is to make the owners. The dog usually just eats what I eat. Yeah, you know what? The the the, a lot of this is to make the owners feel good, and and in reality, the dog doesn't give a crap. Nor does it really matter for their health. It just makes the owners feel good. Now, now, do dogs appreciate good human food over dog food? Yes, they they like it better. But you know, if it does make the owners feel good, isn't that good enough? No, that's fine. But look, I like like I used to have a Springer Spaniel, and the Springer Spaniel, she 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 wasn't as food obsessed as this dog, but uh, yeah, she would eat dog food, but she would also appreciate like her favorite food was salmon. If you gave her salmon, she was so excited, you could tell she liked it so much better. But this dog here, this dog likes everything. I mean, he loves everything to where. 
I, I think the difference between giving him like chicken or steak versus dog food is only a small difference to him because. But it's have just, you ever truly okay? Have you ever had an animal from its birth? Like when you were a kid, did you ever have a puppy that you know was roughly a newborn, a couple weeks old that? Mom or dad brought home, or just some sort of animal you had from the beginning? Not from the very beginning. The Springer Spaniel was like 10 months old when I got her. Did you have the Springer, or Springer Spaniel your whole life? Yes. Well, not my whole life, but yeah, I was... I was, uh, was it the family dog? It, it was a family dog, yeah, but it lived from uh, 86 to 01. Okay, so you were mostly home during that era. I mean, well, you went to college towards yeah, the Yeah, and, and also that she would stay with me when my parents would go away and things like but that. But did you ever really tr- – and this is not – I mean, there are people that just aren't like that, but did you ever truly bond with that dog? Oh, yeah, I loved that dog very much. Okay. I was very sad when, when she died. Even though she was 14 and a half, I knew it was coming, but – But, like, would you cuddle with her? Would you, you know, play ball? With the, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that- yeah. She was a very loving dog. Now, I'll say this, this pug here, that's the one thing. Right. He, he's, not, he's not very loving because everything revolves around food. So that's all he thinks about. So he's just not very loving with people. All he does is, is follow you uh, where he thinks might be food. So that's kind of like an older Jewish woman. <laughs> well, I'm just most older Jewish. When are we going to eat next? Yeah, that, then, that, have you ever been with that? Like, seriously, older women, you're with an older Jewish woman. You're having food with her. While you're having food, she's talking about the next meal. Hmm. Do you, can you kind of relate? Uh, maybe you can. I, anyhow, I haven't been around Jewish women like that. Yeah. All right. We're getting a text here. Has Druff ever fed his dog Subway? This is from the seven hundred three. Has Druff ever fed his dog Subway footlong leftovers? <laughs> Whoever says that doesn't know me very well. I, there wouldn't be leftovers. What's the seven hundred three? No, I'm no saying they wouldn't know me very well. That's uh, the Subway footlong. I, I wouldn't leave that over. That'd be gone. I'd eat the whole thing. Well, he might, the the toma- he might is, get the tomatoes. No, especially not the tomatoes. Seven hundred three. If I'm allowed to say who you are, I will. If not, you can text me. and I'll keep your name confidential. But this isn't a troll. This is actually a, a very uh, no, I, posting no, I, forum. I, I, I eat the whole foot long. I eat right. the whole thing. And also he added before that when I spoke of Norway, he said Norway has the most valuable sovereign wealth fund in the world, big-time oil money. Yeah, that's true. I didn't, know, I didn't know that either. He's yeah. also the person that said, for the record, I'm a big supporter of the native people, and I regularly contribute to their charities annually. Now, I hope that doesn't mean he's losing money in their casinos. And then – uh, last show when we were talking about mailmen and garbage guys, do you think Druff tips mailmen and garbage guys during the holidays? He was the one that posted that. Remember we talked about that? I, I don't, but I'm, to be honest, I'm never even around. You remember us talking about that? And you said that you don't tip them? And we talked about how garbage men make so much money now? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you something. I don't even see them. I'm, I'm sleeping at those times. So. Then I'm getting a call from Canada. How can a guy be co-hosting in front of a video poker machine when you won't let me on the radio? Oh, that's Daredevil. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> See, now you're uh, just going to okay, start well, hold the rumor. China Maniac with a different perspective texting me. My dog gets filtered in spring water. Same as mine. My dog doesn't even know the taste of regular water. But uh, they, so don't China, but China they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. No, but it's not about them. It's about you. Like, you but don't I know they it. don't care, so I don't, I don't feel better well, giving him bottled right. water. Okay. I, believe me, this dog is uh, – you give him any food, he's thrilled. You know what this dog loves, by the way? This dog loves popcorn, too. Like a, I, have, I do have popcorn all the time for him, and you throw little popcorn kernels to him, and he catches them in the air, and he loves it. You know, you heard what Trader Ruski said. He fed his dog tonight meatloaf from Whole Foods. I mean, do you realize that probably was like a $10, if not more, $12 yeah, Trader meal? Trader Ruski is a generous guy. Yeah. But anyway, look, I, I took so it. C-Money, C-Money has a dog. I, I don't remember what kind of dog he has. And when he... 
travels as he often does, and he doesn't have family to watch his dog. And he's like me; he spoils his dog rotten. He, you know, and this brings me to another question, but I'll get to it in a second. But when he travels, he puts his dog in like not like a boarding place, but it's like these pet. And they have them in Vegas. I've never used it, but they're like pet suites where literally your dog has its own room with like a bed and TV and air condition. You know, it's, it's well, literally you know, like that, a hotel. That I understand more because these places where, where these kennels suck where they put your dog in a cage or something like it, it sucks. Like oh. I, can, I can see not liking putting your dog through that, especially if you're gone for a long time. Now, fortunately, I don't have to go through that because I have uh, relatives I can leave this dog with. Right. That's what I do. So so I, I don't have to. But I, I can understand spending money on, on a nice place for your dog when you're gone because these kennels are terrible. So that that I can understand more than uh, than some of the other things. Oh, by the way, here's something uh, I don't know if you would have done. When my Springer Spaniel was 14, and I knew they don't even usually live to 14, so I knew her lifespan was almost over. Okay, she the the vet was suggesting all these uh, expensive tests for her, just routine tests. Well, that was my next question, and I, I had to ask you that. So I, I said, I said, no way. I said, there's no point because even if we find major things wrong, what are we going to do? Start surgery on a 14 year old dog? There's no way. Like, well, that's my question now, and it's I have to ask the hard hitting questions. It's my job. What is the cost? Say you found out your your pug needed life threatening or you know life saving surgery. And it was X amount of dollars. What is a number that you wouldn't even do it? Well, if, I'll, I'll say, talk, it was, say, okay, I'll throw a number. If it costs $2,000 to either save his life for another couple years, like, we'll say two years, or you had to put him to sleep, would you spend the 2000 if, if If it was likely he would live two more years, then yes, I would spend the 2000 If it, If they said that... Uh, <laughs> That's a good answer. But, 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 but if, he was go- if there was a good chance that... Uh, um, he was going to die during surgery anyway, or that uh, that he was only going to live a month or two afterwards, or something like that. Like a fourteen-year-old dog who's who's uh, already passed his average lifespan. At this point, you're not doing expensive tests to find things because what are you going to do if you find something? Nothing. There's there's not much you can do. It's a waste of money. But they get they get emotional pet owners who just don't want to believe that the end is near. Uh, spending money on all this. In fact, the vet was was trying to make me feel guilty and was saying, "What? So you don't care if she dies?" And I said, "Of course." I said, "What kind of?" I was pissed. I said, "What kind of question is that?" Of course, I care. But she's fourteen. I don't even think it'd be safe to do any surgery or anything invasive at this point when she's fourteen. It wouldn't make any sense to even right, put her. Here's a that. hypothetical question for you: If you're told your dog can live a normal life, you know, whatever the life expectancy is, but is it a boy or a girl? It's a boy. Okay, but he'll be blind for the rest of it, or you can spend 6000 and get him cataract surgery so he doesn't lose his vision. What would you choose? But how long is he going to live still? Like Whatever the normal life. It's just that his eyes are going, everything else is fine. Oh, 6000 Yeah. And I don't know what that I mean, That's a lot even for me to think about. I know, that's what I'm saying. Mean, I, I probably wouldn't do that for just for being yeah. blind. For, 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 if he was like two years old, I would, but not, not, uh, yeah. right. not at this point in his life. Uh, but... You know, it's just the point where, where they're, they're not going to live that long. It's uh, and in fact, you know, they they even do this with people. By the way, not so much for the money, but for if you have prostate cancer and you're old, they will often tell you, "Don't do the surgery and let it get you." That's the recommendation because it's actually determined that the risk from the surgery and and for the chemotherapy, whatever all the procedures you need to do to, to try to fight the prostate cancer, will be higher to kill you than than just letting the prostate cancer proceed and kill you. It's a slow moving cancer, so. It's kind of weird. There's people who, older people who are living with prostate cancer that know within 10 years they're going to be dead, but don't do anything about it because they well, know. Well, there's things that I know, like radiation and even certain pills they can take to maintain it. But in the end, you're right; it is going to be fatal. But you know, 
I've heard people living as long as like like you said, fifteen years. Even yes, yes, yes. But they will actually tell very old people, "Don't yeah. bother with the surgery because either you're going to die before that anyway, or uh, or, or, or the sur- or, or the procedures to stop the uh, to try to stop the prostate cancer will be right. more harmful to you and kill you." So mm-hmm. that, that's they actually take that approach sometimes with humans. Like it's sometimes better to do nothing. Well, you know, I think you made the point very clear and. Maybe the animals don't know the difference. Whether you, you know, and you're right; they probably don't. But you did say it best that it, it, in many cases, such as mine tonight with my little birthday party and China Maniac as well, it makes the owner or the owners happy, and that's really all that matters. In the end of the day, and if it makes Traderuski happy by giving his dog Whole Foods meatloaf, which most humans can't afford to go get at like eighteen dollars a pound, you know, it, it that, that's all that really matters. I mean, do we can we agree on that? Yeah, and, and by the way, like like I, I care about this dog. Like one time, I was out with a dog, and, and another dog approached, and the owner wasn't doing a good job keeping the dog back, and it ran up, and I thought it might uh, bite bite my dog. I, I it was a pretty big dog. I jumped. I, I put my body in between them, and I jumped and blocked it. And I was gonna, you know, I was ready to start like kicking the dog or something if it was gonna try to bite my dog. And I was, you know, I was I put myself in between, even though I could get up, get, end up getting bitten. But uh, you know that, the first thing I thought is I'm not going to let this dog get bit. If a genie in a bottle came out tonight and said <laughs> that she could guarantee that you'd make a WSOP final table this year, not necessarily win it, but she can guarantee you'd make it, but you had to sacrifice your dog in return, what would you do? No, I wouldn't do that. Oh, okay. All right. That's a sweet side of draft that most people don't see. Now, now as far as uh, winning another bracelet, I don't know about that. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> So honestly, there's not that much glory in making a final table for me at this point. Like if if I do, it's nice, but like I don't get all excited. Like oh, I made a final table. Like if I if I'm making a final table, what I'm thinking of is except the main event, of course, where that's a big deal. But like anything else, I just kind of think like oh, I'm making the final table. Oh, maybe I can win my second bracelet now. Uh, that's that's what I. Well, think. say you f- make the final table of your first ever limit Omaha or better contest. You're uh, not going to have some juices flowing and get excited. Well, no, I will because it's my first one. I, I'm actually hoping that that's the one. Just like in the, my first limit right. holder tournament, I finished third, and my second one, I finished first. I'm hoping I have the same thing going with uh with my first omaha tournament that i get, get the well, same i saw uh, i was there rooting you on the last time you made a final table and you're pretty you're hyped up you're nervous blood juices were flowing well I yeah remember. but i know but i, I was I, because I wanted to win it i was really excited about maybe yeah. uh maybe winning it but it just you almost I, won that one too i you know i just felt coming into the once the third day started I started putting some really bad beats on you i remember yeah once the third day started i was just losing every hand i was like it's not going to happen to like the second day. I felt no, so good. But when you made the main event or the final table, you had some momentum there for a while. A little bit. It was kind of up and down. I just wasn't. Uh, yeah, even that. Even that Tuckman there commented that I was. Uh, I was running bad, and I was like, I. Yeah. I just. I. I. It just felt like it wasn't going to happen. It's one of those days. It just felt like I wasn't that lucky. Where the day before, I felt like I was just winning every hand. I was just killing everything. I was just everything was going perfectly the day before, and then like day three, it just it just didn't feel the same, and it wasn't so. Yeah. Went out fifth. That's the way it was. I even said that in a Poker News interview. They did an interview, not, not related to the final table, but they just had a, a piece on me a few months later, and they asked me about how I felt about that final table. And I said, I, I just felt when I got to the third day, it's just not going to happen for me today. It's just not going to. Sir, uh, Sir Bobby Orr's chiming in. I had forgotten he was with me too. Yeah, oh, he was. He was sweating you on the final table. And yep. I'm looking at the chat now. Of course, shout out to Frank Rizzo. Uh, now, of course, you know, he's been on a crusade as of late, yep. but I've kind of told him that there's going to be some sort of judgment rendered before uh, the WSOP. So Rizzo, just give it the court system another two, three weeks, and, and there'll be a verdict. Uh, 
Yeah, and oh, by the real no name yet. Shout out to real no name. Yeah, I was gonna yet. say yeah, I don't, that I don't know. Who, dog is a free range. I don't know who he is. He said he started a GoFundMe page first. I wouldn't. I, I I don't believe in the GoFundMe thing. I I think it's like begging. I don't like. Do you, do you guys ever hear me begging? Do you ever hear me say, "Hey, you know, donate money to me for this or give me the like"? I run the site at a loss. I don't. I, I could say yeah, it's not that much of a loss. It's not. It's not. But I could. I, you know what a cheap Jew I am. I could say. Yeah, I could true. say out there if you guys enjoy this show and this and this site and this forum, please send me money for the costs. You, know, you owe and, me three gourmet burgers with fries and a drink of my choosing. Is it going to actually hurt you to have to pay that? No, I lost it. So it's the same way. It's like but not, you're not going to be pissed off during the meal. No, no, I won't be. Okay, good. no, but but I'm I'm saying that I I could ask for people to donate for the costs of the site, and I'm sure people would. I'm sure I would easily cover it. In fact, I'm sure I could profit from it. It would make you look it. bad, though. It's not just look bad. I don't believe in doing it. I think if I'm I'm running this thing to you know because I want to run it. Well, it's, look I, at I me. I could, you know what? If I went on there, I, I mean, I'm not going to do it either. But if I went on there and said, "Look, my time is more valuable than eight hours a week doing this. I haven't got paid in a decade. Judonk has me covered by hundreds. <laughs> Making Marcus Price still getting a check from Poker News. I think people would donate to me as well. Yes. So that's why, like, I don't want to be a beggar. And I don't say, look, I'll, I'll, you know, I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to read this. Somebody tonight uh, sent me this text, and it said. Scroll up. I don't want to give any names, but somebody donated a hundred dollars for the free roll tonight. Well, and see, then see they money said, did, right? Yeah, I didn't. Want well, to no, I know you told me it was him. And he said, "I always will do it." I said, "Thank you." And he said, "I'll always do it because you're on there." And then I said, "Thanks." What type of ad would you like me to run? And then he just typed back, "No ad." Maybe next time. You know. So anyhow, he, I want to reserve the right that if he ever has something, he wants us to give some commercial oh, time Oh, of course to. we can. He's, so, he's donated yeah. so much. No, I, when you told me he donated, I didn't think it was a secret. He always says it's him. So. No, it wasn't a secret. Okay. But I'm saying that the same thing you're saying, if I try to like, you know, commercialize myself, I'm sure I could. Yeah, make, you could. You could. You know. You could. So that's, that's which the thing. reminds me, I do have one endorsement I want to say real fast. Uh, now, I don't get paid for this in, in cash per se, but I, I do get paid in food. So can I have maybe 30 seconds of the airtime? Okay, go ahead. Okay. Hello, everyone out there. This is Brandon Drexel from the Poker Fraud Show. If you're in Vegas and you like maybe playing 816 Limit Omaha where the pots are capped pre-flop or you like playing 1-2-0 Limit stacking some guy and then having them curse at you in some Asian language or maybe Armenian, you should try the Orleans Poker Room. They offer 1-2-0 Limit, 4-8 Limit, 816 Limit Omaha 8 or better and it's a great place to play. All right. Yeah, that's well, my boy Bobby. And if you go down there, tell Bobby Griffin that I, that you know me. He runs that place and he's cleaned up that room. He doesn't allow begging anymore. That's good. Yeah. No, no I'm being serious. He's really cleaned out. A lot of people say I don't like that place because people beg, but no, he's he's throwing people out. He is cleaning up that room as best as he can. That's I mean, good. It's, it's not run by the mob anymore, Druff. So there's HR. It's corporate. You can't just take somebody out back and beat the shit out of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he's doing his best. He listens every week. Uh, and don't just think I'm telling you this because he feeds me a steak when I go down there. Uh, he's a he's a good guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Real talk says I, Real talk says I was in Vegas last week and couldn't believe the games Orleans was spreading. I'm not sure what he means by that, but maybe he means there's a lot of. Well, variety. they always have. Uh, in fact, it's probably the only place in Vegas I, I know of, at least that have that has a two four limit hold'em 
Okay, they have. I mean, and that's not bad. It's not a bad thing if you're really on a budget and yet you want to play some poker. Say you're like Delaware in the last years of his life. I mean, there should be a place for seniors to play like yeah, low games. I agree. People on a pension. So they have two four. They have four eight uh, limit hold'em. And but what really, and I'm, and I'm not just saying this because they feed me the steak. There is if you love playing mid limit Omaha eight or better, and you can stand the swings of a crazy game. And when I say crazy. For those stakes, it's by far, and it's been like this for years, the craziest game I've ever seen Omaha-wise. Really? That's what it's known for. Um, they they offer, and it runs sometimes multiple games at a time, an 8-16 with a half kill um, in Omaha 8 or better. And literally, I, I can send pictures, um, if anyone, or post pictures in the radio thread. Uh, most of the time, or a lot of the time, the pots are capped. Okay, pre-flop. I mean, there's 200 in the pot. 200, wow. 300 even. Um, so if you like those games, you know, a lot of people even ask, me, where can I play on white or better? Now, you can't just walk in there with your, your case $500 or come there with you know a couple hundred dollars because they're, they're going to be huge swings. I mean, you're going to get bad beat. You're gonna, but it, it's by far the craziest game uh, I've ever seen. I last played a couple weeks ago with Jeannie. And uh, I mean, they're like four or five hundred dollar pots. Wow. I mean, not being chopped, of course. But, you know, if you scoop the pot, they're like four or five hundred dollars. You know, of course, this is probably when they were killed, but it was insane. Yeah. You know, like literally, like a pot would be two racks of chips. You're playing with two dollar <laughs> chips. Wow. I mean, it was sick. So, anyhow, uh, I don't know again what real talk was playing. Oh yeah, and the other thing, and I, I've said this before, but it, it, it's true. If you want to prepare with the World Series of Poker coming up, for with you know, if you're a mixed game player like I am. Uh, even if it's just one variant of a mixed game you like, say you like playing Stud or Potlum in Omaha, there really is no other place, and, and this really surprises me. I, I don't know why there wouldn't be that you can play mixed game tournaments, whether it's Horse, Potlum in Omaha, Stud 8 or better, all those play, uh, all those games, uh, there's some sort of variant at the Orleans. Um, and other than I think like the Venetian deep stacks where once in a while they'll have a mixed game tournament. There's really nowhere else that has them. It's kind of strange. I, I don't, uh, you kind of think there'd be enough, no, no limit. You know, do you remember back in the day when they'd run like the Bellagio cup and, and yeah. you know, those kind of tournaments where they would have like a $500, even like a thousand dollar limit hold them. There'd always be at least one in the schedule and they'd have like a uh, limit Omaha eight yeah, or better. Yeah, yeah. And, but they've taken all those out. Like any of these tournament series, you can't find the limit hold them. No, you can't. They're all gone. You used to be able to find them, and it just, I know they're everywhere. Yeah, I remember that. I used to. So, anyhow, uh, you know what? It, like I said, my friend runs it, but it's, that's not why I'm saying this. You know, I, I've known him for a long time, uh, but he's doing a good job. He's cleaning it up, and if you like those games, like I do, uh, you know, my friend Jeannie, that's basically like her second home. She's down there about four days a week playing the tournaments. She just loves those fucking horse tournaments and. Uh, you know, and and I've said this before. I'll say it again. As recently as last week, Bobby told me to say to you, Todd, during the World Series of Poker, make some time, even if it's just a couple hours. He'd love more than anything to buy us dinner to show us appreciation for uh, all the work and energy that we put in the radio. Um, now, you know, this was before Northern California guy made such a stunning appearance. But Northern California guy, if you came down here, we could get you a prime room too. Yeah, no, I can't turn that down. So make you know when you're here, put in your schedule one day that you're off or something. Uh, we'll go down there. They have they have a new steakhouse. Oh wow! Yeah. No, I mean I. I yeah. 
This is a free meal here in Vegas, and at Steakhouse especially, I don't think I can say no to that. So I'll make sure to be there. Thank you, Bobby Griffin. In fact, it feels good that a, a, a poker room manager there in Vegas at a, a fairly known room is, is a big listener to the show. Yep. He listens to it minute by minute. I mean, he doesn't miss an episode. In fact, when we had that long hiatus, the first thing he said to me uh, when I walked into the Orleans, and it has been a while, been a number of months since I had seen him, he said, when the hell is it going to be the next radio? I keep looking and looking. I don't think he looks at the form at all. Yeah, so, there's a lot of know, people he like just that. Looks at, he just looks at iTunes, and he's like, where is it? He just kind of <laughs> waits for it to, you know, to appear, and he knows that normally on Wednesdays it will be there by Thursday, but he just didn't see it for a while, and I guess you know, he never logged in to see you know, the front page where it says – you know, the radio schedule, but uh, he'll fall asleep listening to it. Uh, huge fan of the show. And that's awesome. I mean, that's that, that, that it, uh, it still even now humbles me that I'll be out and about in Vegas and people will acknowledge radio or even, you know, some of them are a little creepy, like, you know, just the guy that sits next to you for five hours and doesn't say a word, but then busts out and slams his fist and says, free fluffer. That's kind of scary. <laughs> You know, I, I, I get people like that, too. And then the World Series also sometimes will have dealers mentioned to me that they listen to the show. And there's going to be conspiracies now. But uh, when I find out one of the dealers is a listener of the show, I always seem to do well with that dealer. Like, I always seem well, to just... Well, that girl with the big breast that... that I, I did with her. That made yeah, she was, event, but she never listened to the show. No, she didn't. But, uh, yeah, I did well with her. Just because she had she was, big breasts. I know. She was friends with my, my ex-girlfriends. So I think that's what helped me. But uh, that was the main event in 2010. But, but the ones who listen to the show, like... Uh, for some reason, I always do well. Maybe, maybe they're rigging the card for me in some way, but I, I just—I don't uh, think they can do that. Yeah, but some, some, somehow I just always run well when someone is a dealer who listens to the show. So if you're a dealer who listens to the show and you see me at the World Series, uh, make sure to say something. In fact, one of the dealers lectured everybody at the table, saying, "You know this guy here? He's got a great show. He's got a great radio show. He—he'll just—he'll just tell it like it is. He'll—he'll he'll call out anyone. He doesn't give a shit. He's not afraid of what anyone thinks." And, uh, you know, we need more people like him in poker. I'm like, wow, that's good. <laughs> that's nice of the dealer to say about me. Wow, that's sweet. So, anyway, that's uh, – so let, let me get to the topic now that I know you care about because you texted me about it. So this is not one you're going to go uh, get something to eat or at least I hope you will. Uh, this is about the World Series of Poker taking credit cards. And so they're, they're – Bringing in new innovations this year, I mentioned some of them. I researched this after. I, I mentioned some of them last week uh, that, that were announced just before the show last week about things like uh, the, the new app you can use to do your chip counts and the, uh, the, the virtual cash outline you can get into and uh, the, the fact that you can use headphones the whole way now except the final table. It's all, all that, like I mentioned last week. I wouldn't really call that an innovation. Well, that's a, that part's a rule change. The rest are innovations. But. Or innovations or, or additions, shall I say. So here, here's a new thing they're doing this year that was just announced on the 29th, which was after the last show, so that's why we have to do it this week. Uh, the pre-registration to the World Series up until this year, that was you know anything up to 2015, was a joke. And I always told people, do not pre-register. They'd say, why not? Pre-register sounds like a good idea. I said, no, because the pre-register was not complete. You would pre-register, but then you'd have to complete the pre-registration once you get there and there was always an obscene line to do so to where it was not worth pre-registering and in fact in some cases you couldn't use the regular line at the cashier to complete pre-registration you had to stay, go to a special pre-registration line which is even longer than the regular line so the whole pre-registration thing was a freaking mess and people would come with a false sense of security that pre-registering is going to let them dodge the lines no in, in some cases they'd end up waiting longer so i said don't bother pre-registering it, it's a big waste of time 
this year, finally, they've improved the pre-registration process, and they have now what's called online registration, which is different. So, strangely enough, this is being done through Bravo Poker, which uh, if you get the Bravo Poker app on your phone, you can look up the games that are running at many poker rooms around, uh, around the country, the ones that use the Bravo system. But uh, somehow Bravo is also managing the pre-registration here. So you've got to sign up with Bravo, not with the World Series. You have to sign up like a separate account with Bravo. And uh, if you go to uh, Bravo... Bra- Wait, Bravo meaning the app, the poker yes, app? Yes, okay. the same company. So bravopokerlive.com slash venues slash WSOP. So it's bravopokerlive.com slash venues slash WSOP. And you've got to sign up there. Uh, you also have to have a total rewards card already if you don't have one yet. If you've played the World Series before, you have one for sure. But if you haven't played the World Series before or don't have a total rewards card, you'll have to sign up for one. Uh, but anyway, you, using that uh, Bravo site, you can register for the World Series. And it says, once the participant completes the online process, including sending payment for one or more events, they then only have to show up in the Rio Convention Center Rotunda area, their fast pass total rewards desk one hour prior to their event start to show proof of identification and get their identif- identity verified. If the method of payment is a credit card, the participant must also present the credit card used for the online registration. We'll talk about that in a second. Once verified, the participant will receive seat assignments and receipts for any and all events the participant has registered for and can proceed to the starting room table seat and participants at the participant's $1,500 or, or less. So yeah, right. It has to be buying fifteen hundred dollars or less for credit card, and so but it's credit card only. What do you sure. think that is? Because the chargebacks, uh, or, or yeah, chargebacks are maybe fraud. But but anyway, the getting to this whole thing. So you can register for a bunch of events, show up one time to this desk, and get all your tickets at once for the whole World Series. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a big line for the Fast Pass Total Rewards Desk. They try to make it sound like it's going to be fast, the Fast Pass Total Rewards Desk, but I guess there could be a line there. So I, I, I'm not saying there won't be any line. But uh, now you really can almost complete the whole process. The reason you can't completely do the whole thing is that they still want to see that the person who shows up is the person who registered. So this way, uh, uh, for example, uh, uh, th- they wouldn't want me uh, registering in uh, – Ken Scaler's name, and then uh, picking up and playing as him uh, for whatever reason and, and multi. I should still be able to call them and order up a Omaha Eight or better a Colossus in a main event to go. <laughs> Just put it on the card. Yeah. So and then they say, "Sorry, sir, uh, your banking institution doesn't uh, seem to allow gambling sites." And I'd say, "But it's a total rewards card, ma'am." You go. Oh well, what's total rewards? <laughs> so anyway, uh, the. Credit card thing. Let me explain that. And before you get excited, there's there's some caveats to it that you may not like. Uh, you, as Brandon said, you can only be for buy-ins of fifteen hundred or under. And uh, that also includes dailies and deep stacks. Yeah, and I'm it, just saying. It, and and also uh, you can use only Visa, Mastercard, Discover, and Diners Club. <laughs> No, no American Express, and I can tell you the reason for that is American Express charges fees. higher fees. Right. So once once the credit card has been verified for the World Series, then you can keep using that same card uh, more easily. I want to be honest, with you. I've never had a diners club in my life. I haven't either. I don't. I, I would have thought, I would have lol'd if you would have even suggested before I heard you say it that they would even accept that because 
most places that I frequent in terms of restaurants and grocery stores, gas stations, they don't even accept no diners club. Yeah, I, I haven't even heard of the diners club in a long time. Yeah. So uh, it, it says uh, this is the first time you can use credit cards in any way to buy into World Series events. But it's important to understand credit cards can only be used for participants who register online in advance, meaning you can't just show up at the World Series and you say, hey, charge us on my card, which is stupid, but that's that's the rule. Uh, and I'll explain why in a second. Participants will also need to register online and complete the process, including payment with a credit card at least 72 hours prior to the event start when using the process for the first time. But after the first time, then you can do it with, uh, with less notice. Now, uh, let me tell you about the fees. I have some issue with these fees, by the way. Some of them I do, some of them I don't. For the credit cards, you will be charged a 2.95% fee to use a card and a $3 processing fee. Uh, you will also – now, if you don't use the credit card, if you use uh, any other method such as a, a bank transfer or uh, – or, or, or whatever. There's, there's, I think that's the only other method. Yeah, I think it's a bank transfer, the other one. But there will be a three a $3 processing fee added on to each transaction. So it will be th- the $3 you pay no matter what. The 2.95% is for credit cards only. Now, the credit card fees I understand because if they don't charge you credit card fees, then they have to eat the 3%. They're basically uh, passing along the fee that's uh, is costing them to you for the 2.95%. Kind of odds, can I get Justin Bonomo? Charges his entries and then won't take a picture if he wins because of the two <laughs> Yeah, so I, I understand that, and that's a very common thing. Where where if you pay online, even with uh, even like with the IRS, if you pay them, you have to pay a processing fee. I think it's even less. It's less than two point nine five. It's two point something, but it's very common to have a two point something fee or three percent fee for use of a credit card. That that's very common. But what is kind of bs in my opinion is the three dollar processing fee because i can understand that the three percent because if you think like fifteen hundred dollars three percent of that is is forty five dollars so i i can see they don't want to eat that much out of each buy-in when people use credit cards which would be a very popular method otherwise but the three dollar processing fee come on they make so much money do they really have to take a three dollar processing fee now they make sure to let you know that the world series of poker is not making money for any of this that they said that these are paid to a third party that are processing this, and that the WSOP is not making a penny on any of these fees, which I believe. But that does not mean the World Series can't choose to eat those fees. Now, they, they shouldn't have to eat the credit card fee. I fully understand that. When I heard they're taking credit cards, I thought, okay, I bet there's a fee, and if they do, I understand. But the $3 processing fee for the, uh, the funds transfer is ridiculous. $3 they can eat. Really, three dollars they can eat uh, just just to make the process easier. This this also helps them because it it speeds up the process on their. Well, is there end. a chance that that money is going to pay the third party processor? No, it is the pro- the processor is charging them, and then they're charging you. But I'm saying they should just take it as a cost of doing business. Like uh, technically, they're paying the cashier, the the employee that's uh, that's taking your your buy in. They're not charging you that fee. I, mean, I think you're picking bones. I think you know more, but I, in general. Most people would be unlike you, and they would look at it and either have a problem with wasting an extra forty-five dollars and just say, "I'll pay in cash." It wouldn't be the three-dollar fee. That no, no, no. I'm not. Say, I'm not saying it would stop people. I'm saying it's stupid. It's petty. Like they, well, three, it's petty. Three, selling a Gatorade for seven dollars. Yes, yes. I mean, all of it's petty. But it's, it's also weird because it, may, it actually may discourage people if there's a fee. Some people just don't want to pay any fees. Why are they only men as cocktail servers? <laughs> Tell me that. Why are they only men? 
Is it Except only for men? like one or two? I've old seen women. A, I've seen a few women. But have you ever seen as many men serving drinks at the World Series? I've never thought of it before, but you're right. Yeah, and it's always like a weird European accent. It is. Maybe they busted out playing online poker, and now they came from Europe and they have to sell drinks to get out of slavery. Remember the one in in the video of Mikeon saying yes when he won that hand, and he like yes. he, he had like a real funny look on his face, and Mikeon was yeah. doing that. That was another yeah. weird male uh, cocktail server. So. Yeah, I, I think that at some point they have to say we're not going to recover every penny we spend here. Like they, it's okay if someone's registering for the World Series where you're going to make all kinds of money on them. It's okay to eat three dollars so they can speed up the whole thing because it does save them money when people use this thing. So I can understand not wanting to eat forty-five dollars. Fine, that makes sense. But to eat three dollars, they should. They they don't have to recover every penny spent. I mean, what's next? They're going to charge us to use the bathrooms. They're going to charge us to. Uh, uh, you know, in Mexico, if you go to the uh, the strip clubs or even some of the restaurants, they have a guy in there that charges you for squares of toilet paper. Really? I, I mean, I, this was a long time ago, but when I was in, I think it was Puerto Nuevo, uh, eating a nice lobster restaurant. Yeah, they don't have toilet paper in the bathroom. Well, no, no, I, that I've seen because, like, when I was in in uh, Indonesia, I think, or Thailand, one of these places, they maybe both. I'd go to the bathroom, and yeah, there was no toilet paper there, and there was a guy who'd hand it to you. But he didn't charge yeah. you for it. What he would do is he would hand you, and then you'd have to negotiate with him to get more if you think you'd need more. So, like, I, my stomach would be, like, really hurting from something I ate from some kind of street vendor. Well, you're in Indonesia, Jeff. I know. So, like, my stomach would be hurting from some kind of street vendor. What is a Jewish boy doing in Indonesia? As a tourist. This well, was, Jakarta's not very safe for was, a white Jewish boy. It, it was boy. safe back in, in those days. It wasn't, not anymore. It, I know. I wouldn't go there today. Yeah. This was in the early 90s. It was fine. So... When I was there, I, I actually like I go there and the guy hand me like three squares. I go, uh-uh, that's not going to work for for what I'm feeling here. So, and I'm going to tell you another thing. I don't think you should even consider going to the Bahamas, with the way the climate is and and who knows what's going on out there. I think you're just safe, sticking around your cruise ship ports and. and- <laughs> Your secret locations. I'll tell you something. I was adventurous with. Like, I, I do like to see the w- real way people live, and I'll take the risk to like go in places that are not for the tourists. So, like, a, like in, when I was in Jamaica last, I actually asked the tour guide to take me around to just the uh, Kingston. No, it wasn't Kingston. It was Ocho Rios. But I asked them to just take me around to where the people live. I said I want to just see the the real city, the real Jamaica. I don't want to just go to the tourist places. And so he took me around to those places. And I was like, I hung up by some river where they hang out, and like I was, I was like the only white person there. Wow. But I, want, I wanted to see it. Well, when you come to Vegas for the WSOP, I'll take you to Naked City. <laughs> you know where that is? No. That's the area. Uh, go ahead and Google it. It actually has its own Wikipedia page. That's considered the area of Las Vegas behind the stratosphere. Oh, that's it's awful. It's called Naked City. I know that area. I've been there the plenty re- of times. It's yeah. Terrible. Yeah, it's, it's one of the worst areas in Vegas. Yeah. It's, it, it's a terrible area. There's a lot of strip clubs, like really ghetto strip clubs over there, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow, getting back to what you were saying, uh, you take issue with the $3 fee. Um, but not, I guess but, I can go either way on but not, it. I but mean, not the credit card fee. That makes sense. And yeah. the, the reason the credit card fee makes sense, for those of you that are wondering, anytime there's like a, a transaction where the place is collecting cash for something and they really expect all the cash, uh, it's different than like a supermarket that's selling something where they have uh, – um, a high enough markup on the price, they just eat the credit card. Something where cash is being given. So if you think of a tournament, 
you're giving them cash, and the cash is then being forwarded to the winners. Now they're they're taking out their piece for their profit, but but uh, it can make sense if they determine that the tournament fee is such and such that they want all the tournament fee, and they don't want uh, the tournament fee minus what your credit card takes out. So the, those type of things, just like paying the IRS, the IRS wants the full amount you owe them, not the full amount minus what they have to pay the credit card company. So that's where you're always going to be charged a credit card fee. Where whereas. Uh, so that's why it makes sense the credit card fee. I just I just don't like the three dollar processing. Is there fee. even a scenario that it would be worth using the fee? Because I'm trying to think in my head of offers uh, that you know you could maybe yes. get, but I don't think there, there, there's there, anything there, you could really get spending fifteen hundred that would give you. Well, if you need to run up a credit card. And, and, and uh, like with the credit card bonus hoarding things, you'll often get 10% or more or sometimes 20% in value of what the bonus they give you versus what you have to spend. Now, hold on. And lastly, do you know factually if this is charged as a purchase, it's not going to be a cash advance, correct? I'm pretty sure it'll be a purchase. That's why they're charging you the uh, – the, the, reason the, the reason I think it's a purchase is because of the 2.95% fee because if they charge it as a cash advance, then you're the one paying the fee. That's- so what's this to say that you don't charge maybe $10,000 in advance – and then withdraw from them and get the basically a ten thousand dollar loan for two two hundred ninety dollars. Because I think you can't. I think they're going to pay back to your credit card if you do. Oh, that's my oh. guess. I mean, it's a, I believe it's a purchase. I don't believe it's a cash advance. That's why. Because if it's a cash advance, then you're the one paying all the credit card fees. That's why it's right. the cash advance fees. Where if it's a purchase, the merchant pays it. All right, makes sense. So, so, so let's see. Refunds. I'm reading this right here. Refunds. Anyone who registers an event but chooses not, not to play may get a refund at the WSOP registration cage on site uh, up to the start time of event. Participants who don't end up traveling out to an event they register for should email whatever to request uh, necessary paperwork to get a refund. Uh, refunds will be issued for the buy-in event. So it doesn't say where it'll be, but it'll be back to the credit card. And uh, it doesn't say if you'll get your fee back. Also, that's a good question. Uh, so anyway, just remember, if you want to pay with your credit card, you can do it and pay the fee if you want, but make sure you do it through this online system. Don't show up there and say, I want to charge it on my card. They won't let you. You have to do it through the online system. So uh, with, that, with the Total Rewards Visa, it still wouldn't be worth it, huh? What would, what would the RC – Oh, no, 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 no. Do you no, think no, no, you'd no. get three times no, for, like you should for no, using – No, no. I, I doubt you'll get that because it's charged by a third party. It's charged by Oh, yeah, okay, you're, and you're right. I'm sorry. You did say that. In fact, some, uh, like you always have to watch out when you're like getting – for certain merchants, you're getting uh, a certain percentage of your credit card back. If, if, if you're – like a good example, if you're – let's say you're getting miles back for special bonuses for airline charges. Well, let's say you buy the internet when you're flying on the airline. You're not going to get the bonus on that purchase because it's going to be charged by GoGo Internet or some third-party provider. All right, but I thought you said that if we lie to them, they give it to us for free. Yes, but uh, sucks. Yeah, they, they can. Yeah. But yeah. so anyway, if you want if you want to do this, go to either com slash registration or you can go directly to bravopokerlive.com slash venues slash WSOP. You may wonder, am I going to do it? What do you think, Brandon? Am I going to do this or am I going to stick to Absolutely the old Absolutely not. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it because of the credit card fees. And even if the credit card fees weren't there, you wouldn't do it just because of the three dollars. Just because of a matter of principle. You're correct. You I wouldn't do it. I know you wouldn't do it. And not only that, I'm, I'm a little fearful of this, quote, fast pass line. That I first- would do it if it was $3. You know why I would do it? Because I do have credit cards in which I can make that 
plus EV. Oh, of course. If I could charge on my credit card and there was no credit card fee, of course I'd do No, it. but I'm saying I would still pay the $3 if it was just $3. Oh, no. That's what I'm saying. If it was just $3, yes. then it's I would – It's ironic because you're complaining about the $3. No, no, no. But, that, but that's like a personal decision where you're, where you're eating something you don't like in order to get a greater gain. But here right. you're, you're not gaining here. Right. I think it would be great. I, I've of course it would be. years why they don't let you do that. Well, no, I, I know why they won't let you do it because they'll lose money. They'll lose yeah. a lot of money. Like I have a credit card that just gives me two percent direct cash back, so that would be the, at a fifteen hundred dollar event. That's thirty dollars right there, so I'd make twenty seven on the whole thing. I'd be I'd be thrilled to get a twenty seven dollar refund for every. Well, event then there's interest. cards like Chase Freedom, where sometimes they'll give you like you know three percent back for you know or just you know whatever. Well, it would never like it would that. never be for this category, but yeah, you always get. I have a two percent for everything card, so. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, some people do want to do the credit card though because. Either maybe they want to run it up for some bonus whoring thing, or maybe that they don't have the cash to enter right now. They just prefer to put it on credit. Yeah, I, but the bonus whoring, I don't think, again, I can't think of any bonus that would be oh, higher than the fee that you're paying. Oh, no, I, I can't easily. So a lot of times, what do you mean you can't think of it? Like, sometimes you have to charge like $3,000, you get a $400 bonus. So that's totally worth it. Oh, okay. You're, okay. Let me rephrase. I can't think of anything that I have without any new offers. Right. Meaning, like, you know, as a as a current customer. Yeah, no, as, you know, as right as your as your as your regular uh, as your regular uh, categories yeah. as far as being paid on your credit card. No, if it's a new credit card where you get some right. kind I of could sign see up someone bonus. opening a, a variety of different cards and using that as a purpose to get to the amount that you need yes. to charge to get whatever. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. So there, I mean, there's there's cheaper ways to do it, and if, if you uh, have ways of making that happen, but if if this is really your only way to run up the credit card. And you're going to play at the World Series anyway, then that's not a bad thing to do necessarily. But you are, you are giving giving up like forty five dollars per uh, fifteen hundred yeah. spent. So I just want to make you guys aware of that. And I think it's it's fine. They have this option. I am skeptical still that this quote fast pass line is really going to be that fast. There there could be logistical issues. You know how they are. There's always fail. So it's possible it'll be okay. But whenever they introduce something new at the World Series, there's always glitches. So I, I wouldn't count on that you're going to sign up for this and then just breeze into the fast path line and get your stuff real fast. Maybe you will. Maybe they'll do a great job. But I also would not be surprised at all if when the, the first few days of the World Series, that line is a freaking disaster. Or if they have uh, computer problems. You know how it is there. Listen, they, i got to go to my party real fast. Can I be right back? Yeah. Northern California guy, you still with us? Is, is the dog unhappy saying, what are you doing? Why are you, why are yeah, you on the radio? Kind of. You know, I, I'm wondering now. We haven't heard from him in a while. Uh, he's playing five dollars a hand. That Traderuski could be stuck a small or a small fortune right now if he hasn't hit a four of a kind. Traderuski, can we have an update real fast? Uh oh, Traderuski, that's bad. I, I'm here. No, I'm here. I was on mute. Are you stuck like a hog? No, I'm back up in the room. Just a little action. No. No uh, four of a kinds though. No four of a kinds, but they're going to be coming. So. How much do we lose? Seven seven thousand. No, seven hundred. I mean, seven hundred. All right. But Katie will still be eating Whole Foods tomorrow. I hope it's not going to affect her dietary plans. Whole Foods is good. She's stacked. She's uh, she's stacked up for the week. Okay, so go to your party. Uh, I'll be right back. Brandon's going to his party.
know, I, I wonder why we have such an old demographic for the show, and then I play things like this, it all makes sense. All right, let's see what the next topic is. Why do I always lose my agenda? Why? Once a show, every time I lose an agenda, I, I thought this time I was not going to lose the agenda, and I lost the agenda. Why? And then I, I see... Oh. Well, it's a T-Mobile T- T- Stadium, right? Oh, that's... <laughs> that that must be uh, Brandon's dog unhappy about uh, being thrown aside for radio, having uh, her party ignored. See, we have Marty trolling the radio thread. He says, nine users browsing this thread, and then he sarcastically says, thousands of radio listeners. Marty, let me explain something here. First of all, I've said before, we don't have thousands of live listeners. I've never said that once. You'll never find a clip of me saying we have thousands of live listeners. We don't. Uh, most of the listeners come in the archives, and that's because, unlike you, Marty, most people who listen to the show are working individuals who cannot stay up till 11 Pacific time or 2 a.m. Eastern time or even uh, middle-of-the-night European time to listen to this show live, or, or they have other things going on. They've got to be with their spouse, uh, family, whatever. So they listen when they can listen. They listen when they have time to listen, which is at their own leisure in the archives. Uh, also, people are not browsing the radio thread because there's nothing going on there. The interaction in the radio, as far as the during the show, occurs in the chat room. You'll see there's a lot more than nine people. But... Uh, yeah, there really are about a thousand listeners total between all the different methods it's listened to. And I, I do have a little trouble determining that exactly because there are some ways I cannot tell how many listeners we have, but it's at least a thousand. It could be a little more. It's not, it's not several thousand, I'd know that, but uh, um, it's at least a thousand. And it's a lot more than any show you've done. I'll say that too. And <laughs> Brittany Griner's clip saying, Marty, have you checked the call to listen line data? Up, up, up. That, that's true. 22,000 minutes were listened to on that line in April. 22,000 minutes. It's a lot of minutes that line's being used. It's not, uh, that line is not going to waste. And that line, it's never busy. You could just call it and it just, it just fills up. Speaking of call it, nobody's called me tonight. I think we've had no callers. What's going on with that? We usually have like inundated with phone calls. Okay, if you want to call, it's uh, 775-FRAUD55, 775-372-8355, or 702-430-1808. I looked at the ratings tonight. They're fine. It's not like we have nobody listening. It's just uh, we have shy people tonight. Uh, usually there's so many calls, I just ignore a number, a number of them because I feel it'll disrupt the show. But uh, this time, we have no callers. Sometimes it scares me, like maybe there's a problem. Oh, right, here we go. Caller, you on the air. Hey, what's up? And who might this be? Yeah, I was listening on the call to listen line. Just want to let you know. It's a great thing. Oh, thank you. So who is this? This is Danzo. Danzo. Okay, well, I'm glad you enjoy the call to listen line. And I, I agree it's a great thing. And it's it's something that uh, I even utilize when I'm, I'm walking my 11-year-old dog and doing other things that... Uh, I just kind of say, I, I just I wonder what's going on in Poker Fraud Radio now. I wonder what I'm talking about right now, and I, and I call up and listen. Yeah, we're 
I, I work in a factory and my my data doesn't come through very well, so the the call to listen line works perfectly. Yeah, many reasons for it. If in a factory, uh, don't want to waste your your data, don't have data, uh, just want an easy BS way to listen. Many good listeners. Well, okay, thank you, Danzo. Is that, is that all you wanted to call in to say? Yeah, just want to say I appreciate the show. Keep doing a good job. All right, thank you, Danzo. I appreciate it. All right, have a good night. Bye. Yeah, I know Danzo uh, is a regular listener and told me he's listened to pretty much all the shows we've had. Another call to listen line fan. Okay, let's, let's see what else we got here that... Uh, Brandon uh, may or may not want to talk about. Our last uh, poker gambling Las Vegas topic is about Las Vegas and the T-Mobile Arena. The T-Mobile Arena, if you follow my Twitter, you saw a picture I posted of it. It opened recently. Uh, They may have uh, hockey in there pretty soon, NHL hockey. Does anybody know if that's a done deal? Is there going to be professional hockey for sure in uh, NHL in uh, that center or not? You know, I've been wondering about that. Were they talking about moving a team there, or do you think they were talking about adding expansion teams? I, I'm not even sure of that either. I haven't followed it that closely. Maybe the chat room can – let me tell you. They're just Google it. Produce the show during the show. NHL team, T-Mobile Arena. Let's see. It says – no, I guess it's not decided yet. It, it, because it was, I haven't heard of any teams that like want to move. You yeah, know, like I, I had football. Either, I've yeah. heard about the Raiders that want to move, but I haven't heard about any hockey teams that are like. Yeah, I guess they're looking for an expansion team, but uh, yeah, they're they're trying to make it. Uh, they they built it with that in mind when they built it. They were they built it in mind with uh, for hockey, and then they use it for other things. So I, I guess there's no team for sure that's coming yet, but. I know somebody who went to the T-Mobile Arena very recently for a Billy Joel concert. And as you might imagine, Billy Joel, who released his first major song before I was born, which was Piano Man in 1971, uh, he attracts an older crowd. There's some younger people that like him, but for the most part, it's people over 60. And uh, this person went to this concert, and I'm not even sure if they sat in these seats or if just they noticed these seats and went up there to take a look. But uh, the nosebleed seats, the high seats at T-Mobile Arena are really, really scary. And I'll tell you what happened there. I'll tell you what happened at that Billy Joel concert. Let me tell you a tale about a Billy Joel concert in Las Vegas in April 2016 at the new T-Mobile Arena, which opened to much fanfare. We had many uh, old people showing up, some over 60, some over 70, and many of them were on a fixed budget. Many old people no longer working regular jobs are subsisting on social security or maybe their savings or retirement accounts and they can't spend a lot of money to sit in the front row of a Billy Joel concert but they like Billy Joel and they like Las Vegas and they want to attend a Billy Joel concert in the new T-Mobile arena he says, Son, can you play 
So they go to their nosebleed seats that they purchased, only to find that it is very, very steep to go up the stairs or go down the stairs there. There is an elevator to get up there, but once you're there and you have to go to your seat, you either have to walk down a very, very steep staircase where you're holding onto the rail for dear life because you're worried one false step and you're going to tumble down and break a hip. Or going up the stairs, you feel the burn. And I'm not talking about Bernie Sanders. You feel the burn in your legs and your old rickety legs as you try to get up this steep staircase that you can't imagine exists in a new arena. But it doesn't end there. Once you're safely at your seat and you want to cheer on Billy Joel playing Piano Man and other timeless hits, you stand up from your seat and you look down at the stage on the ground level. And suddenly you get the head rush. You've stood up and you feel like you're going to fall over. You feel like you're looking straight down at a sheer cliff. Because the view down there is so steep. It gives the illusion, like, when you stand up, you're going to fall over and and fall to your death. And some of these old people actually fell over. Not fell over the side. None of them died. But some of them fell down from the shock of what they saw when they stood up. I'm not even kidding. This really happened there. Because it's that steep. Now, if you want to see what I'm talking about... You should go to my Twitter, which is twitter.com slash Todd Wittellis. That's Todd, W-I-T-T-E-L-E-S. And you will see the view from the top. And it is as steep as it looks. The seats are as cramped as it looks. The staircase is as steep as it looks. I was told that people going up and down those stairs, especially down, were holding onto the handrail for dear life. They weren't just casually walking down the stairs. They were holding the handrail the whole way as if they they let go, that they will tumble to their final destination. A lot of these elderly people who attended Billy Joel, I'm not talking about people over 80 or 90, I'm talking about people over 60, were very, very disappointed with the nosebleed seating the T-Mobile Arena found the whole thing very unnerving and surprising now it's true that if they are holding concerts there for bands that typically attract 25 year olds it would probably be a better situation but the question is why have it like that this is a new arena they should have kept this in mind when they built it to not make it so steep and so uh, unnerving when you stand up But it's all about the almighty dollar. They're trying to pack in as many seats as possible because each seat is worth a lot of money. In these arenas, they learn that the more seats they pack in, the more money they make by a wide margin. So the days of having spacious, comfortable seats at these arenas is over. Maybe in the very, very expensive areas, but in most of the arenas, you're going to find very cramped seats. Even in Staples Center in Los Angeles, in the nice seats, I found that the seats are kind of cramped. So if you ever go to T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas to see the hockey team that may or may not be there or the NBA team that may or may not be there, even the NFL team that may or may not be there, or a concert, and you get those cheap nosebleed seats, just be careful, take care, because I don't want to hear about 
losing yet another listener. We've already lost three in the past year. I don't want this to be the reason we lose four. And while I'm very sad that our esteemed legend Godfather Delaware passed away on March 30th, 2016, I'm glad that he never had to suffer the horror of the nosebleed seats in the T-Mobile arena. God bless you, Delaware, and God bless anyone who goes to the T-Mobile arena. Was that a touching piece? I hope it was. But yeah, this is a serious story there. Like, uh, these reports that were given to me, I was told them firsthand by someone who was right there and witnessed all this. And when I saw the picture, I was like, wow, that is pretty steep. And you may laugh at it. You may say, ha, 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 you know, getting uh, vertigo from uh, from stadium seating. How stupid. Well, no. I mean, you're older. You, you're not as sure-footed as you used to be. You, you jump up to cheer for uh, Billy Joel, and, and you just get the sensation that there's this cliff ahead of you, and it's so steep, and you, it just looks like a sheer drop down to the bottom. It's it, I can see it. You, you, don't walk, you don't walk staircases in your house like this. So this is a case, I think, of going too far to pack too many things in there, to pack too many seats. Yep. Hey, Druff, who were the other two? Because I remember the guy that used to go to the Yam or something, that guy. But who was the third one? Well, I'm sorry. I'm, oh, go to what? Who I missed the it. third one that passed away? Oh, uh, we, we lost uh, David Koenig. We lost uh, Kate, who is a, uh, a U.K. listener, and, and then uh, Delaware. All right, Kate, Kate yeah. the UK one, I guess. Yeah, we even had a free roll in her honor. The, the, the chat room didn't oh, like. That's right, that's the chat room got got mad about the uh, the music. They didn't like the Billy Joel in the background. They said, uh, "I am Greek, who's even in the right age group to appreciate it." He said, uh, "Suck balls, turn off music." Frank Rizzo is gonna. I bet he'll start a campaign about this. He said, uh, "This is well, he's anno- very adamant." He said, "This is annoying." And real no name yet. When I said, "Was this a, a touching tribute?" He said, "No." And when and real talk said, "What the fuck is this?" I, what did I, you play? I played uh, I played Billy Joel's Piano Man as I did a, a tribute to the uh, the steep seating at T-Mobile Arena. Oh. So I, I guess you were at your uh, your doggy birthday party. And I'm going to send you a picture in a second. Oh. So you can verify it. I, I believe it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What else. Okay, so let, let's get to the general topics. Uh, the, the female Ghostbusters, they released a trailer in March, and somehow I didn't find it until two months later. Seems like we're kind of lacking content tonight. We are. It's not even midnight, and we're already at the uh, general topics. Yeah, I was I was looking around for topics, and I go, wow, this is just a light week as far as topics. Well, some weeks there's just not a lot of fraud in the world of poker. Yeah, there wasn't much of anything this week. but uh, So the Ghostbusters, they call this... Uh, uh, a reboot. A reboot. But the will. weird thing is the trailer starts off making it sound like it's a sequel. So this trailer, I'll play it here. So it starts out looking promising. Like I like the very, very beginning of the trailer. It's, so they're playing like kind of a modified version of the Ghostbusters song. It says 30 years ago. And they're showing New York where it took place. Four scientists saved New York. So you're thinking this is going to be like a sequel. This summer, so th- it's totally like building up. You're hearing the Ghostbusters music. You're seeing pictures. I like of New York. it with the, what do they call that uh, on the piano? Those higher keys. 
There's like a word for it, but I, I like the beginning of the Yeah, I liked it. Too. I liked it. Like, it's good music. It's, a, it's it's building up to 30 years ago. They saved New York, and it sounds like they're going to say, okay, and now 30 years later, the problem's back, whatever. Like, that would have been kind of cool. That's, that's not really how it goes. Then they show even a kind of cool picture of of the subway of someone spray painting a picture of a ghost in a red uh, line, the circle and line around it, the symbol of the Ghostbusters from 84, the original. So this, the first 30 seconds of this trailer were good, and then it just completely falls apart. This is a new team. We'll answer the call. Now that's what's, that's already false because this is supposed to be, this movie's about like, as if all this stuff from the past never happened. It's supposed to be like, this is the first time they were encountering ghosts or having Ghostbusters or anything like that. So it's not supposed to be 30 years ago this happened. I don't know why they put that. Even I even heard one of the stars was unhappy about that. It's a class four apparition. It's okay. She seems peaceful. My name is Erin Gilbert, doctor of particle physics. At- so, so the character played by uh, Kristen Wiig... Uh, who said it's supposed to be like a doctor of particle physics just got slimed by a ghost. Listen to this witty line that came She out. like the Egon character? Yeah, kind of. So here's and she's like supposed to be like the only normal character too. So here's here's the here comes the uh the witty line that follows being slimed like this. That stuff went everywhere, by the way, in every crack. Very hard to wash off. That that's supposed to be funny. In every crack. Like, ah, she she got it in her vagina. Every crack. Ah, ha, ha, ha. No. I, once I saw that, I'm like, oh god, this is not gonna look good. We have dedicated our whole lives to studying the paranormal. Now there's sightings all over the city. There are people out there that need our help. So they they actually they showed like a radiation symbol on one of the pieces of equipment with a heart in the middle. Why would there be a heart? In the middle of a radiation symbol, because it's women, it's supposed to be that cute. I don't even know, but the one you just heard talking. Uh, there's four women in this, and and this one is uh, uh, there's a, a fat white one. There's Kristen Wiig, kind of like the normal forty something year old. There's uh, uh, Kate McKinnon, who's that lesbian from Saturday Night Live, who played Hillary Clinton on those uh, ske- sketches. And then there's the uh, like this tall, sassy black woman, who's who's I guess kind of uh, the Winston Zeddemore from the old one, but but much more like in your face and and uh, stereotypically black than like Winston Zeddemore is just kind of just a black guy who happened to be the fourth Ghostbuster. So it, it goes on with a lot of just really lame gimmicks and and jokes that are not funny at all, and the whole thing just looks stupid. Holtzman, you're a brilliant engineer. Aaron, no one's better at quantum physics than you. We can provide a real service. So this is a funny moment. She she touches a hot thing. We can provide a service. Ow, that's hot. Like it's it's not funny. It's not funny. Is, is it funny to watch uh, someone accidentally touch a hot piece of equipment and burn their fingers or talking? No, it's it's not funny. I don't even understand, like, why are you supposed to laugh at that? Why, why is it comical? It's a, there's physical comedy where, where someone will, will trip over something or knock something down. and At the right moment, if played the right way, it can be very funny. This, this didn't look funny at all. This is just someone touches a piece of hot equipment as they're talking. It's, it's, like, I, I kind of feel like the whole movie is going to be things like that, where they think it's creating a funny moment, but it's not at all. 
I'm joining the club. You guys are really smart about this science stuff, but I know New York. And I can borrow a car from my uncle. So the Ghostbusters vehicle is a hearse. Isn't that funny? The, the black woman guy, the big uh, sassy black woman guy. The sassy one. Yeah, the sassy one. And, and not only that, but uh, what's so funny is this, was, this whole production from start to finish was supposed to be all about feminism and girl power. And, uh, you know, there's so many women on, on, on the crew and, and it stars women. And all, all, a lot of the uh, the politically correct uh, left wingers are applauding this. Well, guess what? Now those same people are attacking the movie because they made the three scientists, the three educated smart people, the white women, and the uh, the street smart person with no education is the black one, who who also acts like a stereotypical black woman, as you'll hear for the rest of the. But trailer. you're saying that they're saying inferring that black people aren't smart. Yeah, they're inferring that black people are not smart or educated, and and also that they're loud and obnoxious. Like uh, this is like the if, if you can think good. of the stereotypical loud and obnoxious, uneducated but street smart black woman, th- this is the the role. So they're saying, what the hell? Like uh, <laughs> the same. Well, that's people- what they used to say about that show, Good Times, with Kid Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. But but at least in good times the the white people weren't d- depicted as being better than them. It was just it was just all they black used to people. Say that he was a bad. Well, right. You know, well, that's actually why Esther Raleigh left the show and why Jan- yes. John Amos left the show is because they felt that uh, it, it it changed from a show about uh, issues about blacks living in the ghetto of Chicago to just a, a farce of uh, JJ acting stupid, which was true to some degree. Whatever happened to his career after that? Uh, not much. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, oh. Did you want to? Sorry. sorry. I'll let you. I'll let you. Next time. Okay. So that, that's supposed to be another funny scene that they 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 all they all pull up in their car in their Ghostbusters gear. Let's go. Let's go. Let, oh, oh, who's gonna say that first? You? Me? Oh, okay. You say it first next time. Okay. Let's go. Okay. That's not funny either. Like that's uh, none of these things are, are funny scenes. None, none of them work. None of them are even slightly funny. I didn't even like slightly chuckle or chuckle inside. Like none of it was was slightly funny. Like when I heard that that. Nope. Another thing that doesn't really get spoken of that much, I actually – now, it wasn't as good as the original, but I didn't mind. In fact, I actually liked Ghostbusters too. I didn't – I mean, you know, it, it, people are going to say, well, the plot was stupid. I mean, but look, you know, it's Ghostbusters. You're not going to have a uh, – do you remember – do any of you remember Ghostbusters too? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was kind of disappointing, but – But I mean, it's – and movies in general, Druff, as you know – Sequels usually are not ever really as good as a first movie, especially a popular movie, yeah. you know, a blockbuster movie. Um, anyhow, you know, I saw your post uh, on the Poker Fraud Alert uh, fraud forums, and I, 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 I agreed with you. And then I started reading some of the comments, and I kind of got swayed. And I think that critically, it's not going to be a success, and it may even be a failure. But commercially... Uh, it's still going to make money, you know. Nowadays, when you take into account, you know, the money overseas and well, I said that though. You, you, oh, okay. I, I said I, I said that, that I said that I think that that I think even the first post I said that it may make money because of the international market. Where basically, and I know the euros are going to get mad at me for saying this, but outside of don't the, insult that belly buster. Out, he runs our outside problem. of the belly buster, it doesn't apply to you. But outside the U.S., a lot of 
moviegoers will watch any big U.S.-based production, even if it's crap, just because it's from the U.S. For some reason, they think any major U.S. film is worth watching, where, where in the U.S., if a film sucks and the word gets around it sucks, the people just don't go. So, I mean, like in, uh, I think it was 2000 and, no, I'm sorry, 1994, 95, remember the movie uh, Con Air? That won Best Picture somewhere in Europe. Well, Con Air wasn't bad, though. But it's not going to win no best picture. No, but it was an okay film. I, I liked the film. Yeah, it wasn't bad. That's what was a, the name of the John Malkovich villain? I don't remember that. Cyrus the Virus. Oh, Cyrus the Virus, that's right, yeah. <laughs> and what about, uh, remember the guy in the cage? Uh, no. I remember it him. Was, I don't remember uh, him. What's his name? It was uh, Steve uh, Buscemi. Yeah, Steve Buscemi. Uh, I remember his, his character name. name. Garland, Garland Greer. Oh, okay, <laughs> Remember yeah. him? He was so yeah, yeah. bad they had to put him with this contraption. With, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the uh, the film had a $154 million budget, so it's not a, It's kind of a medium big budget film. It's not like a huge budget, but it's also not small. So it, it's got to do decently overseas to break even, but it probably will. Like I, If I had to bet, would it, is it going to lose money? I would say no. I would say it's, it's probably going to make money just because it's got the Ghostbusters and name. If it makes $75 million in the U.S., which it will... That alone will guarantee it makes money. Yes, yes. So, so I, but, but, but I'm not really talking about managing to more than break even thanks to overseas, and and uh, I, I'm just talking about the, the the quality of the movie. It just it just seems like it sucks. It's just not. It does. It's not funny. What it's attempts sad to be funny we had to wait this many years, and it's not even going to be that great. It looks like. No, I think it's going to be terrible. Actually, that's that's yeah. what I'm thinking. It's not well, even just going to be like a uh, not as good as the first one. I think it's going to be terrible. And I think what's sad is I think that they just didn't understand what was good about the first one. They didn't understand. They should have just made a remake with the original guys long ago, before Ivan Reitman died. Yeah, it, it's. It, I feel like with this, and also with the recent vacation movie they made last year they just didn't understand the source material they didn't understand I thought that was kind of funny no i i, I thought it was i mean it, you can't i mean you're comparing eras like you're never going to you know be able to remake that no i understand 80s. i understand you have to, you have to change some things over time you can't make the same movie 30 years later but but unfortunately i think with a lot of these remakes they misunderstand what was so beloved about the film in the first place so like with the vacation i think they went too far with, with the gross-out humor, thinking that that by itself is funny, where the the original had very little of that, and when what little they did have was well done. Like when uh, when when Chevy Chase, you know, he was accidentally ate the uh, the sandwich with the dog pee on it because he was paying attention to, to to Christy Brinkley. That that was funny that he's not really paying attention to what he's doing, and then he's uh, he, he's he's eating a sandwich that uh, the dog peed on. I liked it when Aunt Edna died, and they put her on top of the yeah, and, and then Aunt Edna also died, when they said when they said that there's pee on the sandwich, and it does like paused for a second, shrugged her shoulders, and kept eating. Like that's all kind of funny, but but like just just. In the, in the newer one, just the the gross out stuff, it was just stuff that was gross but not funny, and that's what I've like. The, it seemed like they weren't understanding the reason these things were funny thirty years ago, and I see with gross with Ghostbusters, they're also not understanding the humor from that movie and trying to replicate it in a stupid way, and and uh, I, I kind of felt like watching it, and and you know some of these actresses have a Saturday Night Live background. I, I kind of felt like I was watching a Saturday Night Live skit. That wasn't a, like a not a good not a good one either. Like a bad Saturday Night Live skit. I kind of felt like I was watching there. Like one I wonder really, what that Bill Murray has to say about that. Is he has he been showing support behind the film? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen either way. I thought he I, made th- a, I think he is, and I think he's making a cameo. Yeah, he's making a cameo, but I hadn't heard if he if he's happy with it or not. 
Trader Ruski, is that you? Yeah, that, that's him. How are you doing? I am. He, has it improved? Are you less than 700 down now or more? Or what's going on? No, I'm getting out. I stopped a while ago. Well, Take get back down there. Don't no, them, no, 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 yeah. Oh, I was on mute because I was eating some chips and salsa. Oh, okay. See, I'm the only one who doesn't eat here. People, you know, people make fun of me for for eating five meals at life at the bike at once, and people uh, uh, make comments about my weight. But the funny thing is that I'm the only one who doesn't eat a crumb during uh, the radio show, no matter how long it goes. I eat nothing. In fact, I think if I did more radio, I'd probably be thin. Northern California guy, what is your take on this uh, Ghostbusters reboot? I won't be going to see it. <laughs> so, here, yeah. here, here's here's the rest of the of the of the trailer. It was like a minute. Later. Someone is creating a device that amplifies paranormal activity, and we might be the only ones who can stop it. Holtzman, come on! The hat is too much, right? Is it the wig or the hat? So that's another dumb scene. It's just, you know they're 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 going through some place where there's like uh, little heads uh, and with. Uh, Wigs on them, and it's a wig store. And then uh, the Holtzman, the one that's played by uh, Kate McKinnon, is sitting there herself in the place of one of those heads with with funny hair on. Uh, so is it, Holtzman, why are you doing that? What is the hat too much, or is, is that or the wig? Which one? Like it's stupid. It's not funny. There's a bigger picture at hand here. These ghosts can possess the human form. Now you're showing the the fat woman that she's she's possessed, and now the now the of course the sassy black woman, the tall sassy black woman, she's she's got to slap that ghost right out of her. Oh hell no, the devil is a liar! Oh hell no! Is that the sassy black woman? Yeah, that's uh, that's not stereotypical at all. Oh hell no! That's where it leaves off. That's the see. That's, even that how that's going to leave a mark is stereotypical. That that's it's yeah. It's it's the writing just wasn't good, and and I, I have a feeling that those behind making this really believed all this was hilarious. They really believed this was a, a good film. It was going to be funny. Everyone was like, I, I think everyone was blind to the whole thing, and then we're kind of shocked when this is all released. And now, now I've heard excuses. It's just not a good trailer. The trailer isn't made by the same people who make the movie, which is true. That they just uh, they chose they made a bad trailer. They they chose bad scenes to include. And this has happened before, where the trailer sucks, and then you see the movie, and it's actually fairly good, or even sometimes very good. I've seen that before, but. You would is think, Ray Parker Jr. coming back with the theme this time or no? I, I don't think so. You know he got sued over the theme. Do you know about this? I, no, I didn't know that. He got sued by Huey Lewis in the news for stealing the uh, like background and, and beat of I Want a New Drug. One that won't quit? Yeah. he he. Uh, and, you know, I, I didn't notice it when I heard the two songs back in the 80s, but when I heard about the lawsuit much later, and I listened to it, oh, yeah, I, I guess they are similar. But And... Uh, 
Ray Parker Jr. actually lost. So Huey Lewis uh, did prove that uh, Ray Parker Jr. stole I Want a New Drug and changed it around a little bit to be the Ghostbusters song, which is kind of disappointing because I like the Ghostbusters song. Well, same thing happened with that uh, Vanilla Ice and uh, David Bowie. But that was sampling. That was different. Here is a whole new song that uh, yeah. that was created in, basically in the image of I Want a New Drug, and it was similar enough to where Huey Lewis was able to claim he stole from him. So, yeah, but no... How re- much did it... Did he get a lot of money? I think it ended up being a settlement. I, I, I forgot the exact resolution, but I know that Huey Lewis... Uh, he, he emerged victorious in some way. So... Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a fail, and what I—the reason I think it's going to fail in the U.S.—a uh, few reasons. First of all, the unless the trailer is very misleading, which I don't think it is, I, I think this is the word of mouth is going to be bad. The reviews are going to be bad. The social media discussions of it's going to be bad. And nowadays, it's very hard for films to get around that. When a film has a very bad reputation for basically being a shit film, it's very hard. For it to be successful in the U.S. after that, it's, it's rare these days that there's going to be a critically panned film. Well, I'll, and... I'll wait to hear what uh, Cisco thinks before I see it. <laughs> That's going to be a hard one to wait for. Well, then I'll wait for Ebert. It might be even harder. <laughs> you know, Ebert, he was actually writing reviews when he could no longer talk. He yeah, he, he lost his voice completely, and uh, he was just having to write. But it was like you'd read his writing, and it'd sound like the same old. Uh, Ebert, so it was kind of hard to picture that he was really sick and dying, but uh, but he was. Now, what happens if young Benjamin wakes you up on a Sunday morning with the old dog and he <laughs> says, "Daddy, I want to go see Ghostbusters reboot." Would you say no, Benjamin? It's a fail. We'll wait till we can pirate it. Well, or just I, I no, thirteen dollars and take them. No, I have a good excuse not to. It's not really made for five year olds. It's it, it's too. I think it's too scary and mature for five year olds. So. I was 12 when the first Ghostbusters came out, so that wasn't a problem. I was me. nine. Yeah, so I was still old enough to see it. Nine. But five, if five-year-olds can get scared easily by these things. And anyway, the, I, I think this is going to be... I remember when I was like 14, I saw Pretty Woman. I went home and told my parents <laughs> I saw a movie about a whore. <laughs> what did they say about that? They wanted to know why I was seeing how I got into an R-rated movie when I was 14. No, I did that all the time. They didn't even care. They didn't check. At least back in those days, like nobody cared. But like, that's I, what it was. She was a whore. I know. I got into R rated movies. User. I got into R rated movies when I was twelve, and I was like, I was like, huh. I wonder if they really think I'm seventeen. I didn't look anywhere near seventeen. I just thought uh, hmm, maybe I'm getting away with it. Maybe they think I might be seventeen. They just didn't give a crap. They I saw uh, underage showgirls. Remember that fail movie? Yeah. You weren't uh, under. I think it was like ninety five. You weren't underage then. I was. I no. Yeah, you weren't. was it ninety five. Yeah. No, I take yeah. the under. I'll take the under. Yeah, I'll look. I'll look. I'll look. Don't don't Google. Let me look. I did see it in theater. The worst movie I ever saw, by far and away. I got so bored. Uh, it was a double date. This was in college. I got so bored. I actually went into the lobby with my buddy, and we started playing video games. Started playing. Uh, what's that game you used to be able to play with? They have the gun, and you have to shoot the bad guys. But if you shoot the good guys, you start losing credits. <laughs> yeah, remember I, that game? I remember it. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, like some kind of. Uh, it was Eyes Wide Shut with Tom Cruise. And Nicole. I I don't get it. I seen it. You know, I watched it again on cable years later. It, it, it was preposterous how bad this was. You know, Stanley Kubrick's last movie. Yeah. You know, it, he died before it even got released, and it took like two years to make, which is unheard of in terms of a length of time for uh, 
a movie to be made. What, what movie am I looking up now? Was it called Showgirls? Yeah, Eyes Wide Shut. By the way, Eyes Wide Shut. No, I never saw it. You're not missing much. Yeah, you're right. I, I was so you, 20 you years old. You weren't. Yeah, you weren't underage then. Yeah. Uh, but that was an awful movie too. No, Showgirls. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> and it ruined. I remember it. all the hype about it because it was Elizabeth Berkley from yeah. You know, this good girl from Saved by I the know, Bell. It, it killed her. Gonna, it killed her know, career. Oh God, yeah. Well, you know what? I mean. I don't think did any of them really have like real careers. I mean, I guess out of all of them, I know that uh, Zach Morris, Mark Paul, Gosling, Gosling, yeah. yeah, he I think was on NYPD yes, Blue towards the end. He was, yes. And I don't know what he's done since. The one girl that went crazy, oh, Lark, yeah, she's done like nothing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah she Lark was Lark on Lark. soap operas. Yeah, and then Tiffany or Tiffany Amber Thiessen, she went to nine hundred two one zero, and she kind of became the star of that show, and then she. I think they had a bunch of, uh, like, you know, Hallmark, you know, those tech TV movies. Yeah, and, and Mario Lopez has just been, like, a lot, yeah, of, extra, a, small, a lot of small things. That, yeah. Extra. Yeah, extra. And speech, he had to do, like, a basically a, gun, a GoFundMe account to, like, save his house at one point. <laughs> yeah. He was doing pornos, and then he stabbed somebody in a bar. Did you hear and, about this? Yeah, and you know, you, know, Mr. Be- you know Mr. Belding's gotten really fat. Well, I know about this. Uh, Mr. Belding he, doesn't look good. He, he blocked me on Facebook. Who did? Mr. Belding. Mr. Belding blocked you? Why? He did this on radio. We did? I told you I met him at uh, the star-studded charity tournament at the Golden Nugget. (laughs) And that a couple of my mutual friends became friends with him on Facebook. He came to Karina Jets' Annie Up for Autism uh, tournament. And then I see one day on Facebook that Jeannie and Mr. Belding are talking. Okay, on Facebook, yeah. like you know, they're having a conversation, like a. So I add him, and then he, the motherfucker, he blocks me. Well, why did you do anything to get blocked? Or why did he block you? I just wrote in big capital letters, "Mr. Belding." <laughs> he blocked you for that. Yeah, I, I was, saw that we had mutual friends. I'm surprised he blocked you because, like, he was appearing in everything he could that was Saved by the Bell related. It's not like no, he no. wasn't someone who just like acted like it didn't exist. He, he was uh, that. Yeah, I know. He milked that so he much. Face that character. Uh, I mean. Yeah, he milked that. He, he milked that as much as Tom McAvoy milked his main event win. Uh, let's see. Okay, so his name on Facebook is Dennis Haskins. Oh my God! There's three mutual friends we have: Jeannie, Karina, and another poker friend of mine uh, that we had on the show. Stacy Nutini. I, I wonder if he would add uh, me if I added him. Uh, I mean, it's <clears throat> excuse me, Dennis Haskins. It's just his normal name. I'll just I'll just add him and uh, pretend I don't know about uh, Mr. Belting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's crazy. There's pictures on his Facebook of him uh, at the Golden Nugget. Yeah, that's crazy. So anyway, with Ghost with Ghostbusters, I think it's it's going to be a, a big flop in the in the U.S. I think it's going to be an embarrassment in the U.S. I think it's going to be regarded as a terrible movie. I think when people actually see it, it will be as bad as the trailer appears to be. But then it will it will probably make money because of the overseas market. And, and the video market and everything else that helps. And the merchandising. Yes. Yeah, so, well, I don't, well, I don't think the, the merchandising. Donalds are going to give me a Ghostbusters cup. Yeah, yeah, that type of merchandising. Like, I don't think it will be like action figures people are going to want for this. But I think like, yeah, yeah, something like with, with McDonald's or, or one of these other fast food places that they tie in. I could see that. Does little Ben ever he like a Happy Meal? Do you let him eat that once in a while as a treat? You know, he, I don't think he knows about a Happy Meal. I don't really go to McDonald's. Uh, but he, yeah, he does have other fast food. But – 
What's his favorite fast food? Um, I, it's there's a burger place called The Habit. There's like a small chain in Southern California. He, he but he doesn't that. have like a mainstream one, like a Wendy's or Subway or Burger King or no, no, he outside doesn't. or uh, inside or inside. No, he's got to Wendy's sometimes, but he's okay. But it's not not a big favorite. So is he a picky eater or no? No, he's not, not really. It's just he's a little inconsistent with how much he eats, though. Like it's just. Uh, and even what he'll like, like he he does like a lot of things you wouldn't expect a little kid to like, and and then at the same time he'll sometimes surprise you with something he doesn't like, and well, most people that are, I mean, most young kids that age are finicky with their food. No, but he's not. That's what I'm saying. He's not finicky at all. But then there's like this these random things that sometimes he just doesn't like. I thought you said sometimes he'll surprise you with what he won't eat. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes he'll surprise you when you, given that you expect that he likes so many things, sometimes something that's. Uh, not nearly as exotic as other things he does. Well, like, give me an example. What's something like a, a main staple in food? Like, that like he you'll you'll give him uh, like like a certain type of bread. He'll eat. Oh, I don't like this bread. And there's like nothing oh, wrong with it. It okay. tastes like normal bread. I don't like this bread. But then he'll eat. Uh, he eats olives and all the types of other stuff you want to expect a little kid to eat. So, like, he loves like olives. Olives, olives is one, that's one of his favorite foods. Is olives. He loves Strange. olives. So uh, he loves a whole lot of vegetables too. I, I don't like a whole lot of vegetables. But he does. He likes way more vegetables than I do. Wow. So anyway, uh, though. sounds like he's on the healthy road to having a good diet. No, you want to hear something funny he said to me uh, like two days ago when I had Wendy's? He what said, did he say? "Daddy, Wendy makes junk." <laughs> yeah, yeah, she said that to me. <laughs> I mean, should you really be eating Wendy's right after a hard episode? That wasn't a hard episode. It was a dog carrying episode. Are you healed from that, by the way? You know, uh, like a day and a half ago, I felt a little bit like when I was getting out of bed. It's just it's some kind of muscular problem. If it was a heart problem, I wouldn't be here anymore. I want to say that uh, I think it was BC. Uh, who was uh, who was it that wrote it? Uh, it was to the lyrics of Ice Cube. Today, today was a good day, but it was Druff didn't have to pay a copay. <laughs> and do you remember they had the yeah, words? Yeah. But who who wrote that? Post? I think it was, it was BGC, it was, yeah. I think it, it was. was pretty funny. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, when does Ghostbusters come out, Druff? It's, 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 it's a summer release. I'm not sure the exact date. Are there any other good summer releases? Now, I know that that – I'll tell you one that I'm looking forward to uh, in this household that I live in. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing the new Bourne movie with Matt Damon that was filmed in Vegas. Not looking forward to it because it was filmed in Las Vegas, although that's an added plus. But I actually like those movies, the three of them that Matt Damon was in and not the other uh, – what the hell is his name? Uh, what Do you know the other Bourne guy that he just did one uh, movie? Because Matt Damon refused to do it. Uh, maybe someone in the chat can help me out. But the, the last Bourne movie that came out, it wasn't with – Matt Damon. Or someone Jeremy, the, uh, Jeremy uh, Renner. Jen- Jeremy Renner. There, Trader Ruski. In yep. between the video poker, he lived. Mm, very good. So I didn't like that one, but it's very strange. Trader Ruski, are, are you a Born fan? Yeah, it was good. I think it's, it's one of the few films where I actually think there's three of them. This will be the fourth with Matt Damon. I guess there'll be five, uh, counting the Jeremy Renner one. But I think it's very rare in the sense that they've kind of gotten better. Like, I think the second one was better than the first. I thought the third one was the best of the series. So, it, it, it which is very strange with movies. Now, Trader Ruski, as a fellow Bourne fan, do you kind of agree with that sentiment? I thought they were all good. 
Now, are you sitting doing radio? Is that $700 on your mind? Are you sitting there kind of steaming a bit? Or just not even a thing? Well, 700 don't even worry. Not at all. It's all wow. good. It's just the beginning of the trip. I hit a couple of baseball games on the way here with the oh, book, so plus 300 on the day. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, good. All right. All righty. Insisting off a bit. Uh, so I think, I know they're making, this is going to be another fail. I don't even know how they can justify it except for the running out of ideas. But Druff, they're supposedly, or not supposedly, but they're making another Independence Day. Yeah, I heard about that. Now, Will Smith isn't going to be back in it. I can't imagine the same president who was basically shared the screen with Will Smith will be in it because it wouldn't really make sense uh, unless they're, like, continuing right where they left off and they're going to explain why he looks uh, 20-something years older. But remember I told you what the plot was? Yeah, they just come back. They come back, yeah. (laughs) It's stupid. Yeah, and, yeah. and what's and what everyone's saying is they're not. Uh, there's no, especially no point to remake it. Be the special effects were were good enough yeah. twenty years ago that the even the special effects gain, which will be some, is not going to be dramatic enough to where it's it's worth redoing. It's not like they had to make it with crap special effects forty years ago and they want to really make a, a nice one now. This is twenty years ago. It looked, it looked pretty good then. So, like if you watched it now and you hadn't seen it before, you wouldn't say all oh, these special effects are terrible and primitive. You'd You'd notice it's not super recent or modern, but uh, it, the special effects are fine. So, longtime radio listener, uh, real no name yet, says that uh, the president is in it. Can't think of his name. Bill Pullman. I think it's Bill Pullman. Yep. And he says the trailer does look good. So, well, maybe it surprised me. I just think it's pointless to me. But I just think the plot, you know, they come back again. I mean, it's just. I don't know. Yeah, and you know, one more thing about Ghostbusters. I posted a picture, and I know I got one person angry. They thought is this really hitting home because it's the '80s and you love it so much? Yeah, it, it kind of is. But the, yeah. the the thing that's uh, that got some people angry on the forum. I posted a picture that they took, I guess, last year when they were filming it of the cast and crew, all the females, and holding up signs of what their job was, like a, a you know script supervisor, actor, st- stunt woman, whatever, and like it's a a big picture of like. A whole lot of women, a hundred women, and it, it, they hold up a big sign that says "Girl Power." So it, it was supposed to be like a, a picture showing how many women were involved in the production of the movie and uh, how women can do anything. That's kind of the point of the picture. It was actually released last year while they were making it. Uh, so I posted this picture, and I said, "This picture is all you need to know about the film." Some people took that as a form of misogyny that I'm saying if, if women are involved in making, that's all you need to know. They thought, they thought that was the point I was trying to make, but that's not the point I was trying to make. The point I was trying to make is that it seems like this film was too much about uh, about feminism and, and proving that, that, that women can do this. And they concentrated too much on that crap and not concentrating on making a good film. It just seems like they, they, they that was the most important thing to them. Was was the girl power feminism crap, and and then they ended up making a crap film, and that that's my problem. They're, I don't think Ghost Ghostbusters there's room to be mixing in uh, political statements in the making of it. Just just right. make a good movie, I, and I don't care who's involved. If, if there's all women involved, they make a good movie. Great, then I'm I'm proud of them. Good job, you did it. I'm if, getting a, a text from the nine one two. What area code is nine one two? Do we know? Anyhow, longtime listener of the show, I love it. By the way, why does Druff hate women so much? <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Druff, you need to relax. You just saw three, what, a two-minute 
preview. And he's all worked up over nothing. You, exactly. Because you come into it, we have all your preconceived notions about they're doing it because of this, they're doing it because of that. Melissa McCarty, you know, Melissa McCarty, Catherine Car- Wig, whatever her first name is. You know, they might have, they might have, it might be funny. I, I, I'm very pessimistic. Maybe I'll be surprised, but I don't think so. I, I just, I, I just think from the trailer, it has fail, fail written all over it because I, I can totally see from the jokes they were trying to make, and I could totally picture people thinking it would be funny, and it's not at all, and I could see that just being the case throughout the whole film. It just kind of sets the tone throughout the whole film that all the jokes are going to be like this, and none of them are going to be funny, and yet all of them think, the people making it think it is funny, and then it really isn't. I, I just totally see that as a dominant uh, theme in the film, and uh, it, it just, there's so many forms of failure I see in that small trailer to where I'd be shocked if somehow it bucks all that and actually looks pretty good when, when I watch it. So Action I, the 616. Druff should be so lucky. I am a <laughs> shut-in and have not seen a woman since 1987. <laughs> By the way, I really do want to be the call screener. <laughs> with you, I never can know... Can we even you... do that? I mean, can we even come up with the techno- yes, I, I, technology? Yes, I, I could, but it would be a pain in the ass, and I probably wouldn't... Would it, probably... it be worth it for a shut-in? No. All right. No, I don't care who's shut-in. <laughs> I really don't. The... I don't think that's right. We should be open to everyone. No, no, no. That's, why, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't. Shut-ins. That's why I said I don't care. He can be a shut-in as long as he listens. I don't care the story. But I'm saying, though, if he wants, if the one thing he wants every week is to be our, I mean, how many calls have we gotten tonight? I can't even remember. We, Six, not, seven? No, we haven't gotten many at all tonight. Okay, but on a busy night, what do we average? Yeah, then we get a lot. We get even more than 10 sometimes, but. Remember the one time the guy from the department store is eavesdropping? If we would have had a screener, that would have stopped that. <laughs> a screener I, can be saying. a pain in the ass because they were constantly interrupting. We're getting a call from this person. They want to say this. Like, uh, well, then we'll have Trader Ruski supervise that person. That wouldn't be so easy. All right. Oh, I'm getting another text here from the 703. I want to look at Did my you text. Know Dan Aykroyd makes that crystal skull vodka. I didn't know that. No. I didn't know that either. I don't I mean, I imagine he's telling the truth where's the 703 i miss the that, days used to be so that, sharp that, that, you... that is a maryland okay it's the same person that commented on uh, norway being the most valuable here, sovereign. By, by the way here here's from the four... i didn't know that that's here, interesting here, i'll here's... try crystal skull vodka i'm going to read some text here 480 yeah please do which is arizona feel your pain one of our dogs is diabetic and she is majorly food obsessed while the border collie could care less usually unless you say hey dummy time to eat he would rather play fetch all day I don't think my dog's diabetic. I think he just loves food. From the 505, uh, 100K, what a waste. What did we talk about 100K? Oh, David Williams buying that. Oh, that's that. right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the, the Orlean smells like a bum's asshole with a lit cigarette hanging out of it. It does, actually. He's right. <laughs> From the 440, the only good thing about the new Ghostbusters movie is they're bringing back Ecto Cooler. You know, yeah. uh, one other thing that's surprising about women in this movie when i heard it's gonna be like a reboot with women in it i for some reason i pictured the women being hot isn't it surprising of four female ghostbusters that none of them are I don't hot? Even, you know what i'm not gonna lie to you i don't know any of the names i know you said one was a hillary clinton sketch lady from saturday Night Live, so i know that face that's K- kate mckinnon yeah and she's, and a, then, she's a lesbian too Lisa mccarthy yeah was she the uh woman in identity theft, mike, mike and mike and molly yeah in identity theft. okay i thought she was funny in identity theft uh, Sandy Bigelow, that that was her character. Yeah, and, then, and then who's the other one? 
Then there's the I, I, Kristen, I, Kristen Wig. Kristen Wig, she's, yeah. Yeah, she's you know she's funny. She was in Bridesmaid on Saturday Night Live for a while. Right, who was the, the black lady? And the the black sassy one's one? the one that's currently on Saturday. Yeah, she's on Saturday Night Live still. Yeah. Uh, and they, oh, is she the one that does those really? Un- I'm not being racist, but she the one that does those horribly unfunny sketches I've seen. Most likely, yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and and Kristen Wiig, she's like the only one of the four that that I like. I think is even like remotely attractive, and, and still she's over forty, so she's not like attractive and like the hot young chick. Well, let me put it this way: if you had a choice, but you had to see either the new Ghostbusters movie or Sex in the City three, which one would you pick? <laughs> No, I had to see the new Ghostbusters movie. I, I, yeah, I couldn't bring myself. Not a big Sex and the City fan. No, I've seen like a few minutes of it. Lifetime. It's awful, isn't it? Yeah, the, the few minutes I saw, it was awful. So I didn't. Uh, yeah. Though, though, on it, to be honest, though, Sex and the City is not made for me, and I understand that. I know, I understand it's made for. No, a woman. but of course not. But you know, you wouldn't be the first boyfriend that was dragged and, and said, "Honey, will you sit here and watch this with me?" And you know, I'll tell you, I bet you that either that one of the two. That Trader Ruski or that Northern California guy, one of them at some point in their lives was in a relationship and they were just were being so passive and, and trying to be pleasing and, and comforting that they watched a good number of I – mean, I don't know any of this. I'm just saying. I, I, Trader Ruski, time to be honest. Have you ever watched some long-term sex in the city? Yes. <laughs> See? Wow. I called it. Wow. So I'm going to say because he said yes, and that means because it has to even out mathematically because of the variance. Northern California, I'm going to say you've never seen Sex in the City other than a few minutes here or there. You You'd probably be correct. Need that. Well, you know what? You're also, correct. You're, you're also correct, though. He's younger, though, so when that was really I could just call it. it no, but matter. I know. No, you, I, I, I'm, I'm impressed you called it with Trader Ruski. With Northern California Look, guy, he probably didn't just because he was too see, young when that was popular. Northern Tra- uh, Trader Ruski has that kind of temperament where I can see, because I've met him, and he's a very uh, warm and, and loving and soothing man. And I can see him with the little pretty something, and she's like... Trader Ruski, will you watch Mr. Big with me? And he's just like, yes, dear, whatever you want. And he's just sweet, and he cuddles with her like a bear hug, like like Norm from Cheers. And then you, I can see you, uh, you know, honey, get off the internet. Will you watch some Mr. Big with me? And you're like, leave me alone. I don't watch that crap. And then put on some All in the Family or Jeffersons, and they're like, what? And I mean, I'm just—I could just tell from the now. Me, I'm the same way now. I used to be maybe like Trader Ruski, but if someone here is telling me we sit and watch Sex and the City, I'm just gonna say no. I'll, what do you want? I'll buy you something. I'll—I'll—I I'll, I'll, mean, I'm not watching it. I, I don't. You know, I don't. Listen, uh, my significant other, we have two totally, distinctly different tastes in television. It's to the point where she doesn't even bother asking because she knows. That I hate it, but she, the type of show she watches for the most part, and I'll just get pissed off, and I'll just storm out of the room, or I'll just start mocking it. That's what, what I started doing. That helped me just get out of this, you know. <laughs> watch TVs. I'll just mock. And now listen, I, I'm everyone for each his own, but I am the most biggest anti-reality guy out there. I, I am too. There is not one reality show that you can tell me about that I like. I've tried, you know, bits and pieces of, of this. Listen, I tried to watch the. You know, uh, the Survivor, because the one girl from the fraud show is on. And Anna I'm on, Kate. Now, yep, I'm on, I'm on a radio break, and I'm having a drink, and little ladies in the background, she's like, hey, honey, that girl from your radio show is on Survivor. And I did, you know, I'm in a bad mood because something happened. Maybe it was that episode that you and I were fighting about the chicken at a Pollo Loco, and I just scream, I don't give a shit. And I just <laughs> storm back into the office, and I mean, it wasn't, 
you know, a statement about her is more about the show. But Dancing with the Stars, are you kidding me? Like, how are people going to care about watching about these people on ice? No, I agree with you. I, I don't like that stuff Evan either. Smith's Dancing with I don't even know. I don't ever watch any reality shows. I never. I've never. Not only haven't I watched them, but I. I don't care about them. Like I don't care at all. So it, I mean, if, if, if I just and, and then and, like this, the same thing with 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 uh, her. You know, like I watch sports and she hates it. You know, I'm watching a basketball game and they'll hit a three point and everyone's yelling and screaming and she'll say, "Oh, do they just score a safety?" And I'm just, you know, I'm just like, <laughs> "Shut up!" Like, it, you know, let me watch my game and you can watch your, you know. I mean, I'm not that mean, but. But the point I'm making is we've gotten to the point in a, in a calm, respectful way that I watch my shows unmolested, uninterrupted, and I let her, of course, watch hers because there's really not much common ground. There are a couple things. Like we started watching a couple HBO series together, Billions, which I've talked about. I think that's actually on Showtime. We both like that. And then the show on Shameless, uh, which – I'm sorry. Billions is on HBO. Shameless is on Showtime. But other than that, uh, the things that she finds I've never even heard of. And then I try watching it, and I just I find that it's so patronizing Probably that it insults not. my intelligence, and I start yelling at the TV. Well, yeah, you know, with the reality shows... Billions is showtime, by the way. Yeah. The, 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 with the reality Thanks. shows that I've watched, immediately what comes to mind when I'm watching these is that, oh, I wonder if this is rigged. I wonder if this is fake. I wonder if this is staged. Like, like it's all... Yeah. Come, and, and it usually is. I'm usually right. And, like, that just totally... Even the slight enjoyment, and I don't like these at all anyway, but the slight possible enjoyment I could derive from them is killed from the fact that I know it's not even reality, that I know it's just it's scripted but it's not supposed to be scripted and and that really pisses me off because like I, I like watching scripted shows that are supposed to be scripted you, you watch a, a, a weekly drama, or a comedy, a sitcom whatever, you know these things aren't really happening you know these are all actors, you know the characters you're seeing are fake, but you can get into it because you know they're not trying to sell it to you as reality, That you know you're the, the, it's presented to you as scripted. You know it's scripted. There's, you, you're not the, – the entertainment factor is not from believing it's really happening. And yet these reality shows, the whole point of why people enjoy them is they believe it's really happening. And it's not really happening. Most of it is, is, is very contrived. And uh, so I, I just don't like them. Here, here's two more texts, by the way. From the 650, free kilowatt, oops, wrong podcast. So that's referring to my band account on 2 Plus 2. So, uh, yes, definitely send that over to Adam Schwartz. And then uh, from the uh, 412, someone sent me a, a thing from the Las Vegas Review Journal about uh, something about a, a sports sports betting documentary about the dark side of sports betting, but I haven't read about that yet, so I can't comment. Uh, Scott from the East Coast is trying to ask me in a text like message. He says, "Do I look good for my age?" Don't ask me that. Ask, you know, ask. Don't ask, ask a, me that. Ask a woman or something. I don't know. I don't. Honestly, I don't really look at dude. Like, okay, I'll tell you this, Scott. I didn't look at you and say, "Boy, that guy looks old for his age." I also didn't look at you and say, "Oh, he looks young for his." I just like, you know, I'm like, okay, this is like a guy from, from the radio and the forum. Like, a, that's kind of like how I treat all guys I meet from the forum, unless there's something that really surprises me. So, like, if I if there's a guy I know is forty and I meet him, and he looks twenty five. I'll notice that. If I meet a guy who I think looks supposed to be forty and he looks fifty five, I'll notice that too. If he looks around his age, I'm not going to think about it, uh, and nor do I really think about like. The, the attractiveness of other males I meet from the forum. Yeah. Uh, and let's, you know, Druff, now that uh, – I'm sorry, are there more texts? Uh, one more from the 248 – I want to make an, a sad announcement when you're done. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, now you're bringing me down. But okay, from the 248, Indian reservations are so- sovereign nations. They weren't given casinos. Well, they, they, they actually were. They, they were – each state gave them the right to I – mean, they're still – 
technically in the state, and they, they the state does have to give them the right to uh, to, to start these casinos. They, they couldn't just do it on their own. So I don't know what you're trying to say. Okay, uh, go ahead and uh, where we get with the bad announcement, sad announcement. You already know this because we talked about it, but um, in all likelihood, this will be my final podcast on the Poker Fraud Alert Network tonight. Um, as many of you know, there is a PFA sister site. Uh, what's the web address? There's a VegasCasinoTalk.com. And uh, she's not a bastardly sister. Uh, she's just been neglected. And uh, she needs some love. And you've even admitted this to me off air that she needs a little TLC and some fixing up. Uh, and I feel as if my services would be very, very uh, better suited uh, to start a non-competing podcast on our sister show and promote both Northern California to the number two chair and the Traderuski up to the three chair. Yeah, well, so Brandon, ta- he's took an interest. He, he was looking at the site, this Vegas casino talk, and he, and he came to me with this and he said, you know, uh, that site's not living up to its potential. It's it's about general gambling. It should be more popular than it is. And uh, uh, so he he thought that uh, a radio show could really bring people in. And uh, and I said, well, I, I can't do a second radio show. I've, right. I've got a family and everything. So he said, uh, he, he said, well, you know, I can't either. But he said, you know what? I I think it'd be better actually if uh, instead of having uh, both of us on on one show. He said, there's going to be a lot of people that still listen. He, like he, he, Brandon was trying to tell me, like, if he leaves. It's like a spinoff, kind of yeah, yeah. like Law well, & Order SUV. Right. What, what Brandon was saying to me is, like, he says, if I leave there will be and move to that other site and do the show there, there will be people disappointed, but we're not going to lose a lot of listeners that just won't listen anymore. There will be people who don't enjoy the show as much as they did before, mm-hmm. but but they're not going to leave. So, so it, you can keep most of the ratings if I leave still, and then I can start a show on the other site, and that will get a whole different crowd, and overall we'll have a lot more listeners between the two. So I think it's better if I just go leave for my own spinoff. And I, I said, you know... At first, I was against it, and I thought, well, that's actually a good point. We both don't have time for two shows, so maybe it is better we split up. And I'm going to have my own uh, call-to-listen line. Uh, you can – Druff will be doing the numbers and the science, and he's going to – I guess you have to do a special program. Yeah, 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 I have to build one for that. It'll be easier because I already yeah. have it established for the Poker Fraud Alert, but uh, – yeah, it'll be a separate call to listen line, and, and yeah. But so. on that show, there'll be all things casino related, uh, and a lot of this I've gotten more serious since Druff had the the heart incident, and you know he graciously and humbly told me that in the event something happens to him, that I would inherit these sites, that it's kind of uh, giving me a spark, if you will. Yeah, Brandon, he, you know he doesn't want to inherit uh, fail sites, so he wants to make sure he's proud of the sites he inherits <laughs> if I die. Is the <laughs> Well, player win. Who, who who just won? Player wins. Can you hear that? Yeah, who won? You won. Can you actually hear that? Player wins. How can you hear that? Well, I'm not. I'm not psychic. Well, can you tell me if you can hear it now? Player wins. Yep, player wins. Banker wins. Banker wins. How uh, can you hear that? What what are you, what are you playing? Well, uh, what do you think that is? is Baccarat. Yes. But is this for, is this for real money or what? Yes, it is. What the? Where are you? How can you really hear that? Where you? Where you? I hear everything. I mean, it's on my headset, but I don't have Skype set up, so I don't know. It's not really loud. It's like a a faint player wins. Where are you playing this? Can you really hear that? (laughs) Yes. Where are you playing it? (laughs) 
Yeah, at least you're doing well. You're winning most of the hands. Can you really hear that? Yes. So where where are you playing it? How can you hear is, that? Is that a seek? Where are you playing it? I'll, I'll text you. Okay. That's that's hilarious. If you, I mean, because I've been doing it the whole you're, time. You're playing pretty fast radio. too. The player wins, banker wins, well, that, player yeah. wins. That's... I'm playing a little plus EV Bacher online, boys and girls. <laughs> but you know, I'm more respectable, like my con, than my con was. I mean, you couldn't tell I've been playing the whole time. <laughs> I've been playing since we started, except for when wow. I went to the birthday party. Maybe the birthday party really was just Bacara. No, I sent you. Did you look at your phone? Yeah, let me see, let me see here. I sent you a picture of the doggy with the hair. Oh, uh, I see. Wow, <laughs> he's actually got a party hat on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I told you. <laughs> And then it's a bone. This is happy birthday. Now, did did he appreciate the the bone? Of did he read? Yeah, the happy... Actually, out of all of it, his favorite thing was the birthday pizza. But did he did he read happy birthday on the bone? And was he touched by that? He didn't comment on it. He just devoured it. <laughs> I can't. That's really strange because I've been playing that the whole time, and I don't know why you would just start suddenly hearing it because it's it's the computer that doesn't have a stereo mix card. I, I just got a text from Lawn Cigar saying you should get. Alan Boston on to talk about his new. He's movie. been talking about Alan Boston for years. No, no, but is he going to be in a new movie or something? Is Alan Boston going to be in a movie? I don't, I don't know. The documentary. A documentary. See, Terry Risky know. knows. Yeah. How do our co-hosts always know more than we do about these things? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Alan, I think Lonsegar is maybe his friend, maybe his friends with him because he's always had some weird Alan Boston fetish. <laughs> Can you still hear that? Yeah, yeah. Player wins. How can it? How can it possibly? Look, I, I I can't tell you because I'm not looking at your setup. But uh, but nothing's changed. Now I can't play anymore. What do I have to do here? I just sent you a picture. Yeah. Now I, I haven't heard of the site you're playing on, by the way. No. Player wins. Well, Banker me, wins. I started off with 500 when we started playing. That's what I sat down with when radio started. You have to, you know, keep the grind. Oh, I wow. sent you a picture. Yeah, you're doing well. Yeah. You're doing well. See, so you are being paid for radio. <laughs> I, I should get a piece of this for having to listen to player wins over and over. <laughs> it, it reminds me of Neverwin with the whippets. I, I, the one time I almost walked off radio. Oh, gosh. It was like uh, I, I, we started the show and I hear <laughs> over and over and over again. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Uh, we're doing whippets. That was him from his Neverwin and the Winkler. Yeah, and the, him and the Whippler. Ah, oh, Whippets, we're doing Whippets. I go, well, come on, stop it. Ah, oh, come on, drop it, no big deal. <laughs> and it was, I, I said to Mike, I said, got to stop it. Mike. I wasn't physically there, but I said, Mike, you got to stop it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang up. I can't stand hearing that noise over and over. So, by the way, Lon Cigar texted me now as well and said that, please have Alan, or Todd talk about Alan Boston's new documentary. He sent me a link. He said, watch it tonight. It is fucking great. Okay, here I'm, so I'm gonna, I, don't, I don't know what well, he, I don't he know nothing about U- it, so I can't comment. He I'm sent me a u2.be link. I don't like the u2.be. It's always kind of bothered me. You know what I'm talking about? u2.be. Yeah. It's like you don't really have to short shorten YouTube. It's a short enough URL as it is. u2.be isn't much shorter than youtube.com. It's three characters shorter. But anyway, youtube.be. Let me see here. This is that video's unavailable. Did I enter it right? Can you still hear that, by the way? Really? Is it like loud? Like it's annoying? It's soft, but I can hear it. I have bet sports for a living virtually my entire adult life. We don't bet teams, we bet numbers. I've done well enough to build this house. TCU won. 
if you treat it like a business, it'll pay like a business. This is a real life game. I'm not very good at life, but I'm very good at college basketball. I love Murray State. I've seen no resistance. Do you win? I hope so, because I haven't had a job since the first... This is called The Best of It, by the way. It's a sports betting documentary featuring Alan Boston. This year out of college. They all think they were the best in the world at what they did. They had to think that way in order to do what they did. There wasn't a bookmaker dead or alive that I had beat. You know, I won a lot of money. There's thousands of variables. There's injuries to chart for every team. You're the Dow Jones of the sports world. Many of them had come from other parts of the country where they had run into problems with the authorities. I've had the FBI kick my door in. Being in a place where it's legal to do it, I didn't owe anybody any money. No one owed me any money. They could walk around proudly and say they were gamblers. That's what Las Vegas did. It's like being in Hollywood and saying you're an actor. Professional bettors need to get as much money in action as they can every day. If they win this game, it'll mean a lot of money. Yeah! It's the game! Most hotels think of sharp better as the enemy. They treat us like the enemy. They only want the square action. But there's never been a year where a sports book lost money. Now everybody knows the line. There's a lot less suckers in the world. It makes things a lot harder. What's the worst part? The roller coaster ride. The losing. 2-1 down with the scores get worse and worse. Some of these people in this video look kind of beat up. Like that, that woman, she looks really. Uh, she looks like she's been through a lot. I'll say that. And the, the guy who's doing a lot of talking there, he looks kind of. He looks I kind knew of, nothing about this. Yeah, I didn't either. I'm not talking. Alan Boston, I know what he looks like. He kind of looks like I expected. But uh, this guy who was just talking, he kind of looks like uh, he's been through a lot, too. They, they look are like you, they've. It looks like there's a lot of stress in this. Are you a documentary guy? Eh, not that much. You know, I'm not that much either, but I really like, and of course, only certain ones, but I started, you know, it's been on for years now. But there are a couple of those ESPN 30 for 30 documentaries that I really actually enjoy. Have you seen any of these? Uh, no. By, by the way, I know how you can probably kill the Banker Wins thing. If you go to like the volume mixer on your uh, your computer and just turn down the one that's in uh, for Chrome or for whatever browser you're using. Let me go do that. Which of those 30 for 30s did you like, Brandon? Oh, gee, I've seen so many. I mean, I've seen Bo Jackson. I've seen Michael Jordan, you know, the, just the part about his baseball career. I saw both of the University of Miami ones. Um, I saw Maurice Claret. Uh, I've seen uh, Randy Moss. Yeah, I like uh, I like the Randy Moss. I like the Miami ones as well. Yeah, the Miami ones were still the, their most popular, which is why they well they made a, a, a sequel because there was just so much fanfare to it. Um, I, I I've seen probably eighty percent of them. There are a couple of them that I tried watching that the subject matter just didn't appeal to me. Um, what other big ones were they? The Knicks. Oh, yeah, that uh, uh, Winning Time with Reggie Miller. The, the, that one was good, but the Garden of Eden. I didn't see that. Yeah, that was a great one. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Huh. When the garden was eaten, I think it was called. So, Jeff, I'm going to playback devices and what? How do I... No, you got a good volume mixer. Volume mixer. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and then, then you, I you, see just, you just turn down the browser. Baccarat. That's the Baccarat yeah. Chrome. Yeah. Okay, got it. Thank you. No more player wins. Banker wins. Hold on, here. Tell me if you hear this. Crap, I just heard it again. No, no you didn't. Okay, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. But the problem is I can't hear it either. 
So I have to just look at the screen, but okay. So anyhow, uh, okay. Well. what the hell is that? You'll hear. Mike on the uh, Mike on the icon song. Oh God, yeah, I do. I never understood what the point of that. Like, they, yeah. I I don't know what that person was really singing about. It's so weird. I'm up uh, thirty two hundred since we started radio. Should I just what? quit ahead? I I think so. Player wins. <laughs> Player did win. Jeff, have you ever played any live baccarat before? No. Uh, what about you, uh, Trader Ruski? Kiddo. A couple of times, but uh, not too much. Northern California guy? You a Baccarat fan? No, I don't know how to play. Okay. Interesting. Well, uh, Druff and friends, what else do we have on the agenda? I guess the, well, it's that la- one last the election thing. talk. The election, we? that's it. And so here's uh, the big news, of course. I'm sure most of you have heard that Cruz dropped out after losing – Big time in Indiana, which we called on this show. On the show, we said it's going to come down to Indiana. No one else was talking about Indiana, but th- this show, we were. we were talking about Indiana. We said it's going to come down to Indiana. So Trump, Brady Hoke wasn't talking to Indiana. Definitely not. So, That's a fact. So Trump won by like 15 points there, and Cruz is like, okay, I'm screwed. And then he, he dropped out. And then Kasich, at first, said he's going to keep on attempting to get the nomination, which made no sense, but he, he said he's not dropping out. And then the next day, which is today, he's dropping out. So Cruz and Kasich are out, meaning there's only one person left who's not out, Donald Trump. So he's the winner, and there's not going to be a contested convention, and, and that's it. Trump is going to be the nominee, and Hillary will be the nominee on the other side. And we will have our showdown. It will be an interesting election season. I mean, the debates should be solid gold watching these. I can only imagine what those are going to be like. I'm very uh, much looking forward to those, as I'm sure many people are. They'll probably be the highest rated debates ever. And I don't think... Jeff, I'm sorry. i got to go to the party real fast. Oh, I no. just want this. He's barking for me. Uh, <laughs> we're lighting the candles. I'll be right back. Jeez. I don't know. Is like the, is the dog really noticing the passage of time and thinking Brandon's taking too long? Like, how, how does the dog know there's more to a party? Well, Todd, do you even know when your pug's birthday is? No, I, it's just sometime in August. Oh yeah, see, I've never known the birthday of any of my dogs before. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, I just know I just know he was born in August '05, just about probably about a month after I won my bracelet. Which, which seems like ages ago. So to think that this dog was only a month old when I won my, when, you know, or my bracelet was a month old when that dog was born makes the dog really seem old to me. That's what the dog saying to Brandon. So, yeah, I, I, I don't understand this because dogs are not good with passage of time. Dogs don't really understand time very well. So. I, I'm surprised the dog would be... How does the dog know there's more to the party? Like, does the dog say, hey, where's my cake? Like, how does the dog know it's not over? 
I'm just not understanding this. I think it may be more excuse to do player wins, banker wins in the background. <laughs> I think that's might be what's going on here. I think I think it's one of these things where it's like a a, a real excuse, but it's not telling the whole story. Ken Scaler loves those actually. He loves to tell lies that uh, are, are based on half truths. So if if Ken's like asking to borrow money, you go, "Well, Ken, I know you just got paid yesterday. Why do I have to loan you money?" He says, "Well, I had to buy a bus pass." Well, he did, but uh, the bus pass is only like 25% of, uh, of the money he had, and the other 75 he wasted in some way. But, but you know, he's telling the truth he had to buy a bus pass. It's just that that wasn't the reason he has no money. So I, I, it may be like that here, that uh, he's really having a party for his dog, but uh, there, there may be some player wins, banker wins going on in the background. That's, uh, now I can't even hear. I made a mistake by having him turn it off. Now I can't keep track of it. So, oh, well. So anyway, I'll, I'll just go on here, and Brandon can rejoin whenever he wants. But the uh, this is going to be a very interesting election season. Now, I don't see Trump with a chance. I, I really don't. I think that the negatives he's going to bring to the table with this election are going to outweigh the positives. I think whoever he appeals to, he's going to have more people that he anti-appeals to. And it's not that people like Hillary. No one likes Hillary. That's the funny thing is Hillary is not only the nominee for the Democratic Party, but she's also by far the favorite to win the presidency, and yet nobody likes her. There's very few people who like Hillary. There's very few people who are excited about Hillary. There's very few people who really want her to be president, but it it seems like the people who want Hillary to win are the ones who say, well, we'd rather have her than Trump. We'd rather have her than a Republican. So... Yeah, you know, that's who we've got to support. But but no one like you don't have people excited about her. You have people excited about Bernie Sanders, who's not going to win. You had people excited about Obama. You don't have anyone excited about Hillary. You have people just resigning themselves that she's the lesser of all the evils, so they're voting for her. And isn't that a sad indictment of our political system? It is. It's is terrible. It's, come to? it's it's terrible. And and uh, and then what's also a sad indictment. And I know the Trump supporters who listen to this aren't going to like when I say this. And I posted this on the forum today. But, but I feel that, that Trump had the success he did in part because he knew how to manipulate the, the uneducated and the not very smart portion of the Republican Party. There, and so, so every party, you know, each of the parties has groups that, that, that vote for stupid reasons. Or, uh, or reasons that aren't really good for the country. So the Democratic Party, they have people that are, are freeloaders that just vote for whatever whoever gets them the most free stuff. The Democratic Party also has the, the rich and uh, middle-class uh, guilty liberals who just uh, – they vote for whatever candidate they think is going to use big government uh, to help the downtrodden to make themselves feel better. So they think, well, you know, I feel kind of guilty I have all this stuff and others don't. So if I vote for a Democrat, then that makes me feel less guilty. Because that's me doing my part to help the less fortunate is voting for a Democrat. Like, some of them really think that way. They don't even realize they think that way, but that's the way a lot of them think. And, and then you also have the idealistic kids who don't understand the way the world really works that, that vote uh, for the most liberal candidate for that reason. So you have those groups of people in the Democratic Party. And then the Republican Party, you do have the ignorant crowd. And again, in both parties, I'm not saying this is everybody. But in, in the Republicans, their problems, they have – uh, they have some religious nuts, and then they also have the the ignorant uh, and in some cases uneducated crowd who just uh, – they just want to hear one-line solutions that sound good if you don't think about them. So Donald Trump's very good at that. He's very good at one-liners. He's very good at just bold statements about what should happen without giving any kind of uh, – 
explanation of how it can or, or any discussion of the complexities behind the topic. In many cases, uh, what he states he's going to do is, is something that is either impossible or be very difficult to accomplish, but he, he just states what needs to happen and uh, people just assume he'll somehow get it done. But, but people like that he, he sounds like he's a, a straightforward and, and tells it like it is and, and has a strong belief and solutions to every problem when in reality he hasn't considered how he's going to do any of these things. But he just, he's good at one-liners. He's good at uh, one-line solutions to complex problems. And, and unfortunately these people think, oh, that means he's the answer. Well, he's not. You can give a one-line solution, but that doesn't mean you're going to get it done. Well, speaking of one-liners, you know Eric. You know Eric Crane, right? Yeah. He 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 sent out a tweet a while back that I thought was pretty solid. He said the best argument against democracy is is reading a Facebook timeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. It's so 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 what we have going on here is a weird situation. We have the. The left-wing Democrats, who got completely unrealistic and, uh, in some cases, uh, crazy ideas about uh, the way this country should go with uh, with follow Bernie Sanders, and and they're basically, even though Bernie Sanders is not going to win, there's been such enthusiastic support for him and and, and all his uh, socialist ideas that now this is forcing the Democratic Party unreasonably to the left, and this is going to hurt them later if they have to move that far to the left because they're going to lose touch with the average American. And that's happened before. That's why they they got beaten down twenty years ago in the or twenty two years ago in in the midterm elections because they they went too far to the left. So they're they're forcing the Democratic Party to the left thanks to the the Bernie Sanders uh, obsession that has been taking place with with the left wing of the Democratic Party. So you have that going on. But at the same time, he's not going to win. It's just forcing the party to the left. Then the one who is going to win, nobody likes, and they're just voting for it because they think that uh, she's really the only practical candidate who's actually going to win the White House. The funny thing is if Bernie Sanders was the candidate, he probably would beat Trump. But they didn't think Trump was going to really win it, so they, they figured you know, the mainstream Democrats didn't want to vote for Bernie Sanders, thinking that uh, he's not going to be viable in the general election. And, and they also didn't feel like he would get anywhere with his uh, a lot of his proposals, which was true. So the Democrats are, are putting up a candidate they don't want, and they don't like, and everybody knows she's shady. Everybody knows. It's, like, it's not even like most Democrats think, oh, Hillary's a good person. Like, like most of the Democrats believe Hillary's shady, just like Republicans do. <laughs> but, but they're like, well, she's shady, but you know, what politician isn't? So you know, it, it's better than Republicans, so we'll just tolerate it. That, that's kind of the attitude of most Democrats. And that's also why Bernie Sanders has succeeded to some degree, is that a lot of them just wanted an alternative to support someone who they feel isn't shady, someone who they feel uh, is an honest person. So, so they could back him and then reluctantly vote for uh, Hillary in the general if they have to. So that's – the Democrats are putting up a candidate they don't really want or like and they know is shady. The Republicans got a candidate who, who won basically by appealing to the ignorant part of the, of the base with, with one-liners that don't really mean anything. And it's very sad that this is what we have here. On one side, a candidate that nobody trusts and, and their own party doesn't really want. And the other side uh, – uh, a guy who won with one-liners that didn't mean anything. So it, it and, and it leaves people very frustrated, like me, because you guys know I'm a Republican, but I, I, I'm not in that category. I'm not one who I, I never found the appeal in Trump. I never like the the candidate who comes out and spouts one-liners. That doesn't impress me. And 
it, it frustrates me. Now, I'm not saying all the candidates I, I thought were flawed this time. I'm not saying there was one candidate I really loved here. They all, they all were shown to have a lot of a lot of flaws. And when it all came down to it, I was like, wow, I don't, I don't even know who I would have wanted here. But not Trump. And so I, I'm frustrated seeing this. And I know, there's, I know there's Democrats who are frustrated seeing what has happened. There's Democrats who, who think this whole Bernie revolution is crazy and they can't believe there's so many Democrats who support the socialism that he does. And, and, and they also think, that wow, how is Hillary our candidate? We all know she's shady. Why are we getting behind her? Like the, there's Democrats who are very frustrated about that as well. It's like saying if Bernie Sanders was elected, I'd have to share my Baccarat winnings with the whole community. <laughs> yeah, player wins instead. All radio listeners win. Right. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of people who who are not in these groups I talked about, both Democrats and Republicans, who who are frustrated with the choice they have here, and and uh, but that's that's what the choice is, and it's I I think there's going to be a lot of people who are so dissatisfied with whoever they have to vote for. There's going to be people who are going to vote and go, I really don't like this candidate I'm voting for. You'd even say disenfranchised. Well, I, I I wouldn't say that. It just I, I just feel like they they're just going to be unhappy with who they vote for. And I think though that the turnout is going to be very high because there's been such fascination with this election on both sides. The fascination with all the Bernie Sanders stuff, uh, even though he won't be the candidate. The fascination with the Trump stuff. That's the biggest thing, and 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 the fact that Trump is so polarizing and Hillary so polarizing. You're going to have all these people that are voting that are going to vote for Trump either because they love him or because they hate Hillary or both. You have people who are going to vote for Hillary because they hate Trump. I don't think there's many who love Hillary, but there's going to be a lot of anti-Trump people going, "Oh, well, we can't let him win. That'll be a disaster. We've got to vote for Hillary." Don't really like Hillary very much, but we've got to stop Trump. So there's going to be a lot of those people voting, and I think that's how Trump's going to lose. Also, electoral map-wise, remember we still have an electoral college that elects the president. It's not it's not the popular vote. Electoral map-wise, it's going to be very difficult for Trump to win because this – and I did this breakdown long before the the Trump thing really became viable to where people really thought he was going to win. Kind of like with Katrina? I guess. But this well, is like, I'm just saying. <laughs> this is like back, back in October, I did an analysis that I still stand by that – of, of the states that need to be won for Republicans if they want to win it this year. So if you assume that the Republican candidate, who's now Trump, wins everything that Romney did, which is no longer an assumption you can necessarily make because there are some states that may reject Trump, even Utah, believe it or not, that otherwise would have supported any other Republican. But there are some solid Republican states you can say maybe they won't even go for Trump this time. But but just let's assume that everything Romney carried in, in uh, 2012, Trump carries in 2016. So then what, what would Trump have to do beyond that to win if he gets everything Romney did? He would have to get Ohio. He would have to get Florida, both of which went to Obama in 2012. And then he would also have to get 17 electoral votes from a number of other swing states, one being Nevada, another being Colorado, uh, Iowa, New Hampshire. There's a number of swing states of, with small electoral votes that he'd have to get a few of those that would add up to 17 or more. So he'd have to get those adding up to 17 or more in those small swing states, plus Ohio, plus Florida. So if Trump loses Ohio... Or if Trump loses Florida, it's game over. It's game over. He's not going to win. Because I don't see Trump upsetting Hillary in any strong Democratic state. I don't see it. There are enough Democrats that just detest Trump that I can't see him 
turning around a state that normally is uh, going to give a Democrat a, an easy win in a presidential race. So any any state that where Romney got clobbered four years ago, I don't see Trump winning. So Trump would really have to win Ohio, Florida, and then the, a combination of those smaller states that are close to add up to 17 electoral votes in addition to the Ohio and Florida, and then also hold everything that Romney had, including North Carolina, which is which was pretty close. North Carolina, Romney won by two, but uh, that will be pretty close. So he'll have to hold on to that too, which is also going to be tough. So if you want to see Trump's chances, look at the polling for Ohio, look at the polling for Florida, look at the polling for North Carolina. If he's struggling in any of those states, then he's done. So the only thing that I think could work in Trump's favor is that he's got this wild card factor that he it's so unpredictable because the, the, we've never seen anything like this before that you can sometimes just throw out the rule book and say it's hard to predict with him. He's not a conventional candidate in any way, shape, or form. So there is a small part of me that says I cannot completely count out Trump because he, he managed to already do something very surprising in the primary that I thought wasn't possible. So maybe he could do it in the general election, especially because Hillary is not liked by most people. People are not enthusiastic for her, and she has a lot of vulnerability. So may, maybe if Trump starts just hammering Hillary and where she's vulnerable, maybe he can do it effectively enough to turn people's minds around, and, and suddenly you'll see him leading in Ohio, in Florida, and North Carolina, where he's not way behind in the polls right now, by the way. So he, he, it's not like he's, he's getting crushed in any of them. He just He's behind, but he's not way, way behind. So maybe he can do that, and maybe, you know, so he does have a chance. He, I wouldn't say he has no chance, but I, I think he's going to lose. Uh, Brandon, what do you think? Uh, did we lose people? Or did Brandon go have another dog party? I think I lost Brandon, actually. So who, who's still here? I think we're having trouble with a connection with Brandon. I think he had to help the dog blow up the candle. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, you still here? It says, hold on while we get the call back. It seems to do this once in a while on the show where Brandon, we lose in some way. Yeah, no, we just lost him. I'll let him, he can come back on whenever he uh, he can come on. Trader Risky, we still have you? I'm here. Yeah. So Northern California, what, what do you think about this, about uh, Trump's chances? Oh, boy. Well, I don't really think that he has much of a chance from talking to the people that I've talked to, but I also do live in a predominantly liberal community. So that's true. There's a there's a lot less support for him, and there's a lot more Bernie Sanders bumper stickers around here. Yeah, I can imagine that. And by the way, what's this? I, I see you have a new picture up of like uh, an elk or something. Was was this? A, did you take this picture? Oh yeah, it's actually a deer, but yeah, it was a pretty good sized one. Wow. Though you know, I I, I I would say I'm impressed by it, but I actually have deer where I live. Did in you, your California location or Nevada? In the California location, there there are deer here. Yeah, because in Nevada, there's mule deer, which are far bigger than uh, this. Is a we have blacktail up here, which are kind of small. Yeah, that's an interesting picture. Hey, uh, so Brandon, what do you what do you think of, of Trump's chances in the general election? Realistically, I, I as it stands right now, I don't think they're, they're 
he has much of a chance. I'm just uh, being honest. Yeah, I, I th- well, he's got he's got to win those three states for sure. North Carolina, Ohio, I, I think. Florida. I mean, uh, the poll I read today was something like seventy percent of all voters that are females uh, have an unfavorable rating of Trump, and that's going to be hard for him to get past. Yeah. Uh, so let me see. Looking at Florida polls, Trump and, and Clinton. Let's see what I come up with here. Uh, so yeah, here, here's this is from the New York Daily News. Hillary Clinton pummeling Donald Trump in general election polls. <laughs> uh, let's see if that's an exaggeration. Well, see, I don't care what the what the total percentage. I want to see about Florida. Let's see here, Florida. Uh, so she's ahead by 13 points in uh, in Florida. Let's see about it. Uh, but I will say one thing that I, I promised you: he's going to cut back to rhetoric and he's going to start acting more presidential now. Yeah, he, he, he you already saw that in his acceptance speech that he kind of gave there when when, yeah. when Cruz dropped out. Now uh, we have. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a landslide of epic proportions like Reagan Mondale, but uh, you know, a lot a lot can happen. It's just. Uh, you know, you and I talked about this earlier. In any other, you know, election, uh, you know, other. I mean, this is going to be the strangest election. I think there's going to be record turnout. In any other election, you would think the Republicans maybe wouldn't be a lock, but it'd be very, very competitive just because of people's utter, if not distaste for her, but at least their distrust for her. Yeah. Um, but because you know Trump is such a polarizing figure, and look for better or worse, he's offended a lot of different, uh, you know. Groups of people, women, minorities, you know, it, I mean, uh, have you seen polls? Have you seen any reliable polls lately that put him within striking distance of her? Well, so I'm looking at here, and it's it's showing that uh, in these three states I talked about, the only place that he is uh, really having a problem right now, as it stands today, in those three states, are, uh, is Florida, where he's 13 points behind. In Ohio... He's only three points behind, and in North Carolina, he's tied. Those are the three must wins for him. So he's got to catch up in Florida. If he can't, if he can't make up that thirteen points, which isn't insurmountable, but if he can't make it up in the coming months, then he's done. It doesn't matter what he does with everything else. He's done. He's got to make up that thirteen in Florida, and he's got to somehow make up that three in Ohio, and also take North Carolina, which is a tie at the moment. So. Uh, and then he's also he he also has to pick up those seventeen electoral votes from those other swing states. Doesn't have to win them all, but he has to win enough of those swing states to pick up seventeen more, or otherwise he loses. So that's uh, it's not an impossible task, but it's going to be tough. And I especially think a lot of people have already made up their minds. That some people just really don't like Trump, and are not going to change their mind on him. Uh, it, it was pointed out. It was David Gergen. I read a, a good essay by him on CNN.com. He pointed out that Trump has had a talent for figuring out the weakness of each candidate and coming up with clever ways to keep hammering them on it to where they, they have a hard time responding and to where it's really effective. So look what he did to the Republican candidates. He called Bush low energy and that people kind of got that impression that, that Bush was low energy and he, he fell apart. He, he, he kept talking about uh, Little Marco, referring to Marco Rubio, kept going, Little Marco. That, 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 that characterization worked. Uh, he, he referred to Ted Cruz as Lion Ted. And uh, like, like he, he characterized them with these little nicknames and then just keep hammering it and giving examples of why he's calling them that. And it was working. People were buying it and eventually 
uh, people saw the candidates that way, and, and, and Trump, uh, it was an effective strategy, even if that sounds juvenile. So the question is, will he be able to do this with Hillary? Will he be able to see her weaknesses, which there's of many, and will he be able to do the same thing to her where he hammers it over and over to where eventually the general public, because he's got to do this for the general public now, not just the Republicans. Can he do this to, same thing to where he creates a much more unfavorable impression of them that was there before, than was there before? And the hard thing about this is there's already unfavorable impressions of Hillary. It's not like she's loved and he, he, and he has a lot of goods on her that he's going to bring out. A lot of her baggage is known. So what's he going to say about Hillary that most people don't already know? And I, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know how he's going to manage that. But that that's definitely probably the route he's going to go because he did this with the Republican candidates. Now, he may do this with a little more class than before and and be a little more subdued because he wants to also come out as a appearing presidential. But he's got to do something to catch up to Hillary in places like Florida, where he's down by 13 points, and he's got to do something to negate the strong, unfavorable opinions of him that exist. And if he can't turn around the unfavorables, he's at least got to increase the favorables to where enough people are excited about him to where they'll show up at the polls. Right. And I, I don't know if he can do that at this point. It's one thing to excite his own party, but to, to excite uh, the general public... Uh, many of whom just say, oh, no, like I never want to vote for Trump. There's just some people who are a lot of people who are so anti-Trump that absolutely will never vote for him no matter what. Even people normally in the middle politically who otherwise would consider a Republican. I'm not, not talking about uh, diehard Democrats that wouldn't vote for a Republican anyway. I'm talking about ones in the middle who really ultimately decide these elections. So, uh, yeah, that's he really has a big task ahead of him. And the only reason I'm not completely saying he has no chance is because he, he has been managing surprising things the whole way. So, uh, at, and I guess we'll see as it's proceeding. And it's also possible he will take some surprising losses in normal Republican States. One of them, the people are talking about is Utah where he's uh, he's very unpopular with the Mormons, Trump. They just don't like him. And, and would you believe one of the reasons that uh, the Mormons don't like Trump is because of his statements about Muslims shouldn't be let into the country? That really got the Mormons angry, not because they love Muslims, but anything that seems like religious persecution to them really turns them off because they've been they've felt like they've been persecuted uh, pretty much since the beginning. So Mormons didn't appreciate that at all, and they also. A lot of Mormons are educated, even though they've got wacky viewpoints and they, they have kind of a nutty religion. They, a lot of them are educated, and Trump just doesn't do that well with educated people anyway. Why isn't religion nutty? Oh, there's a lot of weird things. Well, I don't know much thing. about it. I, I know the only thing I know is if you're a true uh, Mormon, you're not supposed to drink alcohol or gamble. But I don't know. What, what, what do they believe in? I really, I'm not, I don't know. The same batshit crazy stuff the rest of those Bible people believe. In? No, but it, but it's, it's to a high, it's, no, but it's a higher it's to a higher degree. There's there's a lot of additions. Well, Trader Ruski's a Mormon. Maybe he can chime in. <laughs> well, he's, ga- he's, ga- he's gambling at video poker. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's a very good Mormon, Mormon in that case. No, Trader, I'm up. I'm upstairs. I'm just changing into my magic underwear. <laughs> Great. Well, tell us your viewpoint on the Mormons, Trader Ruski. 
you know, I don't have much of a, you know, I agree with Northern California guy. It's just basically another whacked out religion. But, but, but they, you know, they're. But I think, look, but I think the thing that Trump has too is how sick are people of these career politicians that just, you know, where it's going to be the same old, same old. I mean, if it wasn't Trump and maybe somebody that wasn't as outrageous as him, they'd have a much better shot. Oh, they would, yeah. You know, but it's just like, I mean, look what happened. Did you happen to catch the CBS News last night, uh, Druff? No. So they did this whole thing where, you know, the DWP raised the rates a billion dollars in taxes a year. The same time they were doing that, David Goldstein, who's an investigative reporter, in that's LA, a Jewish last name too. That's right, and he was and he was doing a report where he's following these guys around. There was like crews of that he had been following for months for the DWP. They go clock in, they go have breakfast for two hours, they go move a couple of cones around for a couple of hours, <laughs> then they go to lunch for an hour and a half. And then, you know, and it's just like we're just getting raped by all these government entities because nobody's got the balls to do anything. Oh, yeah. Los Angeles, the L.A. city has a lot of corruption like that. There's yeah, a lot of corruption. And, I, and I'm sure if it's in L.A., I mean, we watch that news locally, Drew. You think that's not happening in every other city? Oh, it is. There, there's there's corruption in a lot of cities, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think people might just get fed up with it and say, fuck it. Hillary's going to be the same. Hillary, anybody who's spent their whole life as a politician – it's just going to be the next person in that role. Maybe it's time to mix things up and try to get somebody that's going to really negotiate, tighten up these budgets, look at where the money's being wasted. I mean, instead of just raising the taxes for the DWP, they could have probably looked at all the work schedules and look at that they're draining a billion dollars a year because they don't have any accountability. Yeah, I mean that is a local government problem. That's something the president wouldn't have to do with. But but no, I know. But I think it's still reflective of: Do we want somebody that's you know? Do we not just want the same old, same old? Do we want to put somebody in that's going to make that's going to just shift things? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't think Trump really has a plan. Though he doesn't have a plan for anything. That's what especially bothers me. And believe me, I'm not I'm not defending Hillary here. I I really dislike Hillary, and I think she's much more shady than the average politician. It's not just like, you can't just dismiss and say, oh, all, all politicians are shady to some degree. That's how they get, got where they are. Uh, so, so no big deal. No, this is someone with scandal constantly following her. And if you, if you don't think that's true, look at Obama. Do you, do you ever hear Republicans say o- Obama's, uh, he, he's a liar. He, he's shady. He's, he's, uh, uh, he's doing all these dishonest things. They, they, you don't hear that. You hear complaints about his policies. You hear accusations he's a socialist. You hear uh, things like that. You don't hear that that he's shady, that he's a liar, that he's uh, he's corrupt. You don't hear that, and you didn't really hear it about uh, other presidents. The last the last presidents that that had this accusation against them in in the last uh, fifty years, there were two. One was Richard Nixon. And one was Bill Clinton. So now, now we have another Clinton who's even arguably more shady than Bill was. And, and uh, there's so many scandals that have followed the Clintons over the years. And and you can't just say, oh, it's political enemies manufacturing this stuff, because how come it didn't happen with Obama? How come it didn't happen with Al Gore? How come it didn't happen with John Kerry? It's, it, it wasn't because these people weren't shady. Even if you didn't agree with them politically, they weren't shady. 
But but Hillary, there are so many different stories, so many different scandals, and it's not a coincidence, and it's not some kind of conspiracy to to uh, to make her look worse when she's really not as bad. She's really just as bad as all the other ones. It's not true. She's worse, and 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 Democrats know it. Democrats know that Hillary is shady, that she's dishonest, that uh, she does everything her own way. She thinks she's above the law. She thinks she's above the rules much more than other politicians typically do. And I I just don't think you know electing someone like that to be president is a good idea. You just can't trust her, and yet. Uh, at the same time, people know this, but say, "Oh, but I can't picture Trump being president because uh, that would be a disaster." You know, he he won't know what he's doing. He's just uh, he all he he doesn't want to put the time and effort into thinking about these problems or working on these problems or researching these problems. He just wants to stay to one liner and say, "Okay, just go do it." We're just going to do this and not really think about anything. And so people think we don't want this, and they're also afraid. Uh, what if what if he offends uh, leaders of other nations with, with 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 his demeanor that you know you can't treat the office of the presidency like a reality show and these, these are all valid concerns. So the problem is there's valid concerns on both sides. There's the, the side with, with Hillary Clinton of the shadiness and the dishonesty and you can't trust her and you have a uh, uh, Donald Trump who who just doesn't he he kind of approached this whole thing like it was a reality show that he happens to be successful at so far. And, yeah, uh, but I think those are, I mean, I think all the stuff that Hillary has in the closet, like those are things that Trump's going to be great at, I think, debating and, and and calling her out on this stuff. So, I mean, I think that could create a shift. And they're talking about Kasich on the short list as his VP. So if people maybe see him in, I think that helps him in Ohio. And then people see, okay, well, he's got Kasich is the VP and maybe it's a team and maybe it kind of waters down a little bit the wackiness of Trump as he's shifting his whole demeanor during this last leg of it. Yeah. I just think he just has so much to overcome with the, with the uh, unfavorable views that so many have of him. He has a lot of passionate supporters and we have one who uh, on our site is a very, very passionate supporter of his. It's been very vocal recently who, who likes to call into the show and bash me. He's a, Huge Trump supporter, for whatever reason. But, well, right, and if we had, to, if we look, I mean, when all this started, if we said he'd be the front runner and now in, everybody would have thought that that was insane. And yeah. Now he's here, and now we're seeing. Okay, well, there's no way he's going to beat Hillary. You know, I just think you know he's got a shot. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. He's got a shot. Even just looking at the numbers here, three points behind in Ohio. That's nothing. Uh, North Carolina tied. Okay, and then. The 13 in Florida, that's not good for him, but it's it's not insurmountable. If he's down by 40 in Florida, he's dead. If he's down by 30 in Florida, he's dead. 13, you can make up if, if you are effective in your campaigning. I'm not saying he will make it up, but at least, right now it at least looks like uh, he's got a chance, but uh, but I I still don't see him winning. I still just see the, the unfavorables are going to beat him. But, the you know, the debates will be very entertaining. The, uh, the, the whole run-up to this election should be... Much more interesting than any election we've seen, and where it goes, I don't know. But yeah, I mean that's the best thing. It is going to be gold. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the debates. You thought the Republican debates were? I mean this is going to be unbelievably hilarious. Yeah, if nothing else. So yeah, that's. I'm sure everyone like the first Hillary Trump debate. I mean, I'm sure that's going to have monster ratings. Trader Risky, would you be interested in becoming PFA's official? A political correspondent for this election cycle. <laughs> I'll, I'll let me get back to you on that one. 
but he's got so Listen, much. Listen, Trader Also, are you going to go to sleep soon? Because after radio, we're going to probably be out a little early tonight. So going to see if you want to maybe meet for like a strawberry milkshake at oh, Baskin Robbins at the Orleans. That's open uh, very, very late. I wish I could go. Uh, yeah, the, the herbal tea has been poured. Uh, uh, I okay, do have uh, meetings tomorrow, but I'm definitely down for uh, you know getting some together dinner? tomorrow. Friday, want to have some dinner, dinner, dinner maybe? Dinner. Yeah, dinner tomorrow night's great. Huh. Is is the assistant with you on this uh, trip? The assistant is not. Bill, who you met last time, is with me. Where's the assistant? How can the assistant even make a living like this? Yeah, the assistant, you know, I think I told you he moved in with his girlfriend uh, recently, so he hasn't been able to make the long trips, but he will definitely be out here for the WSOP because, you know, I have to have my personal assistant while I'm, you know, trying to focus on poker. So so he's uh, just refusing to go on these trips because he's got a girlfriend he lives with? No, it's just, you know, it's easier. I got him working remotely. Okay. I was going to say here, maybe maybe he'd actually enjoy the time away from her because if if you're with her all day and all night, you can, it's it's much easier to say, okay, I'll leave her than... uh, if you just see her sometimes. Oh, oh, no, for sure. And this was just a month ago, so believe me. And I'm sure in another month. He's oh, I see. Dying. I see. He's got the He'll first. Be the, scheduling. Okay, him. he's got the first month thing going on. I see. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you know the uh, the time frame I find, and I don't know if, if you find this brand like two months is is really the point where the excitement dies down after two months. That, that's when that's when the the initial excitement dies down in these new relationships, and and that's also the point where. Like the flaws start to expose, and, and you you kind of want to bail out by two months if, if there's things that aren't very good that you may have overlooked before. It's kind of the two months where the the new excitement falls down, and and then if uh, there's enough negatives to it, then you just leave. So, so that's that's why I, I've even said this to new girls I've been with when they're you know, everything seems all great after three weeks, and I say you know let's I feel really good right now, but. Uh, I, I think two months is going to be the point that'll be uh, that'll say like how this is really going to be. That, that's what we've got to wait for. As, as 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 tough as it is, and as tough as it is to picture that things will go bad as as, as good as they seem right now, I, I just know from experience, we've got to wait two months before I can say anything. No, for sure. They've been living. You know, they've been kind of living on and off together, and, and he's been uh, and she's great. I like her a lot, and we just have a big event at the beginning of June, so he's got to kind of hold down the fort. While I'm off uh, having my meetings here and, you know, plus having here for the Derby and some other stuff going on. Um, but, yeah, but, no, you're right. And, you can't, you know, you can't sign those two-month leases when you get a place, right? So yeah. you got to suck it up for 12 months. <laughs> That's true. You know, I, I just want to mention, totally unrelated to this. I don't know why this popped in my head. But uh, on Bovada, I just want to mention something that I have some people saying to me. I, I've had some people recently messaging me who play Limit Hold'em on Bovada. And it turns out they don't really play the same times as me because I tend to play late at night and these people tend to play during the day and during the early evening, and I don't. But they've said, they've asked, I'm just curious, are you doing okay on Bovada recently because I'm getting killed there and I'm noticing the fish are just always winning? So do you think it's rigged, they, they tell me. These are not, these are not like recreational players or rigtards you know these are these are actually like longtime professional poker players who've played online for many many years and i've i've had them say you know what do you think this you know i've been getting killed here i'm surprised and then i keep seeing the fish winning and so they're expecting me to say back oh yeah i'm getting killed too but no uh in the last let's say two two and a half weeks i've done very well in bovada while they've been getting killed and what's interesting is these same people 
when I've been struggling on Bovada and I say it to them, they go, oh, no, no, I've actually been doing very well. It seems like I never win at the same time that other good limit Hold'em players are winning on there that I know. I'm not saying I don't see any other good people win when I'm winning. I'm saying that the, the good players I know on Bovada who play limit Hold'em, uh, and even in different games than me, for some reason they never win when I do and I never win when they do. It's, it's a really odd phenomenon, another odd phenomenon over there. And I'm not coming to any conclusions to this. I'm just saying that uh, this weird thing I've observed, it's also so streaky on there. I, I will go through stretches where I'll win 15 to 20 sessions in a row without taking one loss. I mean, I'll lose hands, obviously, but I, I mean, every session I play, I win. 15, 20 in a row. Then I will go through periods where I absolutely not, cannot book one winning session. For, for for a long time. And the, the other people I talk to, the other limit hold to play, they, they tell me that's what they notice too. That they're very streaky. They're either just always going well, or even the ones that don't start out well, they just have the confidence they'll come back and win and they do. And then and they or or they're just losing every time where the second they sit down they lose and it never comes back. And every day is like that. So it's it's weird. Like I've I've experienced that too. Now I've had more winning than losing. I've I've done well on there overall. But How have you been as of late, though? You've been running it up? Yeah, yeah. Been... last two and a half weeks, I've run, run it up big time. It's been an excellent two and a half weeks here, the last two and a half weeks. So, And that's the same period that people were complaining that, that I know that have been getting killed, but it's not me beating them because we're playing at different times of the day. So, so like, I'm asking when they play and when I play, and, and the hours barely intersect. So it's not even like, well, if I'm winning, someone's got to be losing. What player number do you like to be? <laughs> I actually like to be just to the left of who I think the fish is, so it could be any player number. I don't. I don't choose a, a spot based on the player number or, the, or position at the table. Uh, but yeah, it's weird how streaky it is, and I, I have seen streakiness in live limit hold'em. So I, I can say I've experienced this before, where obviously live isn't rigged, so. I've experienced this before where it just seems like every time I sit down, I lose, and other times where it seems like... What have you been playing? Shorthanded, like, you know, heads up, to three hand, or two-handed, or three-handed, or... For the most part, yeah, three three to six-handed, uh, 30-60 limit hold'em. Uh, I, I haven't played much heads up, a little bit, but not, not that much. Mostly three to six-handed, 30-60 uh, limit hold'em, and uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely done very well in the last two and a half weeks there. Uh in the first half of April, I struggled. I didn't play that much also, but when I did play, I was losing every time. But I've done much better in the last two and a half weeks than I did badly in the first uh, part of April. So I've... I've uh, and if I go back to... You know, I took a little break from there after I was slumping in the middle of the year last year. Then I came back in October. But if I look back... Since I came back in October, overall, the numbers are good too. Even though I've had a few slumps in there, I've uh, overall, the numbers are... are, are very good, so so I can't complain about my overall results there, but it, it, boy, is it streaky. And there, there's just periods where I win so many in a row, I just figure it's like free money. I just figure, okay, I'll just sit down and, and win a minimum of uh, fifteen hundred today, maybe more. And I say a minimum, like I like I sit down, and I go, okay, I'm going to win today. Like I, I just because every day is winning, every day is wins, and even if I start out losing, I go, no problem, I'm going to come back and win, and I and I do, and I come back and win. When I'm going badly, it, it's like. It's like I start losing. I go, oh, here I go again. It's going to be another bad session. And it is. And you could say maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that I think I'm going to lose and don't play as well. Maybe that's a little of it, but I can tell you. I, I, I don't do much tilting. So 
it, it's really weird. I don't know how to explain it, but I, I, I was explaining to one of these other Limit Hold'em players I was talking to about this. I said, I don't think there's any rigness going on here because if there was, they wouldn't be letting me win at all because they, they don't want players like me. It's not like they're trying to keep me around because they Bodog has, has, has had a long time disdain for winning players. They do not like poker grinders on there. They tolerate them, but they don't like them. So, like, if I if I told Bovada I'm leaving, I'm never coming back, I'm leaving, they would actually be happy. They 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 would, uh, if you asked Bovada, would would they prefer I stay there or leave? They would say leave. They they don't want me. I I, I cash out. I beat I beat their fish. I I I take money off their site. They don't want that. So. It, it wouldn't be rigged for me. There's no way. There's no way it'd be rigged for me, and there's no way it would be rigged on and off for me. Even if you want to say that sometimes rig it for me, sometimes rig against me. Why, why even do that? Why do that if I'm going to win overall at a decent pace? So I, I just think it's. Uh, I think it might just be the the high variance of those games because there's so many wild players on there, and it's the type of thing where you when you're winning a lot of hands, you're running up money quickly. And when you're running bad, then you're going to lose money quickly. Because it's hard to make tight laydowns there. It's hard to. Um, it's actually sometimes correct to chase on there. There's a lot of things that are, that are correct to do on there. I've discovered that are higher variance plays. I, I make moves on there that I don't do live playing live, and I believe I'm correct to make them. I, I make moves on there that I think people would call me a fish if I if I did live, and they'd be correct if I did these things live. So. Right. So I, I think that that contributes to it. Where if the, if the cards are falling well for me, then I, I make a lot of money quickly. If or if they're falling average for me, I make money quickly. If I, but if I'm struggling, if I'm if I'm losing more hands than, than average, uh, my luck is worse than average. Then I can really struggle. I think that that could be why it can be so inflated. The only thing I can't explain is why it seems to come in streaks like that. How do I go? You know, fifteen, twenty straight sessions where I don't ever lose, and then and then have other long streaks where I can't win. There, there isn't that much on there where I'm like spinning my wheels, where, where I'm having like a, a win loss, win loss, win loss. It, it doesn't seem to happen like that. I think it happened in February. I remember there's like a three week period where I just uh, was staying right around the same on there as far as my balance. But that that was kind of the exception. It seems to be like either just running it up pretty quickly or losing, and <laughs> not that much in between. So, but I, I will say those are pretty wild games and pretty uh, high variance games. As far as limit hold'em is concerned, some people think oh, limit hold'em has no variance. That, that's totally not true. There's there's a lot of variance in it because because you're seeing so many hands at the end to the end. So if you're if you're just not winning hands, you just get crushed there. So, uh, I, I guess on Bovada, the best could be said that you get overpaid when you win hands and uh, and when you lose them you sometimes you'll lose more than you normally would otherwise so all right any anybody have anything else uh, otherwise we will shut this down at the shockingly early hour of 1 a.m. and it'll only be about a, a 5 hour show i know people will be disappointed wow i'm okay with that <laughs> I actually have to be up early tomorrow, and, and I can't go back to, back to sleep, so I'm okay with it, actually. Northern California guy? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely okay with it. Last week, uh, the day after radio, I was definitely uh, dragging a little towards Wow, so everybody, you know, I remember this too. I, oh, I, I get, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I forgot to mention one other thing. One of the reasons I felt I was struggling was the day, the day after the day after radio, I went to a Dodgers game with Benjamin, his very first Dodgers game. And that that was Friday, but I was still like because I had stuff to do Thursday. I never caught up on the sleep I didn't get for uh, for Wednesday night. So I, I was a little bit tired that day, and I remember it. And I remember thinking, "Wow, I shouldn't have done an eight-hour show on Wednesday." It was still affecting me on Friday. But yeah, Ben went to his first Dodgers game, and I, I wasn't sure how how he was going to enjoy it, especially being there for three hours in the in the stadium. But uh, I, I got my answer. He, he was telling me that. Uh, he wants to go again this Friday. And I said, well, Benjamin, the Dodgers are going to be in Toronto on Friday. He says, that's okay. We can fly to Toronto. <laughs> so he Aww. so he, he really apparently enjoyed the game there. And he, he liked the whole atmosphere. He, he liked the uh, – the Dodgers lost 5-1. to one. It wasn't a good game. And there was very little action on the Dodgers' side. They, they got one home run. But other than that, they you – know, Does he know, though, that you're too cheap to fly to Toronto, though? <laughs> that's well. That's that's why he's suggesting he doesn't understand that uh, I am. He'll he'll learn in good time how cheap. Plus, I am. is not the stadium where people can have sex and remember the, the, the this is like in the nineties. There was a couple having sex, like one of the suites, but they could be. Do you remember this? No. Let me look at this. <laughs> yeah, that was in Toronto at the hotel. Yeah, but then you could well, see I it at the stadium. It. I think it was like four or five years ago, though. Oh, you could see into the. You know what's funny? I actually I, I stayed near that stadium yeah, when I was, was in Toronto. When I when I uh, stayed in Toronto recently. It actually uh, was in 1996. <laughs> but it's happened a couple more times since. But the first one was 1996. But I guess it's happened 13 times. So what happens? They, the hotel and they leave the window open, people can see. Is that what happens? I'm reading about it now, but I remember one of the first time I remember it made national news was on Sports Center. But what is it? Is, it? is it at the hotel and they leave the window open? Is that what happens? I don't know. I'm looking at it now. No, well, I think that the, uh, the don't the windows face. Yeah, I, mean, I think the windows face the field, but maybe like a camera caught it or something. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, but it's not, the point is, it's not safe to bring a child. Oh, you know what's here's a really weird story. Of what happened in that game? This is the, probably the weirdest thing that's happened in a while. I, I at the game, you know, I bought my tickets on StubHub, and they were pretty good seats. They were right behind the Dodgers dugout, on the field level. So there were four seats to our right. There's, you know, there's six seats in the section, and th- those people didn't show up. So we had four open seats. We moved one over just because there were tall people sitting in front of us, so this way Benjamin could see. Because uh, one over, there was no one sitting there. So we moved one over. Well, in the middle of the game, these two people show up. Uh, as a, a Mexican couple, and uh, the they looked around my age. And uh, so my attitude, people, sh- I knew these people weren't. I knew that it, w- it wasn't their seats. But I, my attitude, people, seat jumping. Why? Because they're Mexicans. Mexicans can't have good seats. <laughs> I, I just the whole impression I got is it wasn't their seats. They showed, no, no, but, but why? Because they, they, the they showed up. They, they showed up in the fifth inning. They asked if they asked if anyone was sitting in these seats next to us. They, uh, they, they, they're wearing a sombrero and they're Mexicans. They, you don't think they, they can go they, have good seats? They, see, they, 
Maybe they're UCL plagues. There were there were Mexicans right. They, they were Mexicans right behind us, and those were their seats. And I believed it was their seats. It was these these two Mexicans. I didn't believe it was their seats. Just the way they were acting. But, well, but let me ask you: If two Hasidic Jews sat down, would you have thought that? If they asked, "Is anyone sitting there?" I would think that. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So so anyway, the the whole thing just gave me the impression it wasn't their seats. But I didn't care. I'm fine with people seat jumping as long as they don't like seat jump next to me and then get obnoxious. Even minorities. Yes, as long as they don't get obnoxious. If they get obnoxious and, and get uh, disruptive during the game and it's not their right. seats anyway, I don't want them there. So uh, these people were very nice. And, in fact, uh, Benjamin was talking to the uh, to, to the guy there, and he was very nice to Ben. So Is I, that I, his first Mexican that he ever met in real life or no? Um, I'm sure he's met Druff's gardener. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He has met my gardener. He's also met – there were Mexicans at his preschool too, so he met them. Does too. Ben understand anything about baseball like uh, juicing up or – any of that? No, not not that stuff. But he understands the game. Does he know the rules? Like he knows a home run. Yeah, yeah. Know, and... Well, I, I asked him after the game. I said, "What was the score of the game?" He says, "It's five to one." I said, "Who won the Padres?" And and I said, "How did the Dodgers score the run?" He said, "They hit a home run." Did you make him get up early just to beat traffic? No, no. I, I it was a night game, so he didn't have to get up early. Oh, okay. No, but I'm saying when the game oh, was at the over. End, no, 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 like, no, no. I'll, I'll explain that. No. And the last the, the very, well, It was a fireworks night, so there's a way to – I have a trick that you can see the whole fireworks show and get out before the traffic. So oh, okay. I, I oh, of course you have a trick. Yeah. So so anyway, Benjamin, I, Benjamin even knew the trick. He was impressed by it. So anyway, the, the going on with this couple is the reason I'm telling the story. So they were very nice, and you know that he talked to Benjamin. and you know, so, so I thought, okay, this is good. At least the people who seat jump next to me were nice. Well – I thought I recognized the guy in some way, but I, I just I couldn't place it. So I get home. The next day in the morning, I look, and, and my Facebook news feed is a picture of that couple posted by a Facebook friend, one of the few I hadn't met who's on my Facebook friends list. Oh, wow. It was him. It was Come a, on. It was a guy on my Facebook. I don't believe it. What are the odds? A, who was a friend of a friend that I only added because we were the member of a few, like like two different groups that we had in common. It's like, and I, I like I liked the guy's opinions in the groups. So, so like so so and also he was uh, the the Facebook friend that I knew him through. Kept saying good things about him. So uh, so like he added me and I accepted it. So that was one of the few people who I had on my Facebook that I didn't really know and didn't even know what he looked like. And the picture he has up is like an old picture, like from 20 years ago of himself, so it doesn't really look like him. So I, the only reason I recognized the guy was he had posted a few pictures of himself recently on his feed that I had seen before but kind of forgotten. But, but you know, once I saw the picture of those seats, I go, oh, my God, that's the two people who are next to us. So he, the caption on there was, at Dodger Stadium, sitting in the rich people seats. <laughs> so I, so I, I responded and I said, "You're not going to believe this, but I was the one next to you." <laughs> and he's like, "What? You mean Benjamin?" And I said, "Yep." Aww. So, uh, so did yeah, you say so, I was the rich person? Yeah. <laughs> no, I told him I actually bought the seats, but, uh, but yeah. So he was. So basically, you're saying it was a happy ending. Yeah, well, it was. It was amazing though that of all the people in that stadium, fifty thousand people that night. That the, the the people who seat jump next to me are, are, are probably like one of my very few Facebook friends that I didn't know. Now, does this in any way change your overall opinion of Mexicans <laughs> to more positively? <laughs> no, no. I uh, as I said, I I don't care who who moves next to me there as long as they don't uh, create any kind of disturbance. Like I once had a, a, at a stadium where I, the only time I ever complained about someone at a stadium. Was it was about a white person actually, but it was they they were uh, 
it was like a revolving door of people. Someone like they used like three of the four seats they had, and the, the fourth was like they just kept having a revolving door of different friends sit in that seat oh, temporarily. And right. not only were they standing up constantly to switch seats, but one of the guys who kept coming in was so loud and obnoxious and standing up all the time. And I'm like, this is a joke. This isn't even really this guy's seat. And it's like a revolving door of people constantly moving in there. So I got tired of it. I finally went to the usher and said, look, there's an empty seat they have next to him. They're letting just a whole group of different people move in, move in, move in, move in, standing up in front of me, making making disruptions. So the, the, the usher agreed with me and came to the people who own the seats and said, if you want to invite one of your friends here, that's fine. But they have to stay there. You can no longer have a revolving door of, of, of people sitting in that seat. So once they clamped down on that, then actually just gave up and everybody left that seat. But they, it was really hard to watch the game with this crap, like just constant standing up in front of me and, and, and constant when, noise. And, when you took little Benny to, to the game, did any foul balls come near him? Yeah, he was very fascinated by the foul balls because we were sitting right behind the Dodger dugout. So obviously that's uh, – now I, was, I actually took care of they, – they extended the – foul ball screens in all of Major League Baseball because of some people being hit by bats and balls. Well, so, the one lady, for, I think, for Tampa Bay almost died. Yeah, yeah. So so I used to always sit in uh, on the field level. I would make sure to avoid aisles 1 through 10 because that was where the foul screen was, and you had to be staring through that the whole time, and it's unpleasant. So I would always go you know, to the right or left of the foul screen. Well, knowing that they extended it this year, I actually called up the Dodgers and asked where did it get extended to. They told me it got extended to uh, to fifteen. So I actually sat in aisle 15, but on the edge of it, my seat, like I had the last two seats in aisle 15 right next to 17. And that was actually the best of both worlds because it was, it was there just enough to protect Benjamin from any foul balls that would like fly directly at him, but, but it wasn't getting in the way of watching the game. So it was really a perfect place to sit. Uh, but, but he did enjoy watching the foul balls like fly over our heads and, uh, and uh, watching where they'd go, watching the bounce off the wall, and you know, watching people catch did them. Did you tell them that stadium food is overpriced junk? I actually bought some, what do you believe? Well, I mean, you get hungry. You'd have to eat everything. Well, not only that, I, 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 planned that, I was planning, this has to do with this show, actually. I planned to eat beforehand so maybe we wouldn't have to buy as much or any food there. I brought some snacks of my own there, too. But I, uh, the problem was I just didn't have time to eat dinner. With everything I had to do that day on Friday, I had a lot of things to do. And I had to sleep that day, too, during the day because I was still not caught up. So I just did not have time to go to dinner. So we actually ended up just eating at the stadium. So. Let me guess. Did you get a couple of Hebrew National hot dogs? Yeah, I got Dodger dogs for mm-hmm. for me and Benjamin. Aww. And uh, and we also got a soft pretzel. We shared. And uh, did you get Cracker Jacks in the seventh inning? No, but you know he. Uh, I got garlic fries, expecting that he would want them like late in the game. And then I try to give it to him, and he like shoves it away from me. I said, "What?" He says, "I don't want these." And I was like, Oof. "It was eight dollars for this crap." Eight dollars these crappy. They weren't even good. These garlic. I'm not getting them again. Like they, yeah. garlic fries. And someone else said this too in a Dodger group I'm in on Facebook. They said the garlic fries they get cold really fast, and 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 they're kind of mushy. And I go, that's totally true. That's exactly a description of that. They get cold too fast and they're mushy. That's exactly it. So well, I'm it's not... a shame they don't have a children's olive bar. <laughs> now, does he like the ones with the pits in it or without, or it, it, he's indifferent to pits? No, no, we have to get the pits out. But uh... oh. But but yeah. he, but he he loves olives like you like they'll sometimes bring olives at a at a nice restaurant as like a side thing he'll he'll just want to eat unlimited olives there he loves olives. Trader Ruski, do you love olives? Uh-oh. I hate I hate olives. Northern California guy. I I like olives quite a bit. Oh, 
Benjamins like Benjamin. See, I, I hate them too, but see, it's understandable that Benjamin likes them because his mom likes them and my dad likes them. So he, there's two ways he could have inherited the love of olives. I didn't inherit it, but it could have skipped over me, though. But, yeah, I, I just don't have – but he's he's always loved them. I didn't know that olives was hereditary, but maybe. Well, no, a lot of food tastes are hereditary. Green, green or black olives, what does he prefer? You know, pretty much everything's hereditary. I, I hate to tell you, but really everything everything that you are uh, came from your parents in some way. My dad doesn't like podcasts. Well, you know, sometimes there can be – you know, because of the combination of, of the two genes, there can be – uh, a new thing that 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 you have that neither of your parents right. have, and that's uh, uh, like like I'll tell you, my parents never understood my my fascination with with, with uh, forums and with with chat rooms and party lines. They they never and now they didn't have that stuff in their day, but they they just couldn't even understand why I find that stuff appealing. They they never understood it. And, uh, Are you kind of the black sheep of the family? No, I'm not a black sheep. No, they don't. You know, they don't. Is there a black sheep in your family? No, there there isn't. And there, you know, they, I know, I know. Uh, Marty likes to try to say that, but it was kind of. Ironic. No, I wasn't saying it to be mean. I just was asking if they think you're kind of like the eccentric son that kind of just beats to his own drum. No, they they know I beat to my own drum, but they they uh, they're very supportive of the whole poker thing. In fact, my dad gets very excited. I right met him at a final table. Yeah, he's yeah. Right there, all excited with you. Yeah, yeah, and, and he and he also very sits nice at home. gentleman. Yeah, and he sits at home and watches all the results. He'll stay up very late. Like if I'm deep in a even just a day one, he'll stay up all the way till two in the morning, whenever it finishes, to see where I finish. Oh, wow, and he's just sweating you. Yeah, yeah. So so it, like so it's not like I'm. It's Did not he like take a, offense when they called you unsavory that one time in the update? <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't know if he got to see that because it was inserted later. Oh. But uh, like I found it later to be at the end of the event. At the end of the day, I went to go look if any updates were written about me and saw that. And I couldn't believe it. But but does I, your pop ever play uh, poker just recreationally? He's, he's never played once. Uh, he, he just under from from following me, he understands how it works. But he doesn't uh, he doesn't really know the strategy very well, and he's never played one hand. If you called your dad right now after radio and said, "Dad, Judonk is bothering me again," would he know what you meant? No, he doesn't know Judonk. He doesn't read the forum. He never reads the forum, but he he knows poker fraud alert exists. He he does listen to the show sometimes. That he will do. Cool. And uh, so he listens to the show. You think we crossed the line? You know, he hasn't commented on that. You know, he actually read recently. He did read the site for one thing. When I tweeted out the uh, that, that post I made last year about the party poker cruise, uh, he read about that, and he, that was his first. He had never heard about like what had gone on in that cruise. He knew I went on it ten years ago, but he never heard about all the things that went on there. So he he told me he thought that was all funny. Oh. So uh, it's good that he takes an active interest in. Yeah, but does but, he know about our sister site? No, he doesn't know about the the sister site. But but he he. Uh, so so they're not. It, like some people may get the impression all oh, that they're disappointed that I'm, I'm playing poker and that I'm not working anymore. And it's it's not true. Like they. First of all, they just I, want you to be happy like any other parent should with their child. Am I right? Yeah, that's 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 basically what it is. And they, it's not like I, I'm, I'm broke or something and been failing. It's so so they they saw I, I did well with it. So they 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 understand. Like if little Benjamin grows up and he wants to be a DJ, and that's all he cares about. He doesn't want to. Uh, do anything, you know, in the family business, poker, <laughs> medicine. He just wants to play music at bars and clubs and travel the world. You would be happy as long as he's happy. Well, as long as he was was successful, if he was a DJ and like making no money, was constantly broke, then I wasn't wouldn't be happy about it because that's he would he would get him lessons from Vanessa Russo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's funny. So he'd have to be a wealthy DJ for well, your support. Well, he'd have to be like a successful. Like, a I, I class. I, I, like I wouldn't want. You know what I wouldn't want? I wouldn't want Benjamin to to take a job like that, which like makes no money, and then say, "Well, my dad will just he'll just support me." Like I wouldn't want that. They, I'd, I'd want him to take care of himself. And and my parents wanted that for me. They you know they want me to take care of myself. They wouldn't want me sponging off them. And uh, so, like, they wouldn't be happy if I said, I want to be a professional poker player, but I, I'm kind of just breaking even, so can you guys just, you know, support me while I do this? They, they wouldn't go for that. They, they wouldn't want now, that. Now, How many years would you give them, Jeff? As what? A like, de- a well, DJ? in other words, if you said, look, I want to follow my dream, I want to become an actor, I want to... A DJ. A DJ, I want to be a DJ, whatever it is. Well, I, I would. I, like I mean, I would tell him to be realistic. I, you're going to be an accountant. I, I, no, I would tell him realistically the chance of being very successful at any of those things is tiny, and that he'd have to know this coming. Like I, I try to discourage you just knowing the chance is so tiny of being successful. And that's well, the at least now though. But remember, everything old is new again. So maybe mean? in the future, being a DJ is really not that hard. No, no, I'm just talking about just you're not going to make a lot of money at it. Is the point? Unless you're one of the really famous ones. That's what I'm trying to say. So. I'm just saying, especially like being an actor, like most of them just struggle and barely make any money, and, and then a, a small percentage hit it really big, very small that's percentage. True. So, so that's why you just have to overcome such odds. I mean, even, even in poker, there's there's somewhat of that, where where only a small percentage of of poker pros succeed in the long term. Like David Baker. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's, I, I guess you could say that he's an example of someone who succeeds in the long term. Yeah, may not like him, but he, you know he's been successful. Does, is there any, or any concern with Benjamin's mother about the gambling being around him? Uh, okay, like people think that oh, you know what, it's a child he shouldn't, you know, because still in some families or cultures, gambling is taboo. I mean, it's not in mine, but I know that in some conservative, I don't, I don't know. I'm just asking, is that ever an issue? That maybe you don't want him exposed to it at such a young age. She, she doesn't. She, she doesn't want him just deciding he's going to be a poker player and and uh, go for that when he's twenty one. Like that, she doesn't want to see. Yeah, uh, that makes sense though. So, but no, no, I, you know, and he may do that anyhow if he's, you know, uh, you know, you're his hero. He sees what his daddy does, and he may just want to do the same thing. Yeah, and he may be running this fraud show with me one day. <laughs> he, he knows uh, he knows I play poker, Benjamin. He know, he knows there's uh, something. Yeah, tell you seven deuce trash. Yeah, so, throw it out. So, and you know, if if he wanted to play poker, you know, again, I I I'd want him. Like, if you look at what I did there, I I, I got an education. I, I had a job for some years. I didn't just directly go into poker at 21. Uh, he, I, I would be. Concern if if he just went directly to poker twenty one without any kind of backup if it doesn't work out I, I wouldn't want to see that either I want I want him to actually have something he could go to instead if it did not work out and and also I'd have to see what his demeanor is if he one if he has enough poker talent to do it two if he has the right demeanor to be successful in poker there's a number of of, of attributes one has to have to be successful as a professional poker player and and uh, even if you were at a good player, skill-wise, if you lack other attributes that are necessary, you're not, you're you're not going to be successful. So the party inside kind of hopes one day you and him will be grinding to get seven star together <laughs> at the Rincon on like a good pay table. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know what? I would like to see one day. I would like to play a World Series event with him. Oh. And uh, yeah, I'll be sixty the earliest time that can happen. Right. But uh, yeah, I would. Uh, but at the same time, I would like to see that he develops an interest in some kind of career uh, that that isn't uh, 
just poker and, and you know at least i decided to do this uh i didn't even play at all until i was uh in my late 20s and then i didn't uh, quit my job until i was over 30 so at least there uh, th- that was more of a later yeah. life decision not late life but, but i wasn't a kid anymore when i decided to do it and i had already worked for eight years and it, it was a little and, and i'd already accumulated a bankroll where uh, i wasn't at my bottom dollar trying to do it. And I know there's, there's other people who've gone other ways and uh, even some super successful people like look at Daniel Negreanu. He never did anything but play poker and, and look where he is now. Remember Ivy? He lived under a f- alias living under a bridge. Yeah, he lived under a bridge. Yeah, so, so I'm not saying that you can't be successful doing that, but there's just so many stories of people who have tried and failed and then they're just uh, – and then they kind of feel like they're trapped because they feel like there's nothing else they can do. They're like, well, I've – I've tried to play poker, and you know I was successful for a short time, and I had some money, and now I don't anymore. And you know what am I going to go do? Work a minimum wage job? Like I'm not going to do it. Like people, or even not minimum wage, even like a, a, a middle class type, they're not going to want to do it because they're just it's going to pale in comparison the excitement and also the money they were making before when they were going well. So it's very hard to transition from a professional poker player into a regular job unless you get a really great job. Uh, it's kind of hard to make that transition. Uh, oh, speaking, I, I'm I'm glad I reminded myself. There's a funny Skype message. You know, people have that like like away message on Skype. Yeah, you have one. What does mine say? It says the number the party you are reaching is currently away. No, 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 no. I mean the written message when you look at someone's con- on the contact. Oh, list. oh no. I, I think yeah, mine just. I know I, you're talking about, but yeah. I think mine just pokerfraudler.com. The guy spans is please leave a message. <laughs> So let me see here. There's 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 one of uh let, Dude, wasn't at some point in all this I heard the wrap up music or no? There was and yeah, we <laughs> I mean I don't care, it's just still early. Even if we get off in twenty minutes, it's earlier than most nights. And I'm still hitting that player. Oh here we we got it we got a caller. Caller, you're on the air? Yeah, uh Jeff, this is Mumbles. Yes. Uh just a minor correction. So why do they always come on and they say Druff? They don't say it's supposed to be Druff and Drexel. Well, no, but I started. I, I talked to him. I said, "Hello, you're on the air." Because he's responding yeah, to you. Say, "Hey, Druff. he said, "Hey, Druff." But he's responding to me saying well, you're on the air. But he's just I'm responding to Druff saying hello. That's reasonable. Okay. Hey, well, I mean, I like you, Mumbles. I just you know. Hey, Drexel, how you doing? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Good. Where, man. where are you at right now? Uh, are you. On the over the road, I'm, or I'm in. Uh, I'm on the road. I'm uh, making a delivery later this morning. Right. Take a little break. Are you, are you listening to the call to listen line? No, I was oh. listening to uh, the other line. No, that but, sucks because uh, the reception's better. So reception is better. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I lost I, what I was trying to look for. By the way, and then you can tell me what you're calling about mumbles. Was uh, uh, on this this one guy who who, who runs professionalrakeback.com on his Skype. He had something like, "Are you a busto poker player? Uh, you might want to consider moving to Costa Rica to be a poker room customer service rep." <laughs> and, and he wasn't kidding. This, this wasn't like a joke or a level. He says, "I'm actually serious. Uh, you know, the, the pay is decent. You live in a nice, warm place year-round. Uh, you can live by the beach. Like he, he, he must have some sort of like affiliate deal with them too. Like re- recruit uh, workers for them. Can you imagine like that a could bu- be my ne- that could be my next career? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So what? what you, so what's the correction you're calling about? Uh, Daniel, before Daniel Negreanu got into poker, I I thought he was a pool hall hustler. Huh? Was he? I didn't remember that. Yeah. So yeah, but that was probably hall- very young because I mean he used to play at when the he was a, when he was a teenager. You know, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he honed his 
he honed his hustling skills at the pool table before he went to the poker table. I didn't know that. Who's this? Negreanu. Negreanu. I had just heard that he he played like a, he was playing like in these charity casinos in, in Toronto, like in the mid '90s, and he wasn't you know he was just barely old enough to do that at that point. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I used yeah. to see him like 91, 92 at the Mirage, him and Huxy. They used to all, when they probably. Well, no, he couldn't have been there in 91. He wasn't old enough they, to be in 91, 92. He wasn't old enough then. No. No. It was early 90s, maybe 93, 94. He's a year later. older than me, and he's like three years younger than Todd. Yeah, yeah. Two years younger than me. Yeah, you know that David Benjamin, he claimed in his biography they deported him like five times and he kept coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making that up. That's what he claims that they kept deporting him because he didn't have, you know, his visa would expire. It was just like a travel visa where he'd come to Vegas to hang out and play, That's and then funny. he'd never go home. And then they'd <laughs> somehow catch him and they'd send him back, and he'd just come back. And, and it's you know it's France, so it's not like yeah, it's funny. You know, they're it's not like they're you know checking every time he'd come. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, maybe, maybe that they don't really stop maybe if you overstay your visa they just ship you back but then you can come back they don't really stop you maybe that's yeah but i'm saying for his own good that he should have just stayed there you know look what happened he gained all that weight he lost his tennis career that schoenberg chose an addicted fantasy sports degenerate over him (laughs) i seen him honestly uh i played my first ever wsop event with him Uh, or last year i'd never played against him in my life but he was in I don't remember. Maybe it was the deuce to seven triple draw, but one of them. And literally, I mean, he had like a, someone must have brought it to him because it was like hours in and it was like, I don't know, maybe uh, Carl's Jr. It was one of the burger places. I remember saying, Jesus, even I won't eat that food. It was like Carl's Jr. or what's the one that uh, killed all the jack in the box? And he's like eating like his double, like whatever the, you know, promotional burger is. Oh, yeah, he, he's constantly eating at the table with it. You know, and I'm yeah. just like, and it's dripping on him. And, I'm, you know, it's like he should just be wearing sweatpants with a sign that says, I give up. Like, it's just, <laughs> I mean, then I hear stories that he's playing like video poker at like sitting alone at bars. And, yeah, like, my, you know, mine and all those bars, you know, video poker that are at bars and casinos are never going to be the good pay tables, yeah, of course. Yes, yes. You know. But, uh, I mean, you know, it's just funny looking back. Like, that was kind of – I mean, I'd been in poker for a while. But remember, all those guys used to think they were superstars. And now, because we're all a part of the fraud network, we find out they're not as rich or even as good as poker as, as we thought they were. Yeah. Look at uh, the one guy, uh, the Jewish guy that, that claimed he was a paramilitary in the Israeli army. Now, I mean – Yeah, that's right, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Because he just was portrayed in the media to be so rich. And, and you know, and basically, if he can't even pay, what did he owe uh, Sean Deeb? What was the amount? He couldn't yeah, pay? like 250000 or something. I thought it was less than that, but go ahead, Mumbles. Uh, I'm, think, I'm wondering Mumbles. whether this is more of a phenomena among the no-limit players, the famous no-limit players, than limit players. Because, you know, the thing about no-limit is you keep raising the stakes, and it's... The, the, the players that really are sort of on the edge of you know, greatness are the ones who just keep pushing the envelope of how how often they can bet with nothing, you know, like Tom Dewan. But the eventually best players, they run in. The best players in poker in, are people we don't even know. It's the people like the Todd Wattellis's of the world. Uh, the perfect that, player. But you know what I'm saying? It, it's it's you know you know how many people that are out there that aren't in the spotlight that are just excellent players or making their living, they're earning their monthly nut, and we'll never know who they are because they're not chasing 
you know, the tournament gold, which is a good idea. I mean, most people, it's foolish. You know, it's foolish to just play tournaments for most people. For what, 95% of all poker players, would you guess? Yeah, and, I, and I'll say this. I, I, I've, the World Series, I know when I go there, I'm not, you know, as far as the use of time, it, it's not a productive, it'd be a much more productive not, not use of time. A much more productive use of time for me to just play, you could keep playing on, on Bodog during, at, at home. Uh, on those, rather than uh, focusing on those events, it's really just for fun that I go there. That's, that's all. You know what? I'm going to say something that I'd never said on the radio. I was having a talk with the China maniac about this, and it's not that I was embarrassed to ever say this on radio because I'm not. But this year, I'm going to play by far the least amount of no limit tournaments. I may only just play the main event and not any of the other no limit t- uh, tournaments. Um, I think I'm going to play the, uh, the the buddy, the tag team one, just you know, for fun and camaraderie. But the reason why, and I, I've never played a lot of no-limit tournaments. I've mainly played mixed games because that's what I play. But uh, I've come to the realization and the acceptance that in today's day and age, I am probably, or I not even probably, I'll say I'm not a favorite compared to how good the competition is. Um, in, in, uh, you know, these, now, I'm not talking about like soft events like the main event or even like something like the Colossus where they're going to be probably 10,000 if not more recreational players but you know the 2500s and the 5k's that generally just attract you know the best of the best uh you know i'm not in that class yeah i I don't play those either yeah yeah the game has just gotten that hard that in those games i don't feel like i have an edge for the most part i mean in certain situations i would but i just think there's so many people that concentrate on that year in year out more than i do that it just yeah, that's, really a, that's, how, that's how I feel, too. The, the no-limit events I choose at the World Series, I, I choose the ones that I think are going to have a lot of recreational players. And and, and that, otherwise, I, I mean, of course. How, how often do you even play no-limit? No, I don't play it very often at all. So, yeah. Exactly. And there are people that literally play every day, 8, 10, 12 hours a day, day in and day out. How could we expect to you know be better than them? It's yeah. just not, it's not a fair assessment. So, But then again, you look at something like Limit Hold'em or... You know, those kind of games where we're constantly playing versus people that just play it during the World Series, you know, don't play it year-round or don't play it a lot, and that's where the edge is. Yep. But I feel the same way as you. I, I walk in there, uh, you know, and of course, you, you know, you'll always be disappointed, but you can't walk in there thinking that, you know, this is it's plus EV to um, because it really isn't. I mean, you know, maybe over life it would be, but over any given small sample size, of course it isn't. You know, it's just it, it you know, how many tournaments are you playing this year? Eight, um, six, ten? No, I'm playing ten. Yeah, I mean, that's still a very insane small sample size. Yeah. You know, so, but I, I agree it, it is a waste of money. But, you know, it's just something that uh, I think I can speak on both of our behalfs that we both enjoy. We both look forward to and you get to kind of, you know, it's the only time of year that you really get to be with your peers and be in that environment. And, you know, it's just... Uh, it's still a very special, uh, you know, it's still a very special period. I mean, I'm getting excited now just thinking about it, and I'm looking forward to the grind and all that goes with it. You know, you get to see a lot of old friends, and you're just, I don't know. Even with all the fail that we talk about, Caesar, something about walking in there the first time or almost even any time, just the people and the crowd, and, you know, it, it kind of does get you going. Yeah. You know, at least for me it does. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel, too. So that's why I, I, I play it every year, and uh... – 
just hope hope things uh, work out. And uh, it's funny, you never know, you know when it's going to be that tournament that, uh, that that's really memorable for you, where you get really deep or, or win. Like I remember, I, I was listening to the call to listen line uh, the other day, and I'm, I was hearing. I, I always try to figure out, like when I'm hearing myself talk when this was recorded and i sometimes i remember it but sometimes i don't so there was one i'm like okay this kind of sounds like it's 2013 well it was it turned out it was just days before i was going to play the 5k limit hold'em that i ended up going to day three with the chip lead and ended up making the final table the one we talked about earlier where i finished fifth so i thought wow you know here i was recording that and i didn't know in a few days i was going to come close to winning a bracelet i was going to make the final table and and all that like i didn't I, I'm, I'm just recording that episode, and I don't know that's coming. So I'm, I'm thinking, like, any time can be, uh, you know, any one of those tournaments can be one that's, that ends up being memorable for you, and you, you don't know when you go in whether it's going to be that or it's just going to be a complete fail and you'll be out early. <laughs> it can be anything. So anyway, uh, thank you, everybody, for, for listening, and uh, we will be back next week. We will be here on May 11th around 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Someone dropping something? What's going on here? Anyway. I saw my money. Hello? Yeah, what, did you drop your mic? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even going to try to figure it out. We're at the end of the show. But, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. Sorry for coming in uh, late this time. Thank you, C-Money, and the rest of all the donors to the free roll, the $132 free roll. This week, and just wait a second. I will wait a second. And uh, tra- oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't talking. The board, we're doing the final <laughs> birthday. Trade, tra- you're telling the dog to wait a second? Jeez. Yeah. Okay, so Trade Ruski, thank you for being here. Northern California guy, thank you for being here. And uh, we still have Mumbles here on the phone? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you for calling in. We didn't Mumbles, get Mumbles, many- good to hear you, buddy. Yeah, yeah we didn't get Yeah, many- Mumbles. All right, man. Yeah, just uh, remember the call to listen line when you're on those. Uh, Long drives there on the when, road. Yeah, when I run out of data. When <laughs> you run out of data. So, we back, and yeah, it should be a normal schedule for this show all throughout May. Or at least I think it will be. Yeah, it should be all throughout May. June, uh, we will let you know. I won't start playing until the middle of June, but Brandon will be playing earlier, so we'll be working around both of our schedules to get days that work for both of us. And people have been asking me now via the Twitter if we plan on having a special World Series of Poker edition. But I always say that unless there's a scandalous situation like last year, remember the guy that could mind read in, in remember? <laughs> yeah. And we had to do special radio. Unless something like that occurs, I don't think we'll be having any uh, special programming. Yeah, it'll just, we will be talking about it a lot during the World Series, so you can count yeah. on that. And I'm sure there will be fail to discuss, scandals to discuss in the World Series, uh, whatever. We'll talk a lot of World Series in June. We'll be and back by the next way, week. I'm really not doing a podcast for the sister site. That was all conjecture. <laughs> it was all a joke. And <laughs> Brandon's yeah. staying here. Good night and shalom. 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 shalom.